Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. Joining me is... I'm Ben Enns, and this is our 40th episode. <laughs> episode 40? Damn. We're 12 away from two years? Shit, really? That's... Oh, wait, that's six months. Oh. Is it six months? Wait, episode 24 was one year, so 48 should be... 48. Why was I thinking, because 52 weeks in the year, but we're not weekly or bi-weekly, we're bi-monthly. Wait, no, we are bi-weekly. Uh-huh. 24 couldn't have been. 24. I feel it was like 27 or 20. Yeah. 26. 26 is our is our i don't know 27 was really works. the like year anniversary but so wild. 52 would be yeah, yeah. uh-huh so uh-huh. we're 12 away which is six months we'll probably be in hollow ataraxia for it's, that sorry it's not six months that's what was confusing me uh-huh it's a little less than six months i see um it is 24 weeks mm-hmm. which is less than half a year um it's october we're both now 30. I had a birthday. It's Halloween. No, it's not. It's the 22nd. It's Halloween. This is the thing. It was happy birthday for Fan. Ben is- gets a whole month of birth, and I get one day. A whole month of birth makes it sound awful. <laughs> <laughs> the lemonade... The Sorry. The flavored seltzer that I like. Uh-huh. They did... Or stores around us started stocking a strawberry lemonade recently. That is quite good. I like a strawberry lemonade. I'm sipping alongside this podcast. Um, I sat down. It was full of energy. And then something happened. (laughs) And now I am the sleepiest I've ever been. I think some of my bad jokes just took it out of you. I'm dehydrated. So I'm not allowed to drink anything but water today. Mm. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably wise. Also, my wrist hurts a lot today. I need to get some kind of like wrist brace or something for while I'm working because yeah. oh. I'm going to get like Carpal Tunnel 2, the sequel to Carpal Tunnel. Oh, right. Let me real quick. Let me write down everything I'm going to talk about. I've started using my iPad's like scribble to like write feature uh, to practice my kanji. And that's been great, but also using my wrist even more than I already do to type and draw is um, not ideal. Actually, drawing kanji, much better way to remember them than just looking at them or typing the kana. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Have you... We just said that. We just said that I was going to go first, and then I was like, hey, Ben, have you been reading or watching or playing anything lately that has sparked your interest okay you kind of have things. one thing written down i have two things written down uh let me let me well <laughs> one of them is the thing that you brought for the two of yes. us to talk about and the other is uh, just a small thing we got a lot of small things to mention we're gonna uh, for this because we've been um doing a lot of stuff lately it's a big anime season and whatnot mm-hmm. but uh, my my big uh foolish sisyphusian uh task that i've assigned myself is I'm starting to read the Kata Kyokai Garden of Sinners light novels in Japanese. 
this is a fool's errand. I am not, I don't know enough kanji and grammar to like get through this at a pace of more than a paragraph a day. Uh, that's not true. If I really devoted time to it, I could burn through it pretty quickly, but I would have to spend a lot of time in my day getting through it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not just reading it. I'm not just trying to comprehend it. I'm also practicing my kanji and all this other stuff yeah. to get through it. It's really good practice. Uh, and there is a very fun, un- like, unfolding horror <laughs> to reading it this way, where you finally grok with the sentences and you're like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> is that what they're saying? Uh, but yeah, the first couple pages of Kanyo Kokai slap so far. Um I'm technically doing this out of order a little bit because we're not we're not covering the movies until after Fate's Day Night. But yeah. it's not like I'm going to finish them before we get through the movies. So. So, yeah, that's that's my one little little thing that I've been doing on, on the side. Well, let's Fen, tell me what you've been doing, because your list here is OK on the same. Uh, I don't have very much I can say about it I, on the same like kind of thing of hey what if i practice japanese by reading something real that is slightly easier than manga because for manga they're images so kanji i don't know i have to go like uh look up the radicals for and search Uh that way or like try to write them out to find them um uh unless there are uh furigana and then it's way easier. Yeah. But a lot of kanji I don't know don't have furigana in the, uh, for them. Uh, so uh, I started Fushigi Densha, which is a 2003, I think. Eroge VN. It's an uh, Eroge? Yes. Huh. I wouldn't have guessed it from the cover, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I will say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it will be interesting. I mostly picked it up on a whim because I was like, six hours. I can get through that. Uh, 24 hours. <laughs> yes. It will probably take me many times as long. But uh, uh, I was able to like, I got it. To, so, yeah. Um, VNs are nice because they're just text. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a program called Text Extractor. Text Extractor. Mm-hmm. It's like a yeah um uh that intercepts the calls that um like games make mm-hmm. to display text mm. and so and then you can have it say like what I, what I have it doing is intercept that and then copy to the clipboard mm-hmm. and then from the clipboard there's a a browser add-on that automatically pastes uh whatever is in your clipboard onto a page. Mm. Um, and so then I have a, a like mouse over dictionary in the browser so that I can mouse over stuff I don't understand. Mm. And it will, it doesn't translate so much as like, it's a dictionary. So it's like, Oh, this is this word. This is this word. Um, I have a much more analog setup for this. Yeah. Um, and that, that has worked well enough to like, Oh yeah, I read the first like 10 screens of text. I can't say very protagonist wakes up uh very like hurting everywhere and he's like oh right I did drink too much last night. That's very funny. Protagonist loved to wake up in pain the next day. Yeah. Um it is a I don't know a ton about it except that it there are time loops and there's a train. And the train conductor is pretty cute. 
She's on the cover. Uh, speaking um, of time loops. Speaking of time loops, Raging Loop uh, is very good. Is is mostly very good. Uh, go listen to the novel not new on that. We'll give um, this the like one to two sentence pitch. Okay. Uh, Haruaki Fusayashi is gets broken up with and is on his motorbike and he's you know running away from Tokyo because he's so overwhelmed by emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then realizes he's lost. Uh, goes into a convenience store, interacts with a very uh odd and um rude very rude uh like store worker who uh gives him a really hard time about everything but eventually directs him to a town uh ben is quietly counting the number of sentences that i'm using i Uh, feel like i've broken you your ability to summarize something quickly (laughs) i feel like i've corroded you uh he follows the directions to the town and ends up crashing. Uh, the town plays werewolf. Except in real life. Mm-hmm. There are actual werewolves and there are actual special roles. And the the goal, depending on... It is a raging loop, is a, is a time loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, there are a time loop in the sense that uh, every loop who the wolves are are different because i think you could make it work if it was a time loop uh-huh. and it was like okay we have to figure out how to convince everyone else that we know who the wolves are um but yeah it is um werewolf is the party game where uh every like a couple people are chosen as a werewolf and they kill someone quote unquote every night and then the next morning, it's among us. You know what I mean. Everyone gets yeah. together to yell at each other about who they think the werewolf is. It's a one of those social deception games. That's yeah, so hot nowadays. Yeah. Um, I mostly like it because the characters are incredible. Uh huh. Specifically, Haru- Haruaki, Haruaki, and Chiemi are one. The OTP. They are yeah, just an incredible like. I don't. I don't like or I tolerate a lot of het couples mm-hmm. uh most of them i am at best uh what's the word for it like agnostic to that's not quite right but like i don't care either way um i love these two yeah they're great together okay. uh and so yeah nope nope that's enough yep. Moving yeah, on. I was going to say. There's a whole novel, go, not new episode about it. Yes. Go listen to the almost three hour novel, not new episode. Three hours? They really liked that game, didn't they? Yeah, it's a, re- it's a really good game. You, you've been like trying to sell me on it for a while because I've been kind of like, eh, I don't really like the art style. Eh, eh, eh. I also don't love the art style, but. I think Shammy looks cute. But, yeah. Like, other than that, I don't really like the way it's drawn. Shammy's great. Anyway, then hit me with another one. Okay. Andor. I don't. I don't like Star Wars that much. This is the Star Wars. But Andor is very good. Uh the the last arc was a heist. The first arc is like setup and background. I, I think it is the show is going to be roughly like four three episode arcs in the first season. So the first arc is like background setup for who the characters are. 
Um, mm-hmm. The second one is a heist. And then the third one, I'm not really sure where it's going yet. Um, it's like a, it's about a Star Wars guy from one of the movies. It's from like a prequel. Rogue and he's one. like a yeah. mercenary who becomes an ideologue, right? That kind yeah. of thing. Fighting I think that's Empire. basically, that's basically his, his, uh, Mm-hmm. his his vibe um i yeah. watched it i don't like i don't like star wars really at all and I, I haven't really given it a chance because i'm not really interested in giving it a chance you know mm-hmm. what i mean but i saw a couple episodes of this it was good yeah it's good it's TV. like it is just a good it is just good tv that happens to be in star wars uh-huh um okay xenoblade chronicles future connected or as a friend of mine loves to refer to it as uh Melia Antiqua's Nopon Babysitting Simulator. Uh, Xenoblade is too too much to explain or really comprehend. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. It's way shorter than the main game. Good! The main game was 120 <laughs> hours and this is DLC. Yes. Um, it was enjoyable. I think my major complaint there is just... Um, even though it only gives you four characters, mm-hmm. it still asks you to rec- to make a party of three. Hmm. And it's like you could have, couldn't you have just figured out a way to make it a four character party? Just give me three characters, or just give me three characters. And um, hanging out, but not playable. The problem is, is that uh, it's Melia and Shulk from uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, uh-huh. and then. Uh, two new characters mm-hmm. who are Nopon, whose uh, like classes are roughly two of the characters from the main game. Uh-huh. Um, Nopon and- are like weird little egg-shaped bird things. Yeah. Fluffy. Fluffy. Small. They, got, they have hands and then also like weird feather, wing feather wings or like furry wings. Um, Which also do hand things. Yeah, yeah uh they're great i love i love no fun um, they talk kind of annoying but they are cute but so the problem is is that it's it is really you're picking between melia or shulk you're always bringing the two you're basically always bringing the two uh no pawn. and so it's like well you really could have just just make like melia or shulk non-playable it's it's a gender thing i betcha yeah Melia gets an incredible crown at the end if you do a, the like the super boss, uh-huh. um, and uh, both of their bathing suits are great. <laughs> a real win for bisexuals. Yeah, uh, you've neglected to mention that like thirty other Nopon are following you through this whole thing. I've not seen much of this at all, but just like there's like <laughs> like twenty of these little guys just screaming and running around constantly on screen. It's very funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, instead of in the in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles One, you have a party attack. I think it's called a chain attack, mm-hmm. which is your your party all gets together and beats up a monster real good. Um, and as a replacement in in um, Future Connected, instead what they did is oh, um, you're going to go find pawn specters, um, and collect them, and there are fifteen of them total i think uh-huh. each with a name that is a pun on the number that they are oh my god uh so like one one is uh-huh. number one and like goes from there uh and yeah um the pun specters do a big team up uh attack when you when you use the same 
gauge that um, used to do a chain attack. One more thing. No, is that everything? That was all your stuff. That's everything. I I had Fushigi Densha last, but the the segue that you gave me was so perfect. I it couldn't. Was perfect. I don't. Okay. Anyway, Butchie the Rock is about a very lonely girl. <laughs> she has Bochi, Hitori Bochi. Uh huh. Or Hitori, We've and then the her nickname is Bochi. Uh huh. Um, she learned to play guitar so that she could make friends, and then. But she has extreme social anxiety, so instead of making friends, she just got very good at guitar all by herself in a closet over the course of three years. It's really fun. And the the we've only seen the first couple episodes. It's really yeah. good. I, I recommend checking it out. It's very cute. Uh, all of the girls so far are very fun. Stand out for sure from this season. It's uh-huh. the the comedy is if you are not if you don't find uh a character having like an emotional breakdown just trying to give someone a juice uh funny then it's probably not for you but it's very it's painfully relatable at times yes. for uh uh-huh. people with social anxiety i feel like yeah um but yeah so high recommend funny the girls are cute yes. uh looks really good yeah watch it she joins she gets into a band she's and she's bad at it because she's not used to playing with other people uh-huh Okay, my turn? Yep. Okay, I guess I'll say that we're watching... Wait, we already talked that we're t- watching Witch Mercury, right? So we don't actually have to mention that here. Good as hell. Another standout. Even if you don't like Gundam, I would say try it. Yeah. Uh, other Gundams are good, too. We should try other Gundams. But... Witch Mercury is good. Other Gundams exist. Wow. We've been watching a lot of Gundam for you to have that opinion. Um, We've been watching a lot of Bakemonogatari also. <laughs> That has some really good stuff in it, too. Yeah, the first season's pretty good. Watch the first couple episodes of the last arc of the second season. Really hard to talk about where you're at. Yeah. Uh, Those were fantastic, so. Yeah, right. It did get better again. Akiba Maid War. Uh, It's about a girl in the 90s who wants to be a maid and goes to Akihabara to become a maid and there's a gang war between the different maid cafes that are all run by different yakuza groups. Yeah. Uh, well, it is more it, it is more what if instead of the yakuza being heavily invested in Akihabara, mm-hmm. uh it the maid cafes actually just literally operated as yakuza families. That's true. There is like the yakuza dude. There's like guys in charge yeah. of the maids still, you know what I mean? But uh the maids are also the ones doing the murder. <laughs> yes. Uh very silly. Don't know if it can sustain this energy the whole time, but uh it is it's, it is the kind of thing fun. We've only watched the first two episodes. If it doesn't get a new joke by episode 4, we'll probably drop it. But, uh, but the joke is funny. The joke is funny. There's like a 30-year-old maid who's shot like 20 or 30 people already. 35. 35-year-old. Maid. And she's incredible. Yeah, she's great. Uh Yamano Susume, next summit. Mm-hmm. Um there are three other seasons of Yamasusu. What is it? Uh it is a uh what if uh Yuru camp was about mountain climbing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the main character, whose name I'm completely blanking on, Aoi? 
Aoi. Yeah, Aoi. Aoi. Uh, her friend, Hinata. Mm-hmm. Um, there's too many Hinas in things that I've like read or watched recently. So every time I'm like, that can't be it. I'm just thinking of some other character. Uh-huh. Uh, Hinata and Aoi climbed a mountain when they were really young and saw the sunrise and were like, oh, let's do this again someday. Uh, and come, and then it's uh, high school. And uh, Aoi is afraid of heights, so she doesn't, you know, and also just afraid of the outdoors in general, and also afraid of other people in general. <laughs> she's like a, she's like a, if an otaku shut in, but only for crafts and home goods activities. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, so, so far, the first three episodes, the first four episodes, although four has not come out yet, are all recap. Um... I would say, hey, go watch seasons one through three. They're short. They're short. short. Uh, season one is is like three minute episodes. Seasons two and three are fifteen minute episodes. Um, season one is like fine, uh-huh. and then two and three are like good. <laughs> You're a bigger fan of this um, than than I am because, like, you know, a slice of life stuff can only get so high on my list on yeah. its own merits. But it is a good chill time. Uh, the thing I will say is. Yeah, again, especially especially three and there is new animation. Despite them being recaps at the beginning of every episode, there's new animation. Um, so three and four, and to some extent two. It is just like it is a playground for animators to have a lot of fun, uh, and that is like coming through in season four mm-hmm. so far uh, with the new stuff that they're doing. Do it yourself. This is the DIY anime. It's pretty cute. It looks cute. I like the way it's animated. Not a lot going on. It's about girls joining a club that's on the verge of getting shut down to like do crafts and like build things, stuff like that. Main character is a clumsy girl who gets goes to the nurse office every day and has perfect attendance for the, with the nurse. <laughs> that is a good bit. That's cute. I there's some like weird like uh Silicon Valley versus good old fashioned home making things like kind of thing going on with a couple of the girls yeah and there's a new character introduced in the third episode who has a design that is just off-putting to me in a way that i uh she's fine she's it's fine she's just off-putting yeah to me. i would say the i am waiting for um diy to like have a- actually have a, have a coherent position on like there's not gonna be a position. It's gonna be like progress is important, but also it's good to make things with your hands. Yeah, I guess it's it is the season or episode three seems to say, oh, actually there are there are DIY things that are correct, and there is DIY that isn't correct. Hmm. Like a character makes a cell phone. Uh huh. That presumably, like from scratch, it seems like like she used fabrication technology, used fabrication so technology, no but uh-huh. designed it and like presumably like put it together herself. But that doesn't count. No, only things with drills and hammers. Uh-huh. Those are DIY. Uh-huh. Um, which is like yeah, that's fine, I guess, but uh-huh. it is a little weird. Yeah, it's just a pretty head empty like girls hanging out and getting into trouble show cute some people i've seen some people be really really excited about it i don't feel that at all but you know it's fun good show good season for like 
hanging out shows i feel like yeah uh i have one more and then ben you can hit these last two because you, you don't and, care about them you and your wife are the main reason that we're watching them uh all we've seen of <laughs> You're so... why are you throwing me under the bus i'm not bad at... i'm not over the moon about these things either you have you talk about spy family i'll talk about chainsaw man okay uh spy family continues to be the the thing that the first core was which is taking a uh like pretty speedy comedic yeah, manga yeah. and turning it into a more like warm and heartfelt yeah. uh uh not not nearly as derogatory funny. yes uh, it's still funny the jokes are just stretched out so far that it, well, it's, it's like losing some of that you know something i think yeah it is going for rather than going for like punchlines, it is going for like warm yeah. uh moments uh-huh uh-huh but yeah there are still funny moments but that's like really not its goal it, yeah, yeah. uh-huh uh chainsaw man we only watched the first episode of it so far seems like chainsaw man to me oh I, I the more people hype up Chainsaw Man, the less I like it. But uh, I do still think the manga is pretty good, and this is this will be fine. Can't believe that they cut Denji talking about unions. We've not seen the... that episode yet, but that is very funny that they, they that they cut a, a scene where he's in the bath, like singing about him having a union job. Yeah, it's so on the nose; it's painful. Well, the bath scene is still there. Yeah, he, he just, just doesn't, doesn't do talk about. Yeah, he doesn't sing about unions. Also. That's a union job. That's not a good union. <laughs> no, that, that's yeah. a bad job. Yeah. Um, we are going to watch Arknight's Prelude to Dawn. We're Arknight's uh, like brained out the like yeah. roof at this moment because of the drop of the new Arknight's main story chapter. Yeah, chapter ten. Shatterpoint. Uh, Mace Windu. Mace Windu's there. <laughs> We're waiting for Mace Windu to make his appearance um mace will fall out a window that's a promise <laughs> uh w would w both w and calcet would push mace out of a window yeah. at a like moment's notice we're gonna talk about uh not mace window <laughs> we're gonna talk about arc knight's this, like main plot at some point i don't know when i don't know where but we're gonna do it because me and Fen are so, so high on Arc Knights right now. Uh, chapter 10 is really good so far, uh-huh. is what I'll say. And like, it's been bangers lately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I am excited for the anime. We've seen a trailer. I My major complaint is that uh, there are some characters who, even if they themselves are small, they wear bul- bulky armor. Uh-huh. And like, Nero's a big girl. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the the anime designs like have made them more palatable i guess slender small you know what i mean yeah which is not my vibe but you know are the one of the great things about arc knights is that it's filled with like 30 to 40 year old miserable buff women yeah you know what i mean Uh uh-huh not always actually buff but uh, they are actually like 30 to 40 and yes it feels like that they're they're moving like not actually pulling that back but pulling back the vibe like the art direction vibe Nero's voice though <laughs> I, I don't remember her voice but i am jazz is like husky in a perfect you love like, a husky anime girl. yeah that's a butch right there <laughs> even if her design is less so than in the gotcha 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's everything we're watching. Again, we we cannot dwell on chapter ten because we have a lot of Heaven's Feel to get through today. But uh, and also neither of us have finished it yet. And we but... have one more thing to talk about: the actual star of the Yuri Tea Time. Oh right, yeah. Why are we here, Ben? We'll talk about the seasonal anime stuff at the end of the season again. And yeah. Save if we dropped anything. We're watching a lot this season, so we're hoping to drop Too something. Many things. But honestly, it's been pretty manageable so far. Yeah. Why are we here, Ben? To talk about Heaven's Feel. But first, I want to talk about the world's most pathetic woman. Okay. So Ben had me read because we watched we, we watched, watched Call, Call of the Night last season. So my journey with Call of the Night first. We watched, I w- wanted to watch it because I was like, you know, this could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, art style looks interesting. Uh, although my, my perpetual Call of the Night complaint is that I think it looks really good, except that our boobs are drawn so strangely in it. I think the anime, certainly the backgrounds are like the standout. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Some incredible cityscape. Uh-huh. I think that the it's characters are like work. fine. I like the way it's drawn. I like the way it's drawn. I like the way hands are drawn. I do like hands are very like heavy and calloused feeling. Yeah. And like uh rough on There's a real character. like tactileness yeah. to the hands. Oh, uh, there's a lot of good hand stuff. Yeah. Uh okay. So, we watched the first couple episodes and I remember people describing the show as like monogatari light, right? It's like mm-hmm. fun, kind of funny conversations. One person's playing the straight man. The other person's a vampire. Mm-hmm. That kind of vibe, right? And I was having an okay time with it. And you were fine. Ben. Yeah. Uh, you thought some of it was funny. Yeah. And I was thinking about dropping it. And I was like, you know, is it going to be this weird? Should we, should we say we say what change, what it's actually about, right? Yeah. It's about a 14-year-old boy named Ko. Yes um who gives up on school he's and, like a uh, autistic ish like doesn't understand other people uh doesn't uh, maybe arrow ace uh tried really hard to be normal and burned out and dropped out yeah kind of kid yeah good-hearted but just not built to be around other people and yeah he starts wandering around at night and he's like oh this is so fun <laughs> One of my favorite bits of the anime is that it is extremely desaturated during the day. Uh-huh. Uh, and then at night, like, it comes alive. Yeah, the sky's, in a really like, nice way, and, like, beautiful in a yeah. way that it would not be in a city. Yeah. Um, and, and... Right, and he meet, meets a vampire named Nazuna. Yeah, like a scummy, deadbeat vampire girl who's like, let's go, let's just run around and have fun together. Yeah, and he finds out that to become a vampire you fall in love with a vampire and then have them drink your blood yes uh and so that is his goal as someone who has never fallen in love before yeah. he's like okay well i gotta do this the 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 main thing that i would call the issue of call of the night is that the kid's 14 and there's like just a line of older women just drape, like falling all over him yes i just not it's not played in a way that feels really gross all the time, but it is kind of if if that's going to be a bugbear for you, it's it's never going to get any better. It is very much a show about hot older women. Yeah, uh, Nazuna hates talking about love, loves making raunchy jokes. Very funny. Um, she gets bashful whenever she has to say anything romantic, but she'll talk about blowjobs like, without <laughs> with a completely straight face. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I read ahead of the anime, mm-hmm. and I saw the stuff that was coming up. Uh, I, I only meant to read, read ahead a little bit. I saw some of the stuff that was coming up. I tore through the rest of it, basically, up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And was like, okay, we gotta watch this. We gotta finish watching this, and we gotta talk about this for your ET time. I ended up pretty down on the anime. Yeah. For multiple reasons. One, I've talked about it before. Uh, I don't care if you're adapting a manga and there's no good like conclusion. Figure out a conclusion. Uh, Call of the Night is paced like a train wreck. Yes. Is what I will say. Like it meanders for a long time and then it like explodes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I read um, we are not primarily talking about the anime. We're primarily talking about stuff that wasn't in the anime. Uh, through to chapter 94, the end of the Halloween arc is what yeah. we're covering. Um, oh, I, yes. It is paced like a train wreck. Yes. Ben had me read from like chapter 30 to 94. Yeah. Uh, for most of that time, I was like, I was just bored. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's, I baseline enjoy the cast more than you, so I was having a better time, but I did read it. I read all of that in like one and a half nights yeah. and just burned through it and was pretty high on it. Um, Reading it again to talk about it now, I was like, yeah, some of the stuff in the middle drags a little bit. I, yeah, I knew that I was going to get to something that I would like, but the middle was just like, it's, this is also part of the thing for me is like, it is so episodic of like chapters are like 16 pages and half the time it's like, oh, OK, you get like 15 pages of something and then it's a different thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and or two of those pages are taken up by Anko. Uh, incredible character. Perfect. Uguisu Anko. <laughs> uh, just hanging out and saying all of all time. Ah, yes, they are doing stuff. I have a plan, though. You could really feel the, like, okay. Ko wants to fall in love with Nazuna. Yes. This is the vampire girl, right? So he can become a vampire. He discovers that there's a cabal of hot, older vampire women who kind of run the city in the background. Uh-huh. Uh, not really, they're not really in control of anything. They just harass Nazuna because uh, they're all like uh, flirts who love to talk about romance. I don't think that they run anything, but... <laughs> It it definitely is framed like that at first. They feel like they have some kind of power. Uh, oh, I didn't get that at no. all. Well, they're like on top of a skyscraper in this like beautiful like uh like patio overlooking the whole city, and they're like, "Vampire society has rules. You have to turn him or kill him." You know what I mean? I guess. Uh, they're just some losers, though. Uh, anyway, they get a ultimatum. Co has a year since he was bit the first time to become a vampire or he will no longer be able to change and that is true of everyone yes that is true uh and then they're gonna kill him if uh if he fails yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can't have someone running around who knows about vampires yes he's a human Uh uh-huh that would be bad yeah there's a lot of like individual character stories meeting up with the various vampire girls and getting to know them a little bit but at a certain point Ko bumps into a uh, older woman named uh, Uguisu Anko. Mm-hmm. She uh, has round glasses. She smokes a lot. <laughs> she wears a trench coat. She looks like a uh, if Columbo was a hot, dirty woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she uh, 
is looking for a person who recently became a vampire that Ko had a hand in, right? Mm-hmm. He, like, helped him reconnect with a vampire girl he was in love with. He became a vampire, this guy. Mm-hmm. And then went missing from his family. Mm-hmm. So Anko's looking for him. And, <laughs> okay, what what happens after that? Uh, so she knows that Ko wants to become a vampire. Yes. And, uh is like, hey, that's a bad idea. If you do, I will kill you. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, there's a, a moment where Ko and some of his school friends decide to, like, break into the school mm-hmm. after hours and, like, just hang out and, like, explore. And they bump into a vampire who used to be a teacher there 10 years ago. Right. And has been right. hiding yeah. in the school. Uh, he's Vampires die if they don't drink blood for 10 years. He hasn't drunk any blood. Mm-hmm. And he's about to go, but he loses control and attacks them and tries to, like, drink their blood. Anko shows up and murders him. He specifically tries to drink the blood of the one woman there. Yes, yeah, uh, he does attack her. It's 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 a very scary scene. There's a lot of, in at least in the chapters that I read, there's a lot of uh, I w- sexual assault adjacent imagery mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. men attacking women. Mm-hmm uh yeah i'm thinking of there's there's two particular scenes that i'm thinking of is this one and something that comes later involving a character named kyoko yeah um totally lost track anyway anko kills the guy tell uh tells ko that he doesn't really understand vampires at all and it tells him that she's going to kill every vampire in town. Mm-hmm. She's actually a vampire hunter. Yes. Cool. Yeah, she's cool. She's demonstrated that she can kill vampires. Uh-huh. Which is apparently impossible for humans normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then they kind of fuck around for a long time. Yeah. This is... I guess this is my thing. Mm-hmm. Is... It is frustrating. Yes. To have, like, oh, all of you are vulnerable. Yes. You could all die. And then, but actually, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, this isn't really time sensitive. Uh-huh. Uh, you just need to, like, think about it, you know, maybe maybe pursue this, but she's not going to come for you anytime soon. Yeah, she she starts by, like, kind of circling around and being like scary she almost kills uh the the guy she was looking for yeah the guy who recently became a vampire uh and then as it drags on she just kind of makes an appearance every chapter it feels very much to me like the 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 author the mangaka fell in love with her as soon as he drew her and was like okay i'm not gonna stop drawing her so the story has to pivot to be about this character I have to find an excuse to uh, make her show up constantly because I want to draw her, but I can't get to a place where it's actually important un- because of my p- poor pacing. Uh huh. That's what I it would, feels like to me. I would even say she shows up, it is alone, not interacting with other people yeah. in the story. It's so much just like I just wanted to draw her a couple more times. Yeah. You know? It is just frustrating that it's like, Oh, you set her up as a threat, mm-hmm. and then she's completely non-threatening. Uh-huh. I don't know if I would say she's completely non-threatening, but she doesn't really, uh, aside from almost killing one vampire and successfully killing another, it's, uh... She killed an almost... She, she killed threat. an she, almost dead vampire. 
and then almost killed. Yeah. I mean, that's st- that's still like knifing a guy in the middle of the city <laughs> while surrounded by other vampires and then just walking away. Yeah. Uh, I think that she needed like one or two more moments of doing something like that successfully. Yeah. Right. They figure out that what she's doing is vampires lose their memories of their human life when they change. I like the mechanics of this. Mm-hmm. And typically anything that they had a really strong association with, with their, their their actual life, will make them more human and thus vulnerable if they come in contact with it. Mm-hmm. For uh, Aki, that, that guy, it was his glasses. He threw out his glasses and got new glasses. She mm-hmm. found them, like pushes them onto his face and then starts stabbing him. He almost dies from it. Yeah. Why doesn't he? Because, uh... I guess stab wounds take a while to kill you. They figured it out pretty quickly and got the glasses off of him before he died. She picked a poor time to attack them, I feel like. If it had just been one person... Yeah. Uh... Well, and I guess this is my major complaint, mm -hmm. is it feels like a story without real stakes. Mm -hmm. At least the portion I read is like, no one's going to die. Uh Uh-huh. Like, why would they? Mm-hmm. Of course everyone's going to stay alive. If if they have been around for more than two chapters, no, they're not in any danger. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're wrong about that, right? Um, Which is, I guess is, like, fine. Uh-huh. As a, If that's what you want to write, then sure, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just not my vibe. No, no, of like, totally good. Then, then don't introduce her as a vampire killer. Mm-hmm. Because she's not really... I think I I feel like she must have killed other vampires before, but we don't get that. I think it's partly that he's try the mangaka is trying is it's towing this line of I don't want them to actually be quote unquote unforgivable characters because I do want them to just hang out later. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I I think that makes it a little toothless. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there are two good bits. Yes. In this section uh-huh. that we should get to. So they start investigating everyone's past in an attempt to find out what she could use as a weapon and destroy it. Yeah. And we get a series of like one-off chapters that are like, oh, here's your thing. Oh, here's your thing. Yes. Some of them are much better than others. Yeah. Uh, they're like, uh, yeah. Who, who do we want to talk about? Cabra? Uh, yeah. Nazuna, the main vampire girl, she doesn't remember her past at all. Mm-hmm. She knows she's like 30 or 40, which there's an extremely funny bit where she finally admits her age to Ko and she's like, it's so fucking lame. If I was 100 years old, you'd be like, whoa, that's so cool. But now I'm just middle aged. I'm your mom's age, I think she oh. says. <laughs> oh, she's very, she acts very much his age. You know what I yeah. mean? Aside from that, she gets to drink beer. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. So they want to look into her past, mm-hmm. right? And they end up at the at a hospital run by a vampire, apparently. Yeah. And one of the vampire lady crew named Kabara works there. She's like this big goth girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a nurse. You want to talk about Kabara? Yeah. So um, she was, when she was a human, she was sick. Yeah, like, she had sickly. anime girl wasting disease. Um, I really like this bit of the story of her being sick yeah because it really fucking stings both her friends treat her both flashbacks we get in this section are great and it's a mix of 
they're like actual story arcs rather than again i didn't read the first 30 chapters i did watch the anime which like roughly covers them it's basically the exact same thing so so many chapters are like oh right here's a character you haven't really thought about or gotten to know very much aside from just like the stereotype that they are pulling on yeah she's a sexy nurse yeah here's here's um like a couple of chapters to uh like introduce them get you to care about them and then like resolve whatever issue of theirs and then moving on i do like that it no everyone has these big issues that aren't really easily resolved like Kabuto is still a depressed miserable woman by the end of this you want to yeah but okay she as a human so as a human she's sickly she had friends (laughs) uh they don't treat her very well (laughs) yeah she's in and out of the hospital constantly yeah um and she had a nurse who looks weirdly like nazana (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh and yeah they're all like oh nazana turned you and she's like no 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 no." much worse than that there is a really fun bit i like here where she has a pack of her blood from yeah. when she was human. I don't know how it's preserved for this long. Uh, in order to relive these memories, she drinks this blood and wonders if it's actually her blood and if that's actually her in those memories. I really like that. Bit. Yeah. Uh huh. Because she's just there sadly, like viewing her like uh, her past and everything that made her sad about it that she could have moved on from uh, yeah. without even knowing if it's really her. And so she falls in love with her nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the nurse is like, "Hey, do you want to? Do you want me to turn you?" Mm-hmm. I think there's a moment where uh, she goes out with her friends, and her friends are kind of cruel to her. You know, what yeah, I mean? cruel behind her back. Uh-huh. She ends up back in the hospital because she pushed herself too much. Her friend comes to the hospital, and is like, "I'm so sorry. Do you want to come to our next thing? We're going snowboarding." Uh, uh. just so so cruel to this girl. Yeah, and it is. There's there's some suicide like imagery in this. It kind mm-hmm. of feels like she's going to jump off the roof, but mm-hmm. she gets intercepted by her nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's like, ah ha ha. Well, I am in love with you, so this is going to be easy. There's a lot of gay people in this manga. Is the other thing a lot of gay people and a lot of people who are like, I'm tired of being normal. Yes. Uh huh. Um, one of the vampire girls is actually a cross-dressing boy with like a two boyfriends and a girlfriend or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, we got multiple lesbians who are all also kind of flirting with men, but this is also my problem with Monogatari is like, oh yeah, I'm a lesbian, but like, yeah, of course I'll flirt with you because it makes sense to for me to with the vampire girls particularly because it's like, yeah, you live forever why wouldn't you like fuck around a little bit after a while yeah it is just like that is the straight fantasy right Uh, uh that oh they don't actually like not love men they just haven't met the right man yet Uh uh-huh uh-huh um and so definitely has not met the right man (laughs) um yeah i guess it would be i would be more forgiving Mm -hmm. if we saw like lesbians not just by women yeah, uh-huh. um or people who uh when they said they don't like boys they don't go and flirt with boys after that you know yeah I mean? with kabara it feels almost like her being gay was decided later because she stops being interested in men after that uh-huh 
Um, anyway. Yeah. So she turned into a vampire. Yeah. Her girlfriend, who looks like Nazana, does not love her back. Uh-huh. And ends up leaving her to go marry a human man. Yep. Uh, and then dies. Yep. And leaves her the kid. Yep. Who looks exactly like her. Uh-huh. Um, Nazana was born 17? <laughs> I think she just rapidly aged, uh, is my guess. Okay. Uh, to, like, be 17. The only, the only Nazana we have seen on, like, ever drawn is... Fully formed. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, there's, there's this horrible letter that uh, this girl's ex, who she loves and does not love her, who's like, I left the kid in my apartment. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to feed it. Please take care of it. I, like, she didn't even die in childbirth. Uh-huh. Um, it is very funny that you can have half vampire kids. Like, it's fucking Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the great arc. Uh-huh. Love, Kabura, love great. Kabura. Clearly not over it. Every single woman in this is the weirdest dirtbag pervert. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, she won't talk to Nazana unless Nazana's, like, willing to dress up in the nurse costume. <laughs> and sit on her lap. <laughs> That's incredible. But yeah, she's like, yeah, if you're going to be in the hospital, you need to wear disguises here. And she, like, dresses Ko up as the, like, patient and dresses Nazana up in the nurse outfit. And she's like, Nazana, come sit on my lap. <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh, you can go home. <laughs> um... Oh, so yeah. There's definitely something something gross happening with her being Nazana's mom, and also fucking horny as hell for her. But you know, every person in this is gross. Yeah. Um, and we get a bunch more chapters that I literally could not tell you what happens oh. in. So Nazana has no human past, and thus no nothing that could be used to hurt her. Yeah, that's the important. That's the the takeaway from this. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, the other vampire girls are meh. They come and go. Some of them are interesting. There's yeah. like the sexy femboy BDSM kid. There, well, not kid, but there's uh the maid cafe girl uh who's dating an otaku. Yeah. Uh there's the hot teacher. Is there any others? The the girl pretending to be a schoolgirl. Yeah. They're um, fine. They're fine. The second good part of this uh-huh. is Halloween. We didn't talk about the Kyoko flashback. That is not on Halloween. Oh, is that before? Yes. Okay. Well, it is part of... Anyway, the second good part is the arc about uh, Anko <laughs> slash Kyoko. They go to uh, night school to that Nazuna yeah. went to 10 years ago uh, on a whim. Yeah. And there is... Okay. At night school... You're going to talk about your, fa- <laughs> your actual, like, the dark horse favorite character <laughs> that you've pulled out. Listen... I love Anko. She's very depressed. Uh, and very much a dirtbag. Love a dirtbag. Um, but, shockingly, uh, tempered only by the fact that I know that because of just how the manga is written, there are so many throwaway characters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, you'll get a couple of chapters and then you'll never appear again. Yeah, there's a girl who gets a massage and like the early uh show and then just never really not important why did that happen don't know there's a girl who confesses to ko who as far as i know never comes back Uh uh-huh um there's also things where like sometimes a character will get introduced like the um what's that what's that other vampire girl's name that's dating his friend oh god that's a good question extremely important character critical to the entire next arc Uh uh-huh uh 
hasn't hasn't appeared in 60 chapters you did see her once she's she tackled nazana out of the sky <laughs> oh okay she, she hangs over all of it but like not in a particularly skillfully done way yeah Anyway. I don't think that there was any expectation that I was supposed to understand that it was her who tackled Nazana. I knew I knew this in retrospect. They talk about yeah. it like in the next couple chapters, which is fine, uh-huh. but it doesn't. Yeah, no. Again, not particularly skillfully done. Yeah. Um. So Anko, wait, wait. You were talking about uh, Lira. Oh, right. Lira, Lila, Rila, Rila. Rila. We pronounce the Lira. Uh. Rila um, is a very big girl. <laughs> she goes to the night school for some reason. She's drawn like she's six seven or something like that. Her head scrapes the doorway. Uh huh. Uh-huh. She's incredible. She dresses in like a Lolita like uh, fashion style, you know, uh-huh. not goth, but like flowery. No, version. she does. She does say that uh, her usual outfit is gothic Lolita. No, no, right? no, no, no. Is it, it the other, other way, way around? around? Okay. She's a uh, sweet lolly normally. Okay. Goth lolly uh, <laughs> for her Halloween costume. Okay. Um. She's lo- she's very large and crushes extremely easily. She's in love with love. Yeah. That is that is what the story says. It very much feels like oh yeah, she's uh, you know, of course she's a teenage girl, so she doesn't have like important feelings. Uh-huh. She just like, you know, likes love. I'm not yeah, it- the thing about Call of the Night is that I feel like its thesis is every single person you've ever met is an absolute freak, but they're not really that bad, even if they are a freak. Yeah. You know? I think sometimes the problem for me is sometimes it just leans all in on stereotype. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That is like, okay, yeah, sure, I guess we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And like the characters are fine with it, but it's like exhausting. Mm-hmm. And like, oh yeah, that otaku, he's the most otaku you've ever met. He's he's a low point for the story for me. It is the the one thing is everyone's like act, he's actually a really cool dude, but this joke is still that he's fat even though he's a vampire. He's fat you know and, I mean? and that he drew porn of his crush. Yeah, he was also a stalker. Yeah. A lot of stalkers who are like actually he's a nice dude. I know. Um anyway, yeah. The uh Rila? Rila. Yeah. Very large. Uh, she asks Ko out. Yeah. yeah she repeatedly copied on him. It's great. I love her. He's like half her height. It's very funny. She's not really... She is involved in the plot so far as she's there a lot. But is she important to the plot? No. No. She's just a fun character that fans yeah. I like her too. As I just like... I saw how tall she I like how big she is. She's and she drawn makes, like fucking Godzilla. <laughs> she makes some incredible faces. Uh-huh. That's all. Um, anyway, what we're really here to investigate is Nazuna's first ever friend, uh, mm-hmm. Me- Mejiro Kyoko, yeah. is her name? I... She was a daytime student, but she would, like, hide out in the club room until nighttime, so Nazuna's night classes overlapped with her. She was in, like, the writing club, the literature club, and she disappeared ten years ago. Uh-huh. The, the, the hot teacher vampire is convinced that Nazuna turned her. Uh, and something terrible happened. Mm-hmm. Nazana says that she did not. Mm-hmm. After a little bit uh, of like shenanigans at the school, some like very very funny blowjob jokes. Um, 
Nazuna finally tells Ko about Kyoko. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the flashback? What happens in that flat? Oh, right. Um, so Nazuna was very prickly and like antisocial. Doesn't understand anything because she has no background in anything. She doesn't know what yeah. birthdays are and things like that. Yeah. Um, very impressionable. Yeah. And so like becomes friends with Kyoko and they both become like happier, more friendly people because they have good friends. Friends is Kyoko is uh, a lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> Kyoko almost kisses her the, on the first day that well, they meet. Kyoko's bi. <laughs> Kyoko says at first that she is a lesbian and is portrayed as probably bi later. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, or she says, "I don't know if I like girls, but I know I don't like men." Is the line? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then again, is like everyone's you know. kind of bi in this. So it's like a Bioware game. She's a monogatari lesbian, uh-huh. which means that uh, she likes girls and the protagonist. Uh-huh. She's so into Nazana, though. Yes. Um, the like, the, like wake the, up, our... I'm gonna kiss you, and Nazana opens her eyes, and she's inches <laughs> away from her face with like this cute little like, oh, you caught me expression. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Uh, eventually she finds out that Nazana's, uh, a vampire. They, um, Kyoko is and having... determined to go through this in exhaustive detail. <laughs> well, it's important. Kyoko's having trouble with her family because her dad's yeah. cheating on her mom. Yeah. Uh, Nazana finds out about this and is like, she'd been reading some detective books that Kyoko gave her. And she's like, let's play detective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's find out. It is it is a great moment of uh, Nazuna like slams the first detective book that she read down on a table, mm-hmm. and Kyoko is like, "You didn't like it." And Nazuna's like, "Are there more? I'm of gonna. These? Are there more of these? I'm gonna become a private eye." <laughs> yeah, Kyoko's like, mostly it's just investigating like breakups and like uh, cheating husbands and things like that. And uh, Nazuna starts crying like there aren't cool detectives. She's like, "I'm sure there are some cool detectives. I'm sorry." This is the moment when, like, I had some foreknowledge uh-huh. of knowing that the the detective liked Nazana. Uh, Anko liked Nazana. Uh-huh. And this was the moment when I was, like, flashback to 50 chapters ago when the detective was like, actually, it's mostly about, like, investigating cheating husbands. And I'm uh-huh. like, mm, yeah. This whole flashback is dripping with dramatic irony. Like, it really lampshades the reveal at the end yeah. in a way that I really like uh but yeah so they investigate her dad and don't find anything yeah there's this fun unfolding of the like how mundane the family problem is and like actually her parents do care about her even if they're having trouble you know what i Uh mean they break into his computer and they just find like uh like they're looking for like porn or like secret messages or whatever and they just find cute pictures of her when she was a kid in his folder folder yeah (laughs) folder at her first day at kindergarten and shit. Mm-hmm. And yet, things don't get better. And she's increasingly upset. She, like, sneaks out and stays out all night once and comes home and no one yells at her even. Because yeah. no one cares. Uh-huh. And Nazan is like, what if I turned you into a vampire? I really like the chapter split where um, Kyoko's like, that's stupid. I would never just become a vampire over something like this. And then the next chapter is Nazan is sexy but drinking blood from her while she, like, blushes. Uh huh. Um, she drinks her blood once, mm-hmm. and Kyoko doesn't turn into a vampire. She's not quite there yet, you know. Love is a complicated thing. I don't know what this manga thinks love is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's some line. Uh, 
There's some artificial line that is like, oh, like a crush, definitely not enough. Yeah. Um, being horny, not enough. not enough. Uh there's like, some like metaphysical longing that needs to be there. Yeah. And also, there's this interesting question of if people don't really feel romantic interest, can they ever like achieve this? You know, I don't know yes. that it knows exactly what it's doing with it, but it's definitely trying something. But then also, um, because of how vampires work, it's like oh, and then you need immediately need to get over your love and abandon the person who turned you yes which it made easy because the newly turned vampire forgets everything well it seems like they forget slowly uh-huh uh-huh depends on the person some people forget faster than others okay um but you'll drift apart and often the person who turned them doesn't reciprocate their feelings and if they do it's bad because that other person's gonna forget them mm-hmm so anyway, I think there's some interesting stuff. Messy. Kyoko goes home after getting bit. And her dad is there apologizing and saying he wants to make things work mm-hmm. with his mo- with her mom. And like, it's her birthday. It's Halloween. Her birthday's on Halloween. Uh, and they're like, got her a cake. And they like are going to make this like family loving like house for her again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What happens next? And then kind of out of the blue, her dad attacks her mom. So... What socks are dry. Well, what happens is he has been turned into a vampire. He does not know this. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. She there's a lighter, a Zippo lighter that the detective has been using this whole time, and she has his glasses. Also, also great tells. Uh huh. Uh, she kept it in his drawer because he didn't want to lose it. She like she gave it to him as a birthday present. It's really important to him. This is. I would say extremely poorly written. Uh-huh. Because it's like, again, it's the kind of thing of like, oh, con- a very contrived, mm-hmm. like, oh, he has a drunk drawer, but actually there's one important thing. He locked it. It wasn't a junk drawer. Okay. He has a, a drawer full of important things uh-huh. that that then, um, like, are used a couple chapters later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it feels awkwardly I like it's, shoehorned in. I do think it's a pacing issue, right? There there is not enough re- like room for things to breathe that actually need time to breathe. Yeah. Right. Well, cuz again, it is like it is brought up and he's like, "Oh, yes, that thing is important to me." Yeah. It is the like show don't tell. Mm-hmm. This manga does a lot of telling. Mhm. And think telling's fine. I think show don't tell is overrated. But Sure, but it's like it is all there's no sense that he actually cares about this thing mm-hmm. um except that it makes him vulnerable yeah as a vampire uh, yeah, she hands it to him he drops it she like picks it up and like pushes it into his hand and he hits her yeah i think it's a good scary moment yeah he just like completely loses control over this yeah that's a good moment it is just the thing of like yeah it feels like oh we needed more time with her family yes. to to show that like both show that she actually cared and also that they actually cared at some yeah, point i would really love to get like this whole plot with the detective like pulled out of the rest of the extraneous bits and all of the other characters and just expanded i think yes. that this is the good part of it but it's definitely scraps in a much longer much more mid piece yes anyway he kills her mom without even really realizing what he's doing. 
He doesn't yeah. know that he's a vampire. He doesn't know what he's doing. He assumes he must be dreaming and tries to attack her, too. Yeah. And she figures out that the lighter made him vulnerable and kills him. Mm-hmm. Again, with sunlight, it seems like actually... she lit him on fire, actually. She's, like, holding out the lighter at one point. There's, like... It looks like there's, like, sunlight streaming through the window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nazuna said, like, earlier, Nazuna's like, oh, sunlight just makes me want to puke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like sunlight is not actually like it's not instantly fatal. No. Yeah. Um, um, the idea there was hours before sunrise. The idea of her pinning her father against the wall with that lighter for like hours until he died is really horrible. Yeah, I thought I, she lit him up with the. I thought she was like pulling his tie to light it on fire with the lighter or something like that. Maybe that was it. Uh-huh. But the important I, thing is she kills him and her mom is dead. Yeah, yeah, and then disappears. And assumes a new name. Yeah. Well, Nazuna comes to find her. Right. And right. her, like, attitude is completely shifted. And she's like, uh, Nazuna's like, what happened? Holy shit. And she's like, nothing happened. I don't think I want to be a vampire anymore. I'll see you around. And, like, walks out. She doesn't say I'll see you around. Uh-huh. She says something about, like, like, uh... Better not try it again. Better not try it again. Yeah. Um... Oh. And then as the flashback is ending, the detective is standing there smoking, watching them. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And she's like, great moment. Great to reminisce <laughs> about old times, huh? Um, uh-huh. Nazuna yeah. suspected this was the case, but didn't want it to be true the whole time. There's also a fun mirror. That chapter I specifically remember because it's called Hey Vampire is the yeah. title. And it begins with uh, Kyoko saying, hey, vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then ends with the detective saying, hey, vampire. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is fun. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's very, it's very fun. Okay, so it's Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anko beats up a guy who's trying to cheat on his wife, mm-hmm. steals his, his uh, Halloween costume. Finds <laughs> their old teacher, the vampire teacher. Yeah. And shoots her in the face. Yeah. A real ass gun. Yeah. In front of a bunch of She people. also has a lighter that is shaped <laughs> like, like a, a revolver. An incredible bit where she's like in her room holding a gun to her head and then like uses it to light her cigarette and you're like, oh, she has a fake gun. That's so weird. And then she also just has a real gun. Yeah, I think in retrospect, that was like, oh, she held the real gun to her head and then for the camera, like swapped uh-huh. it out for the lighter. Yeah. So she shoots the her old teacher and she just starts wandering around shooting vampires in front of a Halloween party. Basically, who, does she, who else does she shoot? Who's she the shoots other one? Uh, the high school girl, the fake high right. school girl. Um, and then and it's like both of them are fine. She beats up uh, the glasses guy, um, and then gets them all riled up and then makes a run for it. Yeah, like draw, drawing them out. I guess the thing she was trying to do is be like, oh, I shot someone and they healed really quickly. That's weird. Here's the thing. As I was reading this chapter and figuring out what her plan was, I was like, this is a stupid plan. This is a really stupid plan. What on earth is this? This is so contrived. And then I really like the way it ends. Yeah, I like I like the way it ends. But at the moment, you're like, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah. And I and ultimately... I am still left with, like, why did she do any of that? It made no sense if her real plan was just to get Nazana to kill her. 
Nazan is hanging out at their old school. Uh huh. In the writing club room. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a showdown. Yeah. She shoots Nazana in the eye. What a great page that is. Yeah. It's like the gun getting closer to her eye and then an off screen bang. Yeah. Um, and they tussle. What? She's like, oh, I'm gonna go kill Ko. Yeah. If I can, yeah, yeah. If I can't kill you, I'm gonna kill him to stop him from becoming a vampire. Yeah. Um, Nazana gets uh very protective yeah which again this is like this is this is one of my problems mm-hmm. with the way that vampires work in this mm-hmm. is uh yeah maybe nasana is just different or yeah there's a real like vampires can't feed off of each other mm-hmm. so as soon as you turn someone yeah. you need other food yes uh so yes you shouldn't fall in love with people you turn yes um but then also because this is a romance uh-huh nazana is falling in love with ko i think that they're all bad vampires is the thing vampires aren't good at being vampires is kind of the vibe i'm getting from this yeah it's just also the thing of like yeah it just makes very little sense for it makes a lot of sense for oh there's a kid who wants to fall in love mm-hmm. and the like proof that he's fallen in love is he becomes a vampire. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, like yeah. how it works for the rest of vampires and like how are how is half of like Japan not vampires at this point? The, the thing I would say is I don't think any of this was particularly well thought out. Yeah. Um, but so uh the detective like sends a message to ko that she insinuates is from nazana saying i'm at the school um and in actuality is like a suicide note yes her plan is to record her own death by a supernatural being and leave enough evidence behind that she reveals the existence of vampires so that the world takes steps against it Mm -hmm. basically it's framed as like oh and then people will stop going out at night but it's like if if this even works a little bit it's going to create a bunch of vampire hunters would have been the thing i would have written you know what i mean yeah uh based that's on not really what she what she was here for based on our like our country certainly mm-hmm. um also japan as far as i know and mm-hmm. many many other countries uh response to the pandemic i give it like a month or two at best before people start going out at night again like this bit that i like is like ko is like that plan and she's like yeah no i know it's not gonna work basically my read on it is she she's suicidal Mm -hmm. she's angry she wants to die she's been suicidal since she was a teen yeah and she wanted nazuna to kill her but she also wanted to be able to at least lie to herself in her final moments and say that it was meaningful yeah because she can't do it herself Mm mm-hmm that's the part I like about the yes. ending here. Yes. And like it, her plan is caught. Nazuna is not going to kill her. She, she, it turns out she was never going to hurt Ko. She was just using it as a chip to get killed. Mm-hmm. And she like tells Nazuna that she never granted a single one of her wishes and then stomps off saying that she's tired and doesn't have any more plans. Yes. That that is great. Great, love all of that. Oh my god! I wish uh, that... if it was its own thing, this would be a much higher star rating manga for me. I wish that uh, 
she hadn't been set up as mm-hmm. a villain yeah. for like 50 chapters. I know. It takes too long. It takes way too long. And she's set up as someone competent. Mm-hmm. And then, she is very good at fighting vampires, despite being human. The fight scenes in this, are, are, I think, are very fun. Yeah. Yeah. She's good at fighting. But it is the, like... Yeah. I wish that just... Mm-hmm. It's fine. Whatever. I but differently. Yes. She's it an is, excellent character in a very mid-manga, is, is yeah, my thoughts. Yeah. She's an excellent character, except that... Yeah. The, like, the first that we see of her mm-hmm. is, oh, she's hyper-competent and, like, very good at tracking down vampires and killing them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, actually, all she's doing is, like, wandering around town, muttering to herself, haha, I'm so smart, I have a plan. Um, and then it's like, oh, no, she doesn't even have a plan, really. Uh-huh. It, she has a plan to get herself killed. Yes. That's it. I like how pathetic it is. I love a pathetic woman. Is yeah, I like how pathetic it is. I just wish the, freaks- the story hadn't set her up as, uh-huh. oh, she's this big bad evil. I do like the way it reframes her, uh, her like, uh, like talking to herself as hyping herself up. Yeah. But yeah, I think that I do. I really do think the mangaka didn't actually know what the plan was until the plan arrived. Right. Yeah. It's just stalling for time while he figured it out. Yeah. He, he like even talks about this in the like post volume notes of being like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, I'm doing my best. <laughs> it's pandemic times. I'm locked in my house and I, I'm kind of getting uh, antsy. This is largely my complaint with yeah. weekly manga. Is that like reading this weekly would have been a nightmare. The only reason I like it is because I got to read it all at once. Yeah, it would have been hell. Uh, yeah chapters are way too short Mm -hmm. is the other thing of like Mm -hmm. we talked about seasons one through three of yamasusu earlier Mm -hmm. season one is like fine Mm -hmm. you should watch it but three minutes is not enough time to like have a plot Mm -hmm. and that is like true of probably most of the chapters that we read for this or that i read for this the ones is, that string together are yeah. better, but there's not enough of that. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. I'm like sitting down to like 10 chapters that all work together. And then, oh, and we're back off to like single chapters that mm-hmm. are not nearly long enough to like be satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. But, I agree with you on all yeah. this. The high points are high, though. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, Anko, great. <laughs> great girl this which miserable lady but again this this she also comes... looks really cool is yes that's the main thing i've got uh, I, that's driven me through this story was like how oh, this lady's really cool in the when she shows up in the anime the entire color palette like drains of all life uh-huh. only when she's on screen and then it goes back to being colorful nighttime when she's off screen yeah uh she looks great she sounds great great uh voice actress yeah uh i think this comes back to my complaint with mm. the writing of the manga, though, is instead of having instead of having like ongoing interactions between characters mm. that last mm. between arcs, it's like, oh, and now there's a new character for Ko to interact with, You're... which is like, this is the fun thing uh-huh. about Bakemonogatari is, oh, we get introduced to all of these characters and then they keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And like it's a relatively small cast, actually. Yeah. The the first season feels like oh, and 
Araragi is just going to keep like adding people to the harem. Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually, no, he kind of stays with this core cast and they go on adventures. And like, yeah, new characters do get added, but it's not nearly at the pace that um, something like this is like, oh, there are constantly char- characters who are new or who got introduced 50 chapters ago and like they barely got an introduction and now they get a chapter or two. And then we move on. I do think that the core cast is pretty stable after this point. There's a bunch more of this. You would hate it. They they do introduce more characters, but at least the other characters also get. The de- detective doesn't go anywhere. She's still cool. Yeah, uh, cool. But uh, yeah, they the the turn they take after this is straight into a battle shonen. It's wild. Miserable. It has nothing to do with anything up to this point. Like, there's fights in this manga. Yeah. But, like, they're very restrained fights. The fights look you know fine. I mean? Uh-huh. The thing I like about Anko is that her only move is that vampires are very strong and run straight at you every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she could just move slightly to the side. Uh-huh. One of the best moments in the whole thing is when uh, she has the entire, like, every vampire in the city chasing after her. And she's like awkwardly running with a really bad like really bad like running form and then has to stop at a diner and then a uh uh like manga cafe to like to have a smoke and a break because she's 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 athletic but she has no stamina because she smokes like two packs a day or like five it might be five she's smoking constantly she makes smoking look so cool Ah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, that's Call of the Night. February 8th, 9, Rain. That's right, folks. After that sudden cut, we're back to a game that I continually hope I'm going to be enjoying more than I am. It's Day Night. Won't be a sudden cut. There'll be a musical interlude. Well, I mean more like we didn't have a... We just kind of were having a discussion and then it ended, I feel like. Me and Fen both had to take a lie down after that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to cut all of the bits where Fen is yelling at me for how long it took. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Shiro wakes up and uh, he's in pretty rough shape. You know what I mean? Uh, right, right. He got beat to shit by Assassin last night mm-hmm. uh, after Saber died. Yep. He slept on his stomach, and now he's all sore. He doesn't have the sheath anymore, and he doesn't know that he doesn't have the sheath anymore, but he knows that he's like, I think he healing. still does, Ben. You think he's still uh, getting affected by it a little bit? I So the thing, I think during these days, someone notes that uh, when you have a servant, magic is constantly flowing through you. Mm-hmm. This is why, or part of, this is part of why Shiro healed when he had Saber, mm-hmm. is there was constantly magic flowing through him that the sheath could, like, piggyback off of. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And now he has to intentionally mm-hmm. channel magic, which he just doesn't do very much. I will say that uh, he's falling more in the, like, believable anime boy survival of injuries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... A human wouldn't be able to recover from this this quickly, but you know, this is this isn't like I got cut in half last night, mm-hmm. uh, kind of vibe anymore. Right? Yeah. The thing that made me know, right? Oh well, yeah, I think you're right. Bit, but like again, after Saber 
was dead in the last Grail War, as far as we know. Uh, Kiritsugu, Kiritsugu used the she- the sheath to save. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usable. It's just not as powerful. Yeah, I would believe that it's less powerful, but I think. Oh, yeah. oh and also Rin used the sheath unintentionally at the beginning of the game to save Shiro. I didn't even think of that, but yeah. Sakura's making breakfast. Uh, she's a uh, sweaty and bright red. Mm-hmm. She has a fever. <laughs> she's not really understanding how bad shape she's in. Uh, Shiro tries to intercede, get her to lay down. It is, yeah, somewhere in here. It is very funny that is like Shiro seriously wounded is like, how could Sakura ever think about going to school? Anyway, I should get ready. <laughs> yeah, he's like. He it may I this was like oh come on Shiro he wants to talk to Rin though yeah that makes sense yeah. that part makes sense to me the wildest thing here for me is that he's like I'm gonna get a mob made to come by and take care of Sakura <laughs> so oh, funny you, what you can just call in mob favors it is very funny that uh he talks around it so much he's like oh yeah the F- Fujimura are uh despite how Taiga dresses they're really rich. Uh-huh. Uh, and they always have like a bunch of people hanging around at the house. I'll just get one of their emergency cleaners to come take care of Sakura. <laughs> emergency cleaner sounds like they're gonna like make her disappear. Um, he wants to tell Rin about Assassin and Zoken and his own defeat. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that Ryder's still around. He mm-hmm. knows that now. She's a uh, Sakura can barely breathe. You know what I mean? And he carries her to Rin's room and leaves. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. He He's like, why does she want to go to school so bad? And she says she wants to go to school with him. And he's like, ah, I see. Okay. And then he leaves. And then she's like, to protect you? Uh-huh. <laughs> he doesn't catch that last bit. Uh, cut to school, lunchtime. Rin is both furious and suspicious, which is very Rin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that is bothering her about Shiro's story is that Zoken made a point of keeping Shiro alive until Saber was dead. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Choice. Was right. he being careful right. or he didn't want to kill Shiro or he was fucking with Shiro? I only did one of these. Did you do all of them? Um, I think I did two of them. I don't They're pretty similar, huh? Yeah. Zoken wanted to keep Saber around for some reason. We don't know why yet. Yeah. The way that this is phrased is once again um, unsatisfying mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, we know that servants stick around after their masters yeah. are die. Also, we know that Zoken has turned servants into puppets before. Yeah. So this is, this is one of those things where Nasu doesn't like to say the thing. He likes to beat the secret with a dead, like a dead horse, until uh-huh. like he's gotten everything out of it he can, and then say the thing. Yeah. And that bothered that was bothering me a lot. This this reading, mm-hmm. it's like no one's even going to broach the idea that Saber might be possessed, not dead. Uh huh. Really? <laughs> All right. So Shiro says that Zoken said that he's useless, but he still could get something out of Rin. Uh, he's been avoiding Rin while Rin's been trying to hunt him down. And she thinks it's at least partly because she doesn't want he doesn't want to kill her yet. Yeah. Shiro wonders if he should ask for help from Rin. No. It's probably fine. 
Y- yeah. Are Are you sure about that? Uh, yeah, Shiro's a superhero. He can do this on his own. Shiro decides that he doesn't want to get Rin caught up in his business. He wants to fight the Shade and Zoken and all this, but mm-hmm. he already feels bad about asking Saber to go out of her way to help him and die. Yeah. He tells Rin that he's out. He's not going to fight. He lies to her and then leaves. What's he find when he gets home? Fen? He finds blood and no Sakura. Just a little bit of blood, but... A little bit of blood is still blood. The oh. The important part is that there is blood, even if it's just a little, mm-hmm. and there's no Sakura in sight. Sakura is like one of those escort mission characters where if you walk too fast, she just stops moving, and then like something comes up and grabs her and walks away with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have just called Rin. Rin also should not be going to school at this point. Yeah. Cell Rin phones yells make at... lives easier, huh? Rin yells at Shiro for going to school. I guess it's without Saber. Yeah. But even so, like... She's also not bringing Archer. But she has the ability to defend herself for a minute. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, oh, how could I believe Zoken for, say, when Zoken said Sakura's not involved? Of course she is. Uh, And then Shinji's Shinji's here. Shinji uh, gives a very, very well-timed call. Yeah. Uh, and is like, ho, 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 ho. I'm a nasty little man. Um, he says, Shinji basically says, like, well, because Saber was there, our last fight wasn't fair. To live somehow. in his mind. He's like, it's unfair that you had a better servant than me, but it is totally fair for me to have a servant and you not have a servant. Yeah. And also I would win if it was just 1v1, but I'm not, I don't need, feel the need to prove that. Mm-hmm. What? Anyway, he's been beating Sakura. He kicks her mm-hmm. uh, so that Shiro can hear. Oh, and also he's been—he's uh, going to let Ryder eat her. Aside from a couple of lines, I have stopped checking Rialtanua. Yeah, we get I the still, vibe. I still bounce back and forth sometimes, but I kind of gave up this episode. Unless um, it's like sex scenes, like the big yes, scenes. yes. But it's like, yeah, you know, in Rialtanua. Shinji not beating or kicking Sakura. He threatens her. Yeah. He, but he like plays up like I'm trying to protect her from you. I'm her big brother thing. Yeah. Still obviously a creep job, you know. Yeah. But Shiro rushes to the school immediately and uh is hit with the blood fort and it sucks. Yep. Blood fort is affecting him worse this time than last time. Uh-huh. Like Shinji bought a new outfit for this. It's, it's like very gill reminiscent. It's such an ugly jacket, and the the pattern on those jeans is so weird. It's fine. I like it better than the school uniforms. School uniforms are really bad. I don't like the school uniforms either, but, like, it's just an ugly jacket. It's partly bad he's wearing a black shirt, and there's, like, black fluffy, like, lapels on the jacket. That just makes it look like there's, like, triangle cuts out of the jacket. Um, yeah, I'm looking up, oh, this doesn't have, hmm. It's ugly to me, but, it, yeah, it's you know not what, good. then we can agree. Oh, oh no. Did you forget how bad it was? Oh, this is, this is awful. <laughs> the school uniforms are bad, but this is like. Oh God. How, how would you describe that look? 
Um, okay. Jeans. Tuxedo jacket. <laughs> plain black shirt. If you put, like, a, like, video game character on that, he could be on stage at E3. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, it would be, like, a like a pleasant, like, purple or brown shirt uh-huh. with the video game character. The the black shirt with the... Blending into the black lapels of the thing. Yeah, is terrible. This is a nightmare. Anyway, um... Ugh. Shiro makes a move on Shinji... Ryder says something about how she can't entrust Sakura to him and then hangs him to death until his Mm -hmm. neck breaks. Ew. Ouch. Tiger Dojo 28. Ilya has returned to take over the dojo and she's gotten help from the Nazis. Uh Uh-huh. Do you remember that Ilya's family is German, Ben? Because sometimes they remind me of that and I hate it. Oh, and the joke is that it's a tiger tank? tiger tank, yeah. Or... Yeah, the, the, like, pronunciation different, like, it sounds like Tigger. Uh-huh. Tigger Tank. Um, yeah, she's German. I yeah. forgot that as uh, well until Ben was the like, Nazi oh, ha ha ha. Earlier, too. Yeah. That is just, okay. The Nazi uniform is also is a like fetish a, thing, but yeah. also, the reason that Ilya is the center of this is also partly because she's German. Yeah. Um, or at least, there, that's one way to read it, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Taiga destroys the tank pretty easily, hits Ilya, but then says that Ilya can come back if she's really that desperate, and there's 12 dojos remaining. That's so many, Ben. Uh-huh. We have a decent number of days left, but that's a lot of dojos remaining. Uh, this route has more deaths than any others, and uh, all of the deaths are more brutal and horrible than what Ilya did to him, is what Taiga uh-huh. claims. And Ilya asks, does blank really kill him that many times? <laughs> Which is funny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She made a joke about, they, they made like a reference to the person who kills Shiro the most mm-hmm. uh, in the fate route, I think. Mm. Anyway, uh, we should have asked Rin for help, obviously. And yeah. they also warn us to be careful about doing everything you're told. Because hmm. men should be careful. Gotta add the gender bit, but... Mm. Anyway, that's the end of the dojo. Let's go back and uh, beg Rin for help. Yeah. What? Rin's happy. Rin wants Shiro to stick around. Yeah. They're having a good time, this room. Rin wants her boy toy. <laughs> there, there are much more believable romance this route than last route, but I also it's... still think it would it would work like a, like the absolutely not at all. Yeah, because the thing is, is like they're great friends. Yeah. They make great friends. Yes. Like, they know how to tease each other perfectly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they're fun together. Yeah. It feels like they they would be really close friends and try dating and then break up and then be good friends still. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be like, That's you know, it would, it would be like like three weeks, Shiro wouldn't even get to second base, and they'd be like, yeah, this really isn't working out. Uh-huh. She's worried. She's still worried that he might make a play for the grail because you can get the grail... Apparently, even without your command spells, you could, or a servant, you could theoretically scoop up the grail at the end if you play your cards right. Not sure how. Yeah. But. That seems fake. Uh, Shiro's like, could we be best friends and allies, and also you do all my fighting for me because I can't? Rin's... Rin is not happy, but he, like, compliments her into submission, basically. Uh-huh. And she's got some terms. 
We get to mm-hmm. a, a series of choices in a row as she demands things of us. Mm-hmm. Can Shiro listen to her during battle? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, he, she asks if he is willing to trust her in the same way that she is trusting him. No. Why no here? Does she like it better if you say no? Yeah. I don't remember exactly what, what she says. but He ends up agreeing, but he quibbles with the wording a little bit. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. The final choice. She demands his absolute obedience in all things. Probably fine. We didn't just get a warning to not, not give over this. your, like, self. Uh, yeah. Um, this doesn't lead to a bad end until way later. You want to just do that later? Yeah. I mean, like, it'd be wild to talk about what happens uh, at the end of this. Like, or you want to talk about what happens in the scene and then talk about the bad end later. Yeah. The Rin is unhappy with this choice. And Shiro immediately picks up on this and is like, was that the wrong answer? And she's like, no, that was a perfect answer. Pulling out like weird magic shit and being like, I'm going to seal this in a a blood pact and it's Uh going to become real. (laughs) This is like very reminiscent of um, Shiro giving in to Ilya. Mm -hmm. And I think it's in Fate. Yeah. Right. Um, When he's like, oh, I could just go back on this. And then Ilya is like, oh, thanks. Yeah. uh Like, Words that mages say are binding. <laughs> she does. Uh, she does need to do a whole ritual for it, un- yeah. unlike Ilya. But um, he does agree to it. Uh, it is only until the Grail War ends, though. She's not bound him for life. Mm-hmm. So we should say no. We should say no. We will. We will cover. That's Tiger Dojo thirty-one. It's the last Tiger Dojo of the day. Mm-hmm. If you say no, Rin is like, oh, thank God. Yeah, he's like, fuck no. What if you're wrong about something and I need to argue with you? She's like, I was just, like, testing you. I wanted to make sure that you would actually talk back to me if it was important. Yeah, she even says, like, sometimes I get ahead of myself. I need breaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she also says something. She sa- she asks him if... She asks him if he is willing to help her with things that she can't do as she is willing to help him with things that he can't do mm-hmm. um he's like is she asking me to cook for her because she can't cook <laughs> no this is somehow she's asking him not to snag the uh, grail war out from under him mm-hmm. under her yeah yeah so she does not make this a contract this is all verbal agreement mm-hmm and now she wants to bring him to her house for combat training and whatnot. She lets slip that she knows suspiciously a lot about him also because uh-huh. she's been spying on him because of Sakura. Yeah. Uh, Shiro is like, oh, Sakura's at home. But like, also, I can't just I can't say, yes, I do want to spend more time with you. But today's really not a good time. Can we like do tomorrow? He's like, this is kind of life or death. Like. It's our first training day. Yeah, this is this so is such a stuck. this is such a deeply relatable social anxiety yeah. uh-huh. of like no I I do I really promise that I am trying no I promise I want to be better friends with you I really want to spend time with you I promise I promise but I like already had plans today and I feel really bad and it seems like I'm just saying I want to be better friends and actually I'm like getting out of plans uh-huh. and we're like we're never gonna actually hang out but I I promise I really do please invite uh, me to more things I'm so sorry that I always cancel yeah I've been there Shiro uh way braver than I is just like 
Sakura can take care of herself for now. There's the mob maid with her. There's one of the Akiba maid war girls hanging out. <laughs> so she drags him to her mansion. He talks about how cool and also supernaturally intimidating it is. And also he's like, <laughs> all the boys would lose their shit at school if they knew I was at Rin's house. She even brings him right to the bedroom. Uh-huh. The I love Rin. Her house looks impeccable, but her personal stuff is a mess. Mm-hmm. It is also very funny how little fate as a like in this game, how little fate cares about the bedroom, which is like in every romance thing ever that I have read um from Japan. It is like Oh, it's such a big thing, a girl taking you into her bedroom, or he like vice versa. Um, and it's just like, oh yeah, the characters like have more important things going on. <laughs> this is this is like, yeah, this is not limited to het stuff. Like there are every Yuri has a scene where they go into the bedroom and one of the girls is like, oh, I'm all bashful now. <laughs> you know, but in Call of the Night, where Nazan's rolling around on the bed looking for porn. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Every single person who goes to Ko's room also starts looking for his porn <laughs> from then on. This is not to rag on Call of the Night too much. <laughs> but my my one complaint that I forgot to say is like, it is so het. The like, There's a lot of gay people, but it is too het for how many gay people. There. It's, it's not gay people, but it's written by a straight guy. Yes. And, like, yeah, again, it comes back to, like, oh, yeah, I'm a lesbian, but, But like, also I'm player sexual, in a, a way. A you know? 14-year-old boy, who boy, can't keep my paws off of that. It doesn't bother me so much with Anko, because she flirts with everyone and doesn't actually do anything with anyone. Uh-huh. But uh, it's a reoccurring thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's stop that. Yeah. Shiro's getting consecrated. Shiro's getting baptized. He's going to become Catholic. Oh no. <laughs> Don't take my wonderful boyfriend away like this. I still don't like Shiro. I know. I do think that this is one of the only this uh reading has one of the only times Shiro has looked cool in this uh Yeah. We'll get to that though. Okay. Archer is fetching some shit from her basement. Uh she's digging through her chest looking for shit. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, Archer is still fucked up because of Saber, and she's like, Rin's like mumbling about them having some kind of con- connection. Yeah, and like, yeah, something about his wound not healing for some reason. When other wounds have. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's because he feels guilty about things with Saber. Mm. Shiro gets distracted looking at a cute baby picture of Rin. This is from the prologue. It's the, we see the CG of her with standing with her dad. Thank goodness this doesn't get dragged out. Um... It is addressed immediately. She has different ribbons in this picture. Okay. Here's the thing. I thought they weren't even going to mention it. Uh-huh. But she's wearing Sakura's pink ribbons. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this is a cute little, like, like we already kind of know what's going on with Sakura. Rin has all but said that she had a sister who got adopted mm-hmm. and while standing in front of Sakura's house. <laughs> I did I did have friend and once in future guest Marin message me at this scene saying i had no idea rin had a sister we even talked about it in one of our episodes yeah Marin uh, is behind on that oh uh, yeah no no i'm just saying yeah like we thought it was obvious enough to mention yeah uh but yeah i was like oh they're gonna make have this reveal later 
But uh, there's like this is like a cute little Easter egg. Now Nasu has to like talk this all out, and also the ribbons are like a magical tool for storing energy in your hair. That specifically it's so only funny. women use, but this is why all women mages tie their hair up. Apparently, uh huh. What? <laughs> this is stupid, Nasu. Uh, yeah, because Rin's like he's like these ribbons stand out to me, and she's like. You think I'm going to wear the same ribbon since I was, like, fucking 12 years old or whatever? You are uh, right. Also, yes. You are right, though. Uh, they're, they're like, specially made. Um, I had to get rid of them for various reasons. Such a dumb thing to say. Rin does some, like, magic fortune-telling bullshit while asking personality uh-huh. test questions. And she's like, you have no cool powers. And he's like, are you, are you sure? And she's like, I only know how to test a couple. Well, she says you're not aligned with what any of the five elements. That's those, all I know. Those are, well, and those are the important ones. Uh huh. We know it's swords. He's aligned yeah. with swords. Uh huh. Shiro is an ally to both women and swords. Mm-hmm. It. We get a like. We get a flash of swords later in this reading, and it's so funny. Love to see swords in my mind's eye. She has him play with some weird magically, like, restoring itself clay to, like, do strengthening magic on. He sucks shit at it because Saber's not here to stabilize him. Uh, She's mad. She does this thing again where she's like, what the fuck was Kiritsugu teaching you? You could have died. Mm Mm-hmm. We do get a, a circle back to a thing we've talked about being inconsistent earlier. She asks him about the things he projected in the shed that are still there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. I kind of didn't think that would get addressed. He projected them. Yeah. They normally projected things disappear. Yeah. But because of his weird projection specialty, mm-hmm. they can stay around. Anyway, this thing about the switch happens. She wants to feed him some poison so that he'll uh, be able to switch his magic circuit on and off easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, did you just say feed him some poison? It's probably fine. It's medicine. It's medicine. It's definitely medicine. It's medicine. Medicine. Poison can be a kind of medicine. Poison and medicine are just, yeah, they're just uh-huh. different dosages. Or can be, you know. We have a choice. Shiro's really got to go check on Sakura, or, yeah, Sakura will be fine. So, yeah, the one difference is if you if you say yes to Rin earlier, uh, he doesn't get this choice. Right. It, that's like otherwise it's the same scene Interesting. basically i think there's also a slight difference of when he meets her mm-hmm. uh there's like some slightly different wording there but um we should not i mean like if you want to talk about yeah. uh him saying it's fine but um basically what happens is that either way rin finds out that sakura is sick at his house and freaks out and like yeah. demands to go there immediately uh-huh. and yells at him for not saying it earlier yeah Shiro worried, like, oh no, Rin will think I'm like skipping out. Rin is like, of course we have to go take care of her. What are you talking about? She's like, I can feed you poison at your house. It's uh-huh. fine. Interlude 9 1 Heaven's Feel. How's Sakura doing? Uh, Sakura's doing great, Ben. This is a lie. Sakura's not doing well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sent the maid away because she was doing better, but how is she doing now? You want to read this quote? Um, yeah, let me, um, sorry. Um, but her whole body is hot now. The heat source isn't her, so it has to be something else. Between her blood vessels, between her muscles where there are no spaces, 
Something that's not her is in there, turning like a car engine. Creepy. I like we get that. we get like engine metaphors multiple times uh-huh. in this bit. I wonder if Nasu like got interested in cars or something. <laughs> uh she's got something crawling around inside her body. Mm-hmm. Uh do you want to read this incredible line? Uh to speak figuratively, it's like puppies looking for the exit into a can filled with meat. What a horrible visceral line. It's, yeah. it's it's both like comically goofy and also like ugh, skin crawly at the same time. I really like that. Uh-huh. She also then says, I think, like immediately after that, if I think of them that way, like I can't hate them. It's kind they're of just, cute almost. They're yeah. Just, they're just trying their best. Sakura is trying to keep calm, but it's worse than normal. Uh and then Shinji shows up for his kidnapping. Mm-hmm. He says some gross shit to her. For a sec. He orders her to come with him so that he can kill Shiro. She mm-hmm. protests and says he promised not to hurt Shiro. He kicks her a few times and says he ha- he brought Zokin's medicine uh, to force her to do what he says. Mm. Some vague way. And then he makes Ryder pick her up and carry her off. And the last thing we hear is Ryder sadly whispering Ryder's... Or uh, Sakura sadly whispering Ryder's title. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is in the Rialta Nua version uh shinji is just being coercive and not physical and he doesn't call the medicine medicine he says he has a thing from the old man hmm. which is a weird change end of interlude the dynamic duo arrive home how's the how's house uh there is still no sakura and there is still blood uh-huh same as the bad end the shinji call is slightly different in that Rin is in the background making ex- funny faces the whole time as she gets increasingly upset because she can hear Shinji so clearly. Uh-huh. Shiro is like, like all but has his his finger on her lips being like, you can't, Shinji cannot know about right. you. We didn't mention this before because Shinji is saying, doesn't know that Saber's dead. Yeah. And he's ordering Shiro to come alone. Yes. And not to tell anyone. But as long as Rin is there hearing, she can do whatever she wants. Yep. Uh, I think you mean she will do whatever she wants. Uh-huh. Because Shiro's like, okay, I'm going to head off. Don't come with me, Rin. And Rin is like, I just happen to be going the same direction as you, actually. She's going to pull that kind of card a couple times this uh, this episode. Shiro is getting mad at himself for not in- interceding in Sakura's situation earlier because of a- thinking of it as a family matter. Mm-hmm. This is this is a I've I found this to be a really interesting trap that uh Shiro has fallen into. You know what I mean? The like like even with Ilya, he's like, is there a way to get Ilya away from her family immediately, right? Mm-hmm. When he realizes that she's having a bad time, and it's like, yes, because she's a fairy tale princess from another land, and her family doesn't feel real. The Matos live down the street. They're real yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. And he does not know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, well, and it is interesting in the way that, like, he wants to save people. What that means kind of depends on the route. Mm -hmm. But, like, in the past, to him, that does kind of mean, like, oh, from a disaster. Uh Uh-huh. It doesn't mean rescuing people from their families. Yeah. That's not, like, that's not what anyone does, Mm -hmm. let alone, like, heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and here he's, like, finally coming to terms with just how bad Sakura has it and just how badly he fucked up by, like, 
he kind of knew the whole time in a way, but he kind of just didn't think about it because he didn't know how to handle it. I think it's in a second. So yeah, I'll save it for them. When it's in a second, it's in a bit when Shiro thinks of like it's like oh, but families are supposed to be perfect. Yeah. Let's see. Rin's plan is that Shiro needs to get Sakura away from Shiro- Shinji. Uh, if he can manage that, then she'll intercede to uh, save him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiro agrees, tells her to wait ten minutes. Uh, there's a, the blood fort is there, so she, Rin needs them to be distracted or they will feel her coming. Mm-hmm. We get some new sprites here. There's special, like, Shinji holding Sakura at knife, sprite, knife yeah. sprites. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a lot of them, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're just going to stand here. No, they've got, each of them have different expressions also. Yeah. Also, Sakura is wearing an extremely prominent green earring. I didn't notice that at all. I was like, does she always have that big, big crystal earring? Uh, No, no, mm-hmm. she did not. It's just for this. Uh, Ryder is standing between them. Chiro is mad and starts to make a move for them. Sakura seems to be like avoiding his eye contact. Mm-hmm. Ryder gets and then we immediately get some uh, the vibe that something's up with Ryder because Ryder gets in between them and tells Shiro that if he acts recklessly, Sakura is going to get hurt. And it seems almost like she's coaching him, mm-hmm. which is fun. Uh, let's see. Yeah, she like kind of. It's almost like she knows Rin is outside and is, like, reminding Shiro what his actual wind condition is here. Yeah. Shinji makes fun of Shiro a little bit. He starts calling Sakura names. Calls her a dirty woman of the Mato. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Sakura's mortified, not speaking. Uh, th- there's going to be a reoccurring thing with Sakura where it feels like more than anything else of the horror that's been inflicted on her, not being a virgin for Shiro seems to bother her the most. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> no. <sighs> anyway. Uh, Shinji promises to release Sakura once he's done killing Shiro. In here. Yes. Shiro is, like, shocked at how badly... Like, how far Shinji is going? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because he doesn't have a family. Uh-huh. Really? Like, he had Kuritsugu, but uh, he, like, lost his family when he was eight? Uh-huh. Or seven? Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, they're 18, and it was 10 years ago, Fen, so... He's 17. Um, And, yeah. It is interesting that, like, he views it as something that should be loving and protective. Mm-hmm. And is, like... that. That is kind of why he is hesitant yeah to intercede is like but that's not what family's supposed to be like yeah he's having a hard time grokking that shinji doesn't ultimately have sakura's best interest at heart even if he's rough on her yeah you know what i mean Uh uh-huh like like he's always kind of thought of it as like a handling problem or a difference of opinion of how to treat women not that shinji's like an evil little bastard who wants sakura to suffer yeah you know what i mean and Um, now he's kind of having to deal with this yeah this is, like, there's been a lot of, I think there was a book recently by someone about, like, abolishing families. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, yeah, appropriate that uh, Shiro is also coming to the, this revelation. And, like, I think the the basic pitch of that book is, like, actually, like, 
uh, Sakura and Shinji are far more common than anyone would like to believe. Mm -hmm. Like, relationships like that Mm -hmm. is that if you are stuck with someone, like, of course there are methods and ways to abuse people in situations Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. That just, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, there's more nuanced argument than that, but like that little piece of it is like, yeah, yeah. Writer's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not using her big nails; she's just bare knuckle boxing uh, Shiro into submission. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's weaker than she was last night. Something. Yeah. Uh, I I. It is not just that she is um holding back; it is also that she is weaker. Mm-hmm is interesting uh she he's he specifically calls out that she's about she feels as strong as the rider who got cut in half at the park hmm. by mm-hmm. saver the chump rider mm-hmm. and then uh shiro uh gets knocked over and he does this very bold move of like grabbing rider's arm to like pull himself back up and she's like so surprised that she kind of just lets it happen uh but then He's pulled himself back up in between her and Shinji. Mm -hmm. And she, like, whispers something about him doing good, being patient. Yeah. (laughs) And then beats him towards Shinji, which Shinji is having so much fun with this that he's not quite realized that they're getting closer. Yeah. This is, you say Ryder's so surprised. I say Ryder knows exactly what he's doing. And it's like, I feel like she didn't expect him to grab her arm, though. That feels like... Like, are you sure? Because I could break all of your fingers so fast, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kicks him hard enough to kill him, but he uh, knew it was coming because she warned him and jumps backwards and tackles Shinji, punches him in the head. Sakura crawls away uh, in shame and horror, and she's also very hot, temperature-wise. Not sexy. Some people would find her sexy. Uh-huh. Rin appears, and Archer has run, run Ryder through. Uh-huh. Rin does some taunting. Um, Shinji starts whining about how unfair this is. And he's tr- Shinji does the same trick he did before. He pulls out his book and tries to use a command spell to order Ryder to obey, to, like, get up and fight anyway, and she just can't. And the book burns up, right? Because he used the command spell, yeah. The book catches fire and disappears. What happens then, Fen? Okay. Um wait. Sakura tells him to stop it. Finally. Oh yes. Uh-huh. Um oh right. This is where the book burns up. And then uh Ryder's fine actually. Ryder recovers um, instantly. That's weird. Sakura used full restore. Um and then uh yeah. Sakura used full restore and then Ryder scoops up Sakura and runs away. Uh-huh. She runs back to be with Shinji. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shinji, like, kind of calls Sakura dead weight, and Ryder's like, I was protecting my master. I really don't care what's going on with you, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. And finally, finally it's coming out. Shinji could never be a master. He's unsuited and not even a mage and all of this stuff. Yep. She had, Rin had been hoping that it was Zokin summoning a servant, giving it to, um, Shinji. Mm-hmm. But it turns out there was one other person who could summon a servant and give it to Shinji. 
Who's the last master in this war? Flashback to Rin saying in both other routes, there's another mage at school, but it's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, Sakura's a master. Sakura. She has, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was about to say she has been this entire time, but that's not, like, strictly true. She's technically been a master. She's delegated she's her delegated mastership her. to Shinji. Yes, which is why he didn't have command spells on him. Yeah. But her command spells disappear temporarily while he's acting master. Uh-huh. They're back now. Although yeah. they're not on her sprite, which I think is a huge missed. Yeah. It's a huge miss that none of them have command spells on their sprites. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rin paints over hers with makeup, mm-hmm. I think is the bit. Yeah. Did they ever say that? Maybe it's just her long sleeves, is but she it, says like you're, what it is is it's it. fucking CL's um uh, <sighs> tattoos that aren't real uh, all over again. Yeah, it's coward's work. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Shinji demands Ryder be passed over to him again. Uh, he tries to hit Sakura, but Ryder uh grabs his hand out of the air and is like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you, dude. Watch yeah. yourself." Um, Rin, yeah, between Ryder and Rin, we get that, uh, it cost, like, Sakura was giving a command spell to Shinji mm-hmm. in the form of a book. Uh, that only worked as long as there was still one command spell, like a real one left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I guess. It's kind of weird. Well, I think the thing is that she spends a command spell to make a weaker command spell basically yeah that shinji can use yeah and so Ryder, he could use it to command Ryder, but Ryder knows that she could just resist it and kill him i don't is kind well, of i think I what what rin says is um it is like yeah it doesn't even have enough force to bind Ryder. like mm-hmm. it seems like when shinji yeah. had a book he still had some control over her um, I've kind of read it as she's just doing what Sakura wants, honestly. Because when when he orders her with the spell, it hurts, but she doesn't do ever. She never did anything. Because she's always like in such such a bad shape that she can't. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But like, if it was a real command spell, I feel like you would get you would bring get your broken body up. Is kind of the vibe I've gotten. I think it's how he orders her. Mm. My bet is part of it mm. is he could order her to like heal herself and that might work. But what he orders her to do is keep fighting. Yeah. The important thing is that Sakura, uh, if she spends her last command spell to make another book, a rider will just kill Shinji immediately. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and plus, every time he'd used the book, it just caught fire, anyway, because mm-hmm. he sucks at this. Rin uh, insults him some more. He starts having a breakdown. Sakura's still worried about him uh, for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then is like, so you're the real master of the family, so uh, kill these people then. She doesn't want to. Yeah. He promised not to hurt Shiro and then threw it away. And he's like, then I have no use for you. And then her earring explodes on his command, covering her in green goo. It took me a second to be like, how did how did Shinji like make her earring explode? And then I was like, this is a world with magic, of course. Yeah, this is just a magic spell that Zoken yeah. prepared for him. Yeah. 
I thought he threw something at her at first. Mm. This is the glass breaking, but then I realized that she didn't have the earring anymore. Mm-hmm. Sakura collapses and Shinji makes a run for it while everyone's distracted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sakura sure does collapse, is the thing. Yeah. Looks like the blood fort came back. Yeah. Um, it's worse than ever, actually. Blood fort and some weird shadowy tentacles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, it. there's a fun bit here where it's like, oh, one, when Shinji was Ryder's master. Mm-hmm. It One, it was Ryder uh activating the blood fort uh-huh that's fine two uh riders way less powerful when shinji's the master mm-hmm. and so it like was a less powerful version of this blood fort yes this time two things are different sakura is the one activating it uh-huh she's and, like hijacked it and is draining the power herself yeah. and rider is way more powerful yes and and like presumably sakura is also mm-hmm. way more powerful than than she actually has Ryder. magic yeah Oh, Archer's like, hey, Sakura's burning through magical energy very quickly. She's going to die if we don't do something. And Ryder's like, I know she's not. She's going to eat the mages that are here and then she'll calm down. Uh huh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's like, I just need to feed her faster than she gets hungry. Mm hmm. Ryder and Archer start fighting. Uh, Rin says something ominous about needing to stop Sakura from becoming a heretic. Which is very church framing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I didn't remember to check this word, but it is an interesting, like, um, uh, way to to um refer to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's very specific. Yeah. I also like this description where Rin's like, she essentially is like, Sakura's just trying to breathe right now, but the only air left is in our lungs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, Rin doesn't know how to stop Sakura, but she thinks Archer might have an idea. Mm-hmm. They just need to stop Ryder. Ryder is much stronger, and even Archer is being drained by the field. Archer and Rin are being mm-hmm. drained pretty rapidly by this, which normally... Like, even Shiro was pretty immune to it last uh, in the other routes. Yeah. Uh, Ryder says that Archer needs to use his NP to beat her. Uh, she can't use hers either because she's drained. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has an ace up her sleeve. Sakura begs her not to. And Ryder's like, keeping you alive is my top priority. She pops her blindfold off. That can't be good. Fen, what's under her blindfold? Uh, Ryder has those those weird square pupils that we saw yeah. briefly in Shiro's dream. Like silver eyes with red squares in the center. Yeah. And the screen cracks. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, she looks very cool. Uh, these are top tier mystic eyes. Yeah, she's got like, like, like probably up in classification with like Arcoid's mystic eyes mm-hmm. 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 petrification or specifically the abil- the ability to petrify things by looking at them uh-huh uh-huh which is like mostly consistent do we know wh- what her name is yes i mean now? she's a greek hero associated with the pegasus who has the power to petrify with the with her eyes and she's also snake themed hello medusa 
you can I cannot overstate how many times I said Medusa <laughs> referring to Ryder. Uh-huh. This is the the trap of coming from Fate Grand Order into Fate is like you know all these people already. Yeah. Well, you know all of them and you're used to referring to them by their actual name, not yes. their class. Like even after we know people's names, everyone still calls them by their class. Uh-huh. Like Ilya never calls Heracles Heracles except when introducing him to uh-huh. Shiro and Rin. Right. She always calls him Berserker. Mm-hmm. Um, Saber is Saber. Rider is Rider. Rider uh-huh. is Rider. Um. Um. Yeah, Medusa. Cool pull. I yeah. really don't understand why riding the Pegasus is her noble phantasm. Still, it it is also Pegasus the, comes from her blood when her head's cut off. The other thing for me is why are there being three Greek heroes is really so interesting. Yeah, uh huh. Um. Everyone is caught off guard by this, and everyone is partially flash petrified. <laughs> Uh huh. It's not like in uh, like a lot of stories where it's instantaneous death if you look at her, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe it would be for a normal human, but people with magical energy yeah. can resist it slightly. It is. This is the other thing: is that it's weird that it's mystic eyes, uh-huh. and Shiro calls them like, "Oh, they're so high rank because you can just look at something and petrify it," but in actuality. It's if you look at her, uh-huh. you get petrified. Yeah, I'm not really clear. And both that and uh, one of the bad ends here is going to reveal looking at her metaphorically also counts. That's, which that's is what I mean. Silly, is yeah. Like it, it should just be her looking at you. Yeah, right. This got a, a little wrong. Whoops. Um. So. Some kind of, like, weird spear or something starts to form behind Medusa and uh, whips at them. Mm. Uh, what do we do? We got a choice. Pull Rin out of the way. Uh, Shiro closes his eyes and runs into attack. Or, uh, well, I don't have any ideas. I'm just going to stand here. Um, let's see. What did I do? Attacking is bad end. Yeah. Let's, yeah, close eyes and attack Ryder. Shiro, for some reason, was less uh, captured by this. Mm-hmm. Um, a I think it's bit. I think it's because Rin and and Archer are in front of him yeah. or something. Uh, he runs in and uh closes his eyes, runs in, and then is instantly petrified anyway for the crime of visualizing mm-hmm. uh Medusa to try and fight her. Yeah, he even thinks like, oh, I bet it'll work if I just like close my eyes and like swing around a little bit. It'll be probably work. Um, yeah, like even the, the the way it's framed like seconds before this is that the first thing to go is your eyelids. So you can't stop looking at her. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's so much cooler than if you, you, you can close your eyes. But if you think about her, it's. Uh-huh. Anyway. Cut to Tiger Dojo 29. Tiger is unsettled because she feels like someone's uh, creeping up behind her. Mm-hmm. Behind her is a little Sakura creeping up on her. <laughs> uh-huh. Taiga, terrified. Too scared Doesn't to want to look behind her. Um, Ilya's like, anyway, uh, you should go on the defensive. You shouldn't try to beat up Ryder, completely ignoring Sakura's presence. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Sakura moves in on Taiga, and Ilya says that she must be holding a grudge for some time that Taiga called uh, Ryder's master a twisted snake woman. Uh-huh. Which, is that the wording they used before? I think so. What did you think it was? Oh, woman. Uh, up to this point, I didn't know that they would refer to Ryder's master as a woman. Know what I mean? Yeah, that might be different, but... Uh, I wonder if it's a case where it's not gendered and the translation has gendered it both ways. Yeah. Taiga turns to stone rapidly as she yells for help, and then little Sakura gleefully or gently shoves her off the screen while Ilya sees us off. Uh Uh-huh. Be careful while talking behind other people's backs, (laughs) Ilya advises. I didn't do the don't do anything choice. I don't know if it's anything. But I, uh, but the thing that you got to do is you got to pull Rin. Got to get yes. Rin out of the way. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also, uh, we got a status screen update about Medusa's Breaker Gorgon Noble Phantasm, mm-hmm. which is a Noble Phantasm to stop her Mystic Eyes from doing this. Huh? It's the blindfold. Oh yeah. It, her Mystic Eyes are a skill and is always active. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like Shiki's glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her eyes are also called Sibel, which is a reference to an Anatolian mother goddess that was brought to Greece from Turkey in the 6th century BC. Hmm. Not really sure what that has to do with Medusa, but, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a cool name. Shiro tries to tug Rin out of the way, fails, and then shoves her instead, falling into the spear. Mm. Or whatever it is. Uh, Oh, right, right. Okay. The, The difference between do nothing and the pull tosaka's hand is the one that makes sense yes because do nothing is the spear is headed for rin and then inexplicably redirects itself to shiro i can see why that would do that but i still feel like sakura hates rin more than shiro yeah it's it's because sakura wishes for shiro to take to be hurt at the same time that she's wishing for him not to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this, it's, the it's, thing much of, be- it's better for him to shove her out of the way and get gone. Yeah. The thing is, oh... I do think he whoops. does this move too much, though. I attacked... Yes. It's The thing is, oh, whoops, I attacked Shiro. I should stop. Mm-hmm. Is the thing... So it's like, yeah, it feels, it feels like contrived for the sake of having a third choice. Yeah. Um... Uh... Shiro collapses from a very serious injury. Mm -hmm. Sakura is so stunned that she uh, does something to herself and the blood fort shuts down and she screams and like falls unconscious. Mm -hmm. She collapses like a puppet with its strings cut. This is the third one in this game. (laughs) A lot of puppets. Mm -hmm. Cut to later. Where's Shiro? He's in the church. Really? In the church again? Yeah. A lot of time in this church. Uh, Kotamine is a good guy. He's a great guy. He's a saint. Uh-huh. So we get confirmation that the attack uh, that hit Shiro was directly from Sakura, not mm-hmm. Ryder. Uh, something to do with the Mato family magic being absorption, and Sakura was aiming at Rin because she has so much magical energy to drain. This is, again, the reason that I say that the do-nothing makes no sense. Shiro has no magical energy to speak of because she wants to break his legs that's why it's because she had a moment of like a flicker of 
well, but what if it was Shiro who got hurt instead and he can't fight anymore? I guess. I just, I don't like it as much either, but that's the reasoning. Yeah. It would, it would make more sense if there was anything in that scene to like Remind push of towards that. that as opposed to just like, uh, I need a third choice. Here's what it is. Shiro is recovering. He's actually healing on his own. Uh, yeah. He's peered through the gut. Like, <laughs> he's very resilient still. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kotamine is also helping to treat Sakura from the poison in her earring. Uh, Archer and Ryder are absent. I don't really know where they are. Um, and Shiro asks how Sakura is doing. About not even about how she's doing, about her in general. We get some of the stuff that we've already seen of like, oh, the the Mato were stubborn, and so their blood declined. Yeah. Not suited um, to the land here, not willing to take in, like, blood from outside mage families, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then they ended up adopting a kid with magic. Yeah. From where? From the Tosakas. That's right. Sakura is Rin's Emoto. Rin, truly the most Emoto build. Rin is like, I really, I don't know that I was always intended to be the Tosaka family, like, successor of the two of us, but Sakura is the one that got given up. Mm -hmm. You're older, I feel like it would have been you, but... Yeah, I think it was always I think the thing is that she's saying there, she's not sure if Sakura would have been stronger than her. Yeah. Because, age aside, if one of the kids had more potential, Rin's dad would have picked the other kid. Yeah. I think is her, like, feeling there. Yeah, which that also is just like Rin's just wrong. Like you have to start from basically birth. Mm, that's true. why it's that's why it's the oldest one is like you're like okay cool you're uh, a month old here's a little piece of magic crest uh-huh. hope you like it. Oh, it's gonna sting. <laughs> there's I think it's later, but there's a great moment where Rin is like. Oh, yeah, sometimes I even want to just cut off okay, my arm. We'll get there, we'll get there. Okay. Because I really like that. I want to talk about it. Uh, Shira was like, wow, Rin truly is Emoto-pilled, as you said, Fen. And she's going to help Sakura. And Rin's like, I'm going to kill her. Uh-huh. If Kotamina can't fix whatever's wrong with her, then I'm going to kill her on that tape, operating table. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiro manages not to call her as bad as Shinji. Rin's not as bad as Shinji. The fun part is, is that Rin says, because it's a family matter, you have no right to intervene. That is very funny, though, yeah. Uh, and it's like, Shiro finally realizing that that's not a good reason uh-huh, not uh-huh. to help is like, wait a sec. Kotamine pops out uh, and is like, hey, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> shut the fuck up Friday, folks. I'm trying to fix a girl. Uh-huh. Uh, I do, like, Rin's very, like, cold, like, whatever happens, I may have to put Sakura down. And then as soon as Kotamina comes out, she's like, how's Sakura doing? Uh-huh. I think they ask, and is this one of the, there's a lot of voice lines, this reading, where it's uh, two characters saying something at the same yeah, time. that happened, yeah. Yeah. It's like Rin and, Rin and Chiro both jumping to say, and Kotamina's like, I can't tell if you two are the worst enemies or the best friends. <laughs> This is also Kotamine and Shiro hanging out. Uh-huh. What's the state of Mato Sakura? She's got worms. They're crest worms. Maybe just one big worm. Uh, they refer to it as a singular thing, but I'm not sure. 
the given the I guess it's probably just partially the Sanchi reference. Yeah. Um, Sanchi, I you want to talk about this? You can. Okay, I looked this up. It's like a mythological bug that lives inside humans to tattle on them for their sins to the judge mm-hmm. of hell. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. That sounds awful. Um, great, perfect. Uh, I think I think someone said uh, it's a Taoist concept. Oh, okay. Um, sure. but I think it is like also tran- translatable as the three corpses or the three mm, three spirits, I... and so it was like, oh yeah, three worms must oh, be. Oh, okay. I I don't know that that's the I think that I always assumed three and I uh-huh. looking at it again I'm like oh that's just because because it, it is also re- also referenced as the sunshine. Um yeah they they refer to it as a like oh, singular yeah. thing like a worm almost three spiritual worms found in, inside of humans about six centimeters long. Oh okay okay not which sure, is like again oh. not sure if this tra- that translates here but. Yeah, the function is the same. It's spying on her for Zokan, mm-hmm. or that's what it was doing originally. But it's gotten worse. Uh huh. Do we get? It's actually called a crest worm. Yes. Okay. Rin's like, can we get to the point? And Kotomine's like, no, 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 no. I want to draw this out and just really lay out all of the horrible shit for Shinji. Well, Shiro. Sure. Uh, yeah. Rin's like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it, and and Kotomine like Shiro timidly raising his hand and kotamina is like ah i have a student uh-huh. um the worm has worm or worms has meshed into her magical circuit and become something like a whole body magic crest mm-hmm. uh if it activates it starts to consume her magical energy rapidly and violates her nerves whatever that means Ugh. she would have been sucked dry and eaten bodily within 12 hours if she maintained that state without yeah. a constant influx of magical energy Kotomine is surprised that she's not like completely dead yet you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh-huh. he says she's not sure if she's particularly strong willed or just used to it Oof. and the poison is some kind of conditioning tool to punish Sakura for breaking rules apparently it's um, an aphrodisiac she says that explicitly later. They still remember oh, it as poison here. Okay. I thought yeah. yeah, I thought it was here, but later. Okay. Yeah. Uh her or, I assume it's not an aphrodisiac in Realtanua. Probably but. not. Uh the condition is uh if she refuses to fight, then this the, she is punished for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's possible that even Shinji was not activating the earring. It just went off because she refused to fight when he told her to fight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a bomb. Uh, she got out of this by letting Shinji run wild, but uh, now she doesn't have the option, and trying to quit the war is going to get her killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the part you were talking about. You want to talk about this? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, Kotomine is like, "Hey, Ren, you should know how much it sucks to have a magic crest." Uh, and Sakura's is throughout her whole body. And Rin responds, yeah, even though I should be familiar with my body, I'm still periodically, I still periodically get the urge to cut off my arm. Oh. Which is like, oh. intrusive thought of like, that isn't mine, that isn't mine, that isn't mine. Uh Uh-huh. It is like, and this ties back to, uh, even Rin, like, Shiro, magic is painful because he's doing it wrong. Yes. He's always creating another magic circuit rather than flipping it on and off. Uh, even in the prologue. Rin doing magic correctly mm-hmm. is like 
I want to vomit. I am in pain. This sucks. Yeah, she has a parasite in her body. Uh huh. Magic parasite. Yeah. It's very cool to get that framing. I just like the it. Cut off the arm thing. It's so cool. I like it when uh when magic is like an unpleasant thing. Mm-hmm. That's not just like for most of this game, magic is just like a cool thing that you do with very little consequence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Shiro is constantly pushing past his limits, so of mm-hmm. course he's in pain. But like the revelation that like, oh yeah, Rin just going about her life is like They're... seized by this desire to get rid of uh <laughs> uh-huh. Part like, of her, yeah. It's it's little stuff like in the fate route. What uh, Rin like drawing a bunch of blood so because she can drip it on her gem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's not just that she holds the gem and it warms up in her hand or something. It's yeah. that she has to like <laughs> she has to take blood out of her body to make this work. Uh huh. Kotamine says that he can probably get Sakura to the state she was before the poison, but uh, that's. Not enough, and removing the worm completely seems impossible, mm-hmm. even for the person who put it in her in the first place. Mm-hmm. It has like so entangled itself with her nervous system. Yeah, yeah, it would kill her. Yeah, it would take a miracle or the miracle grantor itself, <laughs> the Holy Grail. Uh, Kotamine also notes that her hair and eye colors changed because of the worm. This is a very funny. Like, ah, uh, yeah, y- these two aren't sisters because. She got, uh... She got anime girl hair. Yeah. Uh, Kotamine also speculates correctly that Sakura was not intended for use in this war, since she doesn't seem like to be have been trained to actually fight, mm-hmm. and that Zoken just changed his mind. We got this before. Yeah. Zoken yeah. was like, damn, what if, though? Yeah. Zoken uh feels a little bit like the, the like, AMCA headcanon for Palpatine. Of, uh-huh. like, he's just kind of hanging out, and, like, he's got some irons in the fire, mm-hmm. and, like, oh, oop, uh, got a bunch of pieces this time around. Let's try it. I hate Token. Yeah. Oh. The you're... nasty little Toad Man Emperor is, in, that they t- describe in a uh, more civilized age seem, is fun. Yeah. I just can't have fun with Zoken. We'll he's... talk about it. We'll talk about it. We get some time with him this next tomorrow, I think. Anyway. So. Uh, also, Sakura having to keep Ryder in the world is draining even more of her energy that would normally go to the worm. Yes. So, the, and the more Ryder uses her energy, the more dead she gets. Which, yeah, I am curious why Ryder doesn't spend more time in spirit form. That is very funny. It um, is like that would be a bad storytelling choice because you do need to get to know Ryder. <laughs> uh. Rin's like, so the only way to stop this is to kill Zoken. But mm-hmm. Zoken has power over Sakura and will immediately turn Sakura into a shield. Yeah. If we try. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kotamine is like, fuck that. I don't like Zoken. You know what? I'm going to try the impossible surgery anyway and try and save Sakura. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I- I'm like, why is Kotamine really laying it all out on the table here? And he's like, it would be a waste to let Sakura die here. I'm like, oh, this is for like fucked up evil man, per- like pervert reasons. Pervert for evil, not pervert for Sakura. Yes. Kotamina just loves to see people suffer. He, yeah, he's like, if she lives in this moment and Rin doesn't kill her, it's going to be worse for everyone in uh-huh. all ways possible. Yep. So I want to see what happens. Um, Kotamina is like, hey, Shiro, 
Rin had the right idea. She Why both. are you still here? Uh, and Shiro's like, well, I'll just wait here patiently like a puppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kodomine is like, no, 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 no. I can't have you busting in there when like Sakura calls out because she's in pain. Uh-huh. This surgery is going to suck. Uh, and if you bust in, Sakura's as good as dead. Yeah. Go do something else. Yeah, he says this interesting thing of if Sakura, Sakura has some kind of guilt complex towards you and mm-hmm. she might never wake up if she can sense you nearby. Yeah, that that is the other part is uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, you I think he even says you are her biggest weakness. Uh huh. Yeah, he's like he says that uh, she would be dead already, but the worm is keeping her alive. So he mm-hmm. has to basically restart her consciousness, like starting a heart beating again. Yeah, That's which really is like interesting. it is fun having gotten in the first route that he is like a spiritual healer. Uh huh. And that that is like a weird uh, magic that. The church just doesn't like magic, and mages kind of look down on it, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is interesting that, like, oh, yeah, it's coming up again, and that, like, Kodamina knows this, like, weird soul healing. Ma- mages have no respect for any magic you would use on behalf of another person. Yeah. And that's all spirit healing seems to be good for. Uh-huh. <sighs> Yeah, Shiro's like, can I at least stay here and, like, pray for her during the surgery? And Kotomine's like, you have no right to share her pain. Kotomine always knows what to say. Because Shiro immediately is like, yeah, damn, you're right. Is this, I think, I think here Kotomine says, like, if you know, it might be, it might be after the surgery. But at some point around here, Kotomine says something about, like, if you wanted to help, like, you should have done that 11 years ago. Yeah, it's 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 his ending line here, I think. Okay. Uh, but it really, really stings. Uh-huh. No, no, it is a little later, but great line. However, Kotamine uh, has to sit Shiro down and tell Shiro that uh, Sakura is not a virgin and Zoken probably raped her. Uh, right. Kotamine. Kotamine. I don't I know. I to know this. This starts a, like, chain of people doing this. Yes. There is a great line in here where Kodamina says, I don't know how long the abuse called inheritance of magic lasted, Mm -hmm. which is like, that is true of more broadly about Mm -hmm. mages is that like Rin has talked about like, oh yeah, you're a little child being put in incredible pain by your parents Mm -hmm. for the sake of like preserving uh, for the magic. sake of a goal that is both, uh, according to our stuff that we've gotten from like Lensmaster, pointless, and you will never achieve it, and makes you miserable. Yep. Uh, Shiro gets up to leave, uh, and Kotamine decides to dig the knife a little bit more, and he brings up the woman that uh, Shiro saved from Ryder mm-hmm. and brought to Kotamine and all that stuff. I'm still not convinced that that woman survived, but, you know, metaphorically, <laughs> she's alive. Uh-huh. And Kotamine says that uh, he wonders if Shiro will choose Sakura or the victim if Sakura goes rogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shiro has never once thought about this no. in his life. Shiro's lying on his way up. The door to God's house is heavy like the cross. What a funny line. <laughs> I think we should compare more things to the weight of the cross. Uh-huh. Oh my god, this Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell is so big. It's heavy <laughs> like the cross. <sighs> oh. Um. Okay. 
who's waiting for him when he leaves the church? Rin's here. Archer's here. Rin's gone. Yeah. Archer's sorry. here. Um, I really love this moment where Archer like practically cro- like crosses himself doing a prayer of like, I'm not going to kill him. I could kill him and no one in the world could stop me. I could do it right now. I'm not going to do it. There's more important things going on. Anyway, hi, Shiro. <laughs> so I do love, we just got Kotamine saying, basically, I know what your ideal is. It's the same as Kirisugu's. You can't save Sakura and abide by your ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Shiro walks out and Archer's like, hey, punk, I know that last route, I was like, don't you dare follow that ideal until you become me? Well, um, you have no choice. There's, there is no other path for you. This is it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't follow that ideal, uh, there's nothing for you. Uh-huh. You're going to die. Or, you know, not be Shiro anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's he's like, are you really going to throw away everything you believe in for some girl? <laughs> it is it's fascinating. It feels like when Shiro is doggedly pursuing his ideal, Archer's frustrated because he's like, this is how you ended up like me. But when mm-hmm. Shiro, like, one variable changes and Shiro's willing, like, getting ready to throw it away, it's frustrating in this whole other way for Archer of, like, yeah. what makes you different than me? I am you. Uh-huh. It is just very funny that these two people who Shiro following his ideal like crushed uh, are both like, no, dude, you gotta, you gotta do it. (laughs) Shiro ends up in Ilya Park waiting. Uh, He's really conflicted. He's like, you know, I thought it was complicated when Shinji was the bad guy. Uh, Mm hmm. He's mad at himself for not picking up on Sakura earlier. He broke a tooth gritting his teeth. Gotta take better care of your teeth, man. Shit. Uh huh. He wants to kill Zoken. Uh, he blames Zoken for Sakura being forced into this and also for Shinji growing up to be a little freak of a man. Mm-hmm. This is both true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it fully excuses uh, Shinji's behavior, but. No. This is. I think. Yeah, there are parts of this that are like, I understand why Nasu rewrote this route so heavily. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is because like, oh, some parts of this work better if you view Shinji as someone who can be better. Yeah. Uh Uh, And like, not to say that that he is irredeemable completely, but it is so irredeemable. Yes. Roa is, irredeemable. It is so much harder to uh, sympathize with Shinji when he's like physically abusing his sister than like mm-hmm. kind of being mean to her, but like not beating her. It's because Sakura was uh, locked in a worm pit of yeah. being eaten alive for years, and Shinji feels bad that he doesn't have cool powers. Yeah. Like the scale difference is so, uh, like, he's so much worse than her. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> God, um, like, like, boohoo, man. I'm so sad for you. Like, I don't know. Pick up woodworking. I don't know. Do something else. Get uh-huh. good at it. Yeah. Um, um, and he's like, okay, I guess I have to stop Sakura. Mm-hmm. You know, she did ask me what I would do if, um, if she got evil and I said I'd kill her. He said he would stop stand up her. against her. Okay. Uh, yeah. Shiro. Does not hopes to never kill anyone, even bad guys. Yes, uh, she was pleased by this, even so uh-huh. he really doesn't have an excuse not to. But then, 
Who's here? Ilya's here. It is Ilya Park, after all. Uh, She wants to play. Shiro immediately is like, wait a sec. Aren't aren't night times for masters killing each other? And Ilya's like, you're not a master anymore. Ha ha ha. Yeah, there's a great bit. Ilya's like, I know everything. I know, uh, I know that Sakura is dying. Uh, I know that uh, even if she survives, she's still going to self-destruct. I know that Archer can't beat Berserker. I'm in a great mood. I'm going to win, so I could take the night off. Mm-hmm. How does he react to this? Um, he shoves her away. Mm-hmm. And, or, right, so, yeah. She's, like, you know, being playful, grabs onto him, and he just shoves her away. Um, thinks, like... I have pushed aside an honest, pure show of affection. It's like a parent rejecting a child. I have just ruined everything Ilya felt for me. Well, well, um... Huh, Ilya seems to be more mature than he thinks that she is. He's like, hey, aren't aren't you going to get mad at me? She pats him on the head and says, I'm sorry for being, like, flippant. I know that you're going through it. Yeah, Uh, she says, no, you're about to cry, Shiro. I don't know what happened, but it'd be too bad for you if I hate you. So I'll be your ally no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. like it's it's natural to ca- like protect the people you care about. This is this is the bit that I like about Ilya is that like yeah she wants to and does act like a child a lot. Uh-huh. But then the instant that it's like clear that that doesn't work, mm-hmm. it's like oh right I am an adult. Uh-huh. I can like deal with this intelligently. I can tell that you're. I I get the feeling that she's like oh. I just need him. I like. I just need to cheer him up, and then that didn't work. And she's like, "Okay, I guess I'll like sit down and talk to you." We're never gonna get her age in this, are we? It's not gonna be a twist. Can we just no. say it? She's nineteen. She's nineteen. I thought she was eighteen. She's nineteen. Which I assume is like from. I assume zero says her age. Yeah, and then no. it's ten years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, or it's a material book or something, but no, it never comes up in the game. She's nineteen. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she's 19. She is pretty immature, but she's also playing it up. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting to see it, like, fall away at times like this. And here she is now. She finally believes that Shiro is not Kotomi, or uh, Kiritsugu, right? Yeah. She's like, uh-huh. you're not turning into that guy who I hate, who who left me behind yeah. to pursue something. Well. Uh-huh. And now we get the choice. Actually, is Shiro uh, Kiritsugu or not? Let's do Shiro as Kiritsugu first. Uh Uh-huh. Does he want to protect everyone or protect one person? He should protect one person. This is a lie. Wait, he should protect one person. Sorry, yes. He should protect... Right now we are going to talk about him protecting everyone. It's a bad end if he decides he wants to stick to his dream to become a superhero. He can't give up his wish because of sunk cost fallacy. He rejects Ilya's very simple and obvious claim. <laughs> and uh, they, yeah, Ilya, some place in this conversation is like, you should care. Like, yeah, when she lays out, like, I know everything. She's like, you should care for the people that you love. Mm-hmm. You can't, again, like kind of echoing, echoing Archer, but also like her own past. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't protect everyone. That just leads to a miserable path where you're miserable and no one loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, Sierra's like, ha ha ha. Uh, I, of course, will protect everyone. Sakura must die. Ilya, like, gets very cold here and is like, okay, I was wrong. Yeah. Have fun being Kiritsugu. 
She says that she pities him and then mm-hmm. walks away. He's like, you can go ahead and try and take your anger out on me as I like go on my dark like superhero road. And she's like, you're pathetic, man. Uh-huh. And leaves. Rin is back at the church waiting for the, su- the surgery to be over since it's wrapping up. Uh, waiting to kill Sakura. She mm-hmm. does not believe even for a second that Sakura is going to survive the next hour. Yeah. And in fact, Kotamine has failed to completely cure Sakura. It's like I did my best. Uh huh. Sakura is unconscious, apparently. Rin, yeah, Shiro shows up. Rin, begging Shiro to stop her, mm-hmm. is like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna go kill your girlfriend. Are you gonna stop me or anything?" And Shiro's like, "No, let me do it." <laughs> yeah, and Rin's like, "No, no, no." It's a, it's a fam- it's family business. Uh-huh. Kotamina is like, whoa, shit, I didn't see this one coming. Uh, I guess the Grail War is going to go back to being boring without soccer around. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> this, bit, this bit at the end is so silly to me. Shiro's like, who do you think is going to win? He's like, you, of course, because Kiritsugu is so cool and strong and now you're Kiritsugu. Yeah, I think uh. there is a like compelling case, except for Berserker. I don't know how... Uh, Kotamine thinks that Especially Shiro is going to get through Berserker. It's not but... like he can lure Ilya in and kill her. You know what I mean? Yeah. She knows, but you know. Um, maybe she just doesn't care anymore. There is a... Ilya just leaves. The other part of this is that I think it is Kotamine like, stoking uh-huh. Shiro's ego and going, yeah, I want to watch you suffer. I want to watch you lose so bad. Uh, yeah, and then, um, Shiro's like, yes, of course I'll win, and then it, it ends. Mm-hmm. Bad end. Dojo 30. This, the scroll Tiger, with Sakura. Tiger Dojo 30. The scroll with Sakura on it is back to being Rin for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Taiga and Ilya are, like, totally speechless. Yep. And then Taiga's like, you know what, this, we're canceling this one, and, leave, and it just ends. Um, this is fast. Oh wait, sorry. Rewinding a little bit. Uh, as as she's leaving, Ilya says, "I pity you, Shiro. You're going to be deceiving yourself forever with that crying face of yours." Ilya tells me goodbye with a fading smile. Great. Great. Uh, and then yeah, uh, <laughs> my note is Kotomine predicting hashtag Shiro sweep is so funny. <laughs> um, and this is this is I think the saddest sounding. Ilya voice line we've gotten so far it's just like a long pause and then a quiet like baka (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then yeah tiger dojo's cancelled this is so interesting to me because uh for for two roots it's been like that's right shiro you gotta step up and be the hero you know what i mean Uh and now no, the point of this route is that doesn't work yeah uh but also it's so funny to me that the tiger dojo would be like why did you think that would work? It's not like you've spent 40 hours being told that it would work. I mean, yeah, but also it's a romance game. Like, funny. I know, I know. It's just very funny yeah. to me. He even said, I will have to stand up against Sakura. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. We have to protect women. One woman, specifically. Yeah. Sakura. Don't, don't protect women. Only Sakura. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shiro? No streaming with other girls. Can't even talk to him. It would be disrespecting his wife. Uh-huh. 
Except he could talk to Ilya. In in fact, he's going to get into a comical, uh, comical in quotes, amount of trouble with other women uh, have on this path. Yeah. He says he's got to pick the girl, of course, and Ilya's jazzed, and she's like, that's why I'm sticking with you. Mm-hmm. They part ways on good terms, and she's like, I'll see you again soon. He runs to the church thinking about Sakura and about Archer's grim warning about doing the thing that he is doing. Mm-hmm. And it starts to rain. Interlude 9-1. Heavens feel. We're in the bug room. This is a flashback. Yeah. We got a scene forever ago where Zokin was like plotting and uh, then someone came to him and we didn't hear their half of the conversation. And mm-hmm. This is the other half. Yeah. Of course it was Sakura. Yeah. Not many other people it could have been, ever. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Sakura, well, one, Sakura's like, oh, damn, I'm going to have to fight mm-hmm. Shiro because he's a master. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, she started going to his house to spy on him. That's interesting. I guess it would yeah. make sense uh, because Kiritsugu, everyone knew Kiritsugu was still here except for Rin yeah. for some reason. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, because her dad told her fucking nothing. Uh-huh. Um, and he, him adopting a child is very suspicious, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's like, yeah, go check it out. Make sure that the kid doesn't know anything. And yeah. Shiro didn't. Yep. So she convinced herself it wouldn't come to this. She... In a, in a desperately searching for uh, a hope that she doesn't even believe exists is like, hey, so do all the other masters really have to die? And Zokin's like, eh, you know, we've we've got, um, does he say? Yeah. He says specifically, I need you to steal their servants. Yes. And then you can keep a couple as a pet, as yeah. pets, basically. Uh-huh. He knows exactly which two uh, yeah. he's talking about. I uh, she saw what? Yeah, I'm still not sure. He says like you know you can keep a master or two as uh-huh. pets. Uh he knows who it would be for sure. Yeah, but he also yeah. The thing is, is that Sakura can't decide how she feels about Rin. Mm-hmm. Um, because like that's why it's one or two. It's definitely Shiro and maybe Rin. Yeah, Zokin consistently uses Rin to motivate Sakura yeah. at the same time as he's like. Eh, Maybe she doesn't need to die. Sakura's like, oh, Zokin can be so nice sometimes. It's weird. But uh, I can't tell if he's being nice or if he's just making a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zokin gives her a pep talk about asking Shiro out, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, she uh, rags on herself and it says that if they're together, they're going to go on a dark road. <laughs> she says the thing about giving Ryder to Shinji. And is uh, preparing to be punished. And is also preparing to be successfully tortured into doing it anyway. Yeah. And Zokin's like, okay, no, it's fine. I'll just stay out of this one. I'll do my thing next time. Shame that Rin's going to win. Mm-hmm. Sakura now is going to call Rin Nason constantly. Yeah. Uh, and also hates her guts. Yep. She's so bitter. She really looks at Rin and is like, this girl gets everything she wants and is perfect, and I am suffering in the mud, uh, and I hate her. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's partly true, but Rin's going through it, too, but Rin ain't going through it like Sakura going through it. No. Um, Kotamine's here. And, um... Oh, wait, um... Sorry. Kotamine does not show up in the Mato <laughs> in this room. No. 
Um, she does. She wakes up. Sakura yeah. wakes up from this dream. Sakura wakes up and then Kotomine is Kotomine here. is so funny in this scene. He's like, hey, I'm about to go tell them that they should kill you. Get your clothes on if you want to book it. Yeah. Uh, also, weirdly, a uh, uh, quirk of the architecture is that you can hear everything that's said out there. He says this like three times and it's the funniest lie ever. Uh-huh. I, w- I would believe that it is is a part of Man, the architecture. There's a courtyard between the chapel and this room. Oh, is there? Yeah, every time we go to this room directly, right. you walk through the right. courtyard to that room. There's a fucking magic spell or a microphone. <laughs> um, I really like the idea that um, Kotomine does this in both versions, lies about her being unconscious. Uh-huh. And Sakura hears their discussion about killing her and realizes Shiro's given up on her and just wait, lays there and waits for Rin to kill her. Uh-huh. I think that's really interesting. More interesting yeah. than her actually being unconscious. Yes. Um, yeah, Kotamina's like, I'm rooting for you, though. <laughs> it's going to be really funny if you get out of this one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Kotamina being like, this shoddy church <laughs> creates a sound tunnel directly to my office. Uh, interlude over, and uh, we got back to everyone waiting for the news. Kotomine comes out. It's a little different this time. He tried yeah. harder. I, I think he tried exactly the same amount as hard. Mm-hmm. I, the impression I get is he tried just as hard. Um, it's that just the writing was shorter okay. on the other end. Um, he calls but, attention to burning out his magic uh, crest yes. to try and save her. Or using it up, really. He has a fake magic crest, essentially, yeah. that his father made for him. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's like uh, limited use. Yeah. It's still like a very valuable thing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And um, both Rin and Shiro are like, damn, I didn't expect you to go that hard. Like, Yeah. Shiro's like, thank you for, for trying so hard. And Kotomina's like, don't thank me. It wasn't for good reasons. Uh-huh. Kotomine was able to partially remove the worm, but parts of it are burrowed into her heart, and he's like, I could take that out, but it would kill her. <laughs> Thank you, Kotomine, for telling us that removing a girl's heart will kill them. <laughs> yeah. he uh, He's decreased Zokan's control and also the amount of magical energy that they're going to take from her. And the amount but, of pain it will cause her. But he couldn't, you know, fix it all the way. Yeah, he's like, she's a bomb, basically. Like, really, it, I think that my what I've done will help her resist for another, like, couple seconds, a minute. Mm-hmm. Rin is like, well, she's going to become a heretic. Time to go kill her. Shiro grabs her and is like, no, Shiro, I have to protect women. Shiro tries to grab her. Mm-hmm. Does she, and does then she realizes, her? oh, Rin put a gios on me earlier today. I see. I can't move. <laughs> Let's go back to Tiger Dojo 31. I thought it was the last one. It's not actually the last one. We've got another one later. But. Well, it's, it's the, last the last one for today. day nine. Yeah. There are two tomorrow? If yeah. you stupidly swore full obedience to Rin to the point of letting her put a magic contract on us. Mm-hmm. Um, she, he, he freezes in place instead of grabbing her. Mm-hmm. And she's like. I was I really only did that as a like almost a joke to fuck with you because I was mad at you for not being willing to stand up to me. But mm-hmm. you know, hey, it came in handy for when I needed to kill my sister. Yep. 
she leaves, and then Shiro, after a moment, collapses to the ground and realizes that that means that uh, Sakura's already dead. Yep. That, that is the best bit of this, is the, like, oh, yeah, we don't ever see Rin or Sakura. It's just, like, Shiro feels control come back, and he's like, oh, yeah, I, uh, that must mean that there's nothing to resist mm-hmm. from her anymore. And he's like, I can't even cling to the idea of being a superhero anymore, because I already threw that away on the, uh, the drop of a hat. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Bad end. Bad end. He's not dead. Tiger Dojo 31. We get yelled at. We sure do. Tiger and Ilya to say don't make care, uh, contracts carelessly. Go back and uh, refuse Rin, and also we'll get affection points for refusing Rin there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, cut back. Shiro grabs Rin, and mm-hmm. he's like, I'm protecting Sakura. And she's like, man, it's so much more complicated than that. You can't just say I'm protecting Sakura. Shiro's like, this isn't Minority Report. You say that she's going to do bad things. She hasn't done anything yet. You can't punish someone preemptively. Um, you want to read Rin's line here? Yeah. Unlike you, I can't endanger everyone while clinging to a forlorn hope. The weakness to delay your decision is going to hurt even more. Hurt her. Hurt her even more. Which is like, okay, Shiro, you know what shape she's in. Mm-hmm. Unless she gets magical energy... Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, she's going to die, which means either she spends a couple more days suffering and in terrible pain before dying, mm-hmm. or she kills a bunch of people mm-hmm. for their magical energy. There's really no in-between. Yep. Uh, and she's... No, go ahead. This is the most frustrating... We'll talk about it when we finish this yeah. this this route. But um, Shiro's like, actually, despite in Ilya Park realizing, of course, I'm going to protect her. And that means people are going to get hurt. He's like, actually, uh, I will figure, I will simply do better. Mm-hmm. I will simply figure out a way that no one no gets victims. hurt. Yes, I, for, I was for a minute here uh, after the Ilya Park thing. I was like, okay, finally, finally, Shiro can get to a point. Where I can actually like engage with him because I don't think he's the stupidest guy on earth, and then immediately he's like, "No, my I, my goals have not actually changed at all." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My framing hasn't changed at all, even though we chose to give up on the thing that he is claiming to be like looking to do. Like, yeah, yet not wanting any victims, right? But like, yeah. she's gonna kill people, man. Uh huh. Um. Anyway. Rin's like, we're enemies if you try and stop me here. And while they are facing off, what happens? Uh, Sakura makes a run for it. They or A they window hear... explodes. Kotamina's like, oh, wow, why'd she break a window? Oh, I guess it didn't open. She must uh-huh. have smashed it and run for it. She's pretty violent for, like, a <laughs> surgery patient. <laughs> Kotamina, still super uh... funny. And then, and then is like, Oh, I, weird. I forgot to mention that uh, you can hear everything that's said in here. Um, I think... He calls it an architectural quirk again. Yeah, and I think Shiro... Forgive I think me. It is a structural defect. <laughs> and everyone's like, fucking no, it's not, you little fucking piece of shit. Yeah, it's very funny that they both call him out. And they're like, I don't think that that's... I think that's how that works. Um, 
Uh, Don't do me that rules. <laughs> funny. Rin chases after Sakura partly to kill her, but also partly because she's she just had surgery like three seconds ago, and mm-hmm. she's running around in the rain. Yep. Shiro goes to give chase, and K- Kotomina's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on a sec. I got more words to tell you." Mm-hmm. This is where we get that really sick like ending line. Yeah. Well, first, uh-huh. yeah, he says like. Broken things do not repair themselves, and lost things never return. If you wanted to save her, you should have done so 11 years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, she's dead. There is no saving her. Yeah. She has days. Uh-huh. Like, like this is not this is not a, like, hold on till the Holy Grail War ends. She's probably not going to see the end of the Grail War, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is new information. We knew it was bad. I didn't know it was that bad. Mm-hmm. And Shiro... Is like, okay, but you did use up your whole crest saving her. Mm-hmm. There must be some, like, good in saving her. And Kotamina is like, oh, ho, ho. I Good's just a want- strong word. <laughs> I just wanted you and Rin to suffer more. And he's like, you better go catch her if you don't want Rin to finish her off first. Uh-huh. He's like, go get it, bud. It's bad. What you want is bad. Shiro, finally freed from Kotamina's clutches. Uh, is looking for his wife and he cannot find her. He's putting up lost lot like my wife is lost posters. Have you seen my wife? Have you seen my wife? She is lost and also I love looking at her. Yeah. I like the backgrounds in the rain. Yeah. There's like a blurry effect to the way the water is falling in some of these CGs mm-hmm. or some of these backgrounds. I think it's really pretty. He finds her under a bridge. The park by the bridge. Yeah. The one where Ryder attacked someone and got cut in half this route. Ah, you mean the park that already has a background that we could reuse. (laughs) The park that is not Ilya Park, the other park. Yeah. Um, I did say under a bridge. I think it's described as under a bridge. It's right by the bridge, at least. The the background is right by the bridge. I think he describes her under the bridge, but I could be wrong. Um, He goes to her. Just the... We get an interesting conversation between these two yeah interesting she tells him to get away because she's not a virgin and isn't worth his time yeah uh-huh um so again like a couple of rialta Nua differences that i checked um and she in the original she says i'm not a virgin i was raped at the place i was adopted as a kid and my first time was a long time ago in rialta Nua, she just says i'm not the kind of girl you think i am mm-hmm. which is like yeah different um i feel almost like there must have been some kind of backlash against kohaku and the way that kohaku talked about this stuff because so many people just are going to talk to shiro and be like hey are you okay with her not being a virgin Uh uh-huh and it's so frustrating for kohaku she did not care you know what i mean she was so past caring about any of that stuff Uh sex was meaningless to her you know what i mean Uh uh-huh uh she mentioned it she's like yeah i was raped i was sexually assaulted by your dad and i hate and i don't hate him i just want everyone related to him to be dead uh-huh uh there are some things there are some things about how sakura's similar plot beats to kohaku are handled that bother me a lot more than it bothered me for kohaku uh-huh and we will talk about it yeah we can't linger too much yeah it's mostly wrap-up stuff uh-huh not to say that Tsukihime is flawless handling uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, to to sum it up, I feel like 
Tsukihime ends on a like exploitation horror kind of vibe, and uh, this is just a like bad hentai plot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not all of it, but this this beat of yeah. Sakura having horny housewife disease. Uh huh. We will talk more later. That's all I wanted to say. That, that is more stuff later. This feels like a PSA, a little. Of, like, Nasu turning to the reader and is like, it's okay if your love interest isn't a virgin. It's bad. I just hate this. Because mm-hmm. it's going to do this thing where it's like, oh, Sakura, you aren't, like, any different than any other girl, even though you're not a virgin. But also, you're so slutty. You're so horny and slutty and in a way that no one else is. Yeah. Because you're corrupted and dirty. <laughs> I hate it. That really doesn't come out until the sex scene. I know, but we're going to get there pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sex scenes this route. I am just like, this This conversation is Shiro saying, yes. like, I feel really bad and also I love you. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the thing that bothers me is that for Sakura, that seems to be the only thing she cares about is yes. not being a virgin for Shiro. It's uh-huh. like, come on. You're Which, dying. Like focus on anything else this is the this is a scene that i think worked better in rialto nua because it is about like no like i have worms inside of me that could cause me to kill you Uh and or are going to kill me very soon yeah i'm not the kind of person that you think i am yeah Yeah. works great yeah uh okay she says stuff about lying to him she's like i knew who soccer was the whole time and i didn't say shit uh Mm-hmm. Oh, which, this is where she's like, the poison was just uh, green juice that makes mm-hmm. you horny. Mm-hmm. And for her, being horny means she's evil. Yep. Uh, she talks a lot of shit about herself and says that she she wants to kill herself but can't. Uh-huh. Shiro stoically uh, tells uh, her not Anko. to cry. And <laughs> I like Anko better than this. Yes, absolutely. Um... Yeah, yeah. Shiro's like, she needs me to lead her down a better path than this. Uh, she's still talking about suicide stuff. Uh-huh. And he hugs her. It's cute CG. The CG's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, He's just and like then grabbing her in the rain. He has the most like 2020 reply guy energy as he says, don't worry. I know you're evil. Uh, I can't fix you. But I will still love and protect you. I'm gonna be your superhero, baby. Um, this is this really is like this route is. I can't fix her. She can make me worse. <laughs> uh we do get. This is not Ben has written down classic Takayuchi. Please don't make me draw this face. This guy's face. Um, composition. Uh this is not just Takayuchi. This is like. Eroge games largely yeah i know because it's I like know. i i do well, know there is a quote from takeuchi saying that he found shiro harder to draw than anyone else yes. since day night <laughs> someone someone asked it's in a material book or in an interview where the question is like who is the hardest character to draw he's like oh god shiro he's impossible and when i had to like do stuff after the game with his face in it hell <laughs> he's not that different looking than any other character i wonder what it is about shiro that takeuchi just can't stand sakura's like flat out 
I'm going to hurt you if you stay with me. And he's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And then he's like, I'm not sure if this is love or not, but you know. He he says, like, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's love or not. And then also, um, I know that this love won't be rewarded in the end. They walk home holding hands. That's Aww. cute. That's really cute. Yeah. They do. I don't know. I'm, I'm not always feeling it in this route, but I do think they feel like a romance faster and more solidly than a- anyone else. Yeah. That's the childhood friends uh, advantage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rin really childhood friends. never feels like a romance, really. She feels like um, a threat. Um, and like, they feel Saber, like enemies who fuck. Saber is holding herself back so yes. much mm-hmm. that, yeah, this is like, I yeah i get saber holding, by the end holding hands and walking it's such nice saber's such holding nice herself thing. back and shiro is a toxic nightmare yes. of a person uh-huh. that uh-huh. she should not care about as much as she does yeah until the end i think i like the end of that route yeah we're on the same page there yeah the lights are on in shiro's house when they return uh who's home who welcomes them home uh rin is here She's like, sorry for coming in without invitation. You know, I just wanted to get out of the rain. Uh-huh. Cracking her knuckles. Um, Yeah, Rin stopped looking pretty quickly and was like, they're just going to go back to the house. I'll just find out and check uh-huh. out there. Uh, she's ready to kill Sakura and Shiro if he gets in the way. Sakura's like, I haven't hurt anyone else, anyone yet, and I don't think I should be punished preemptively standing up for herself. And then she says, if you're going to fight me, then I'm calling Ryder and we're going to have a real fight here and now. And Mm -hmm. uh, Rin's like, I'm not ready for that. Fine. I'm going to back off for now. I think I'm pretty sure that Archer could take. I guess it's like it's. I'm not sure anymore. Ryder powered up by being connected to Sakura. Uh, Shiro, um, when Sakura was on the ground, uh, Shiro's like, oh, Archer is more powerful, Mm -hmm. but every second he's getting less powerful because of the blood force. It felt to me like it was more evenly matched than Rin is comfortable with, I think. Yeah, yes. And it is like... Also, they it don't is, know what Sakura is capable of. Yes, it is Shiro and Sakura versus Rin. Yes. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, she does not want to kill Sakura. No. she is, She's doing the thing again where she's like, if it came to it, I could kill any person I know to protect what I want to do. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure that that's true. She can, apparently. Yeah. Sh- Shiro is like, no, she she would never actually have done it later. Uh, but in those bad ends, she fucking does it. I think, yes, it is the thing of like... She wants oh, to be stopped. She can, yes. She wants to be stopped and uh, is going to carry the guilt of that for the rest of her life. And like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rin's surprised that Sakura is actually willing to fight her. And she's like, I guess if you get the grail, you could probably save yourself, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, and then leaves. Rin is mad at Shiro for abandoning their alliance, like, one day in. Mm-hmm. She also, I really like this line. She says, when Sakura goes, make sure you're her only victim. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think Shiro thinks, like, oh, yeah, okay, so I guess we have to, like, kill each other if it comes to that. <laughs> They're still holding hands. Sakura's heating up. Um... She refuses dinner and heads to bed. Uh-huh. Shiro has a bath, thinks about Ryder. He's like, she's got to be here somewhere, right? <laughs> Where is she? Ryder, invisible in the corner watching him. <laughs> uh-huh. He's like, I should, I should like, introduce myself and, like, you know, have a proper greeting. Uh-huh. 
he gets to his room, he turns off the lights, um, and then someone approaches his room. Sending him to defense mode. He's like looking around for like, where's a weapon? Oh no. It's just Sakura. Just Sakura. She's here. She's wearing her mom clothes, her mom jeans. Mom. This is the most like middle age. I hate this outfit. It's a cute outfit. I don't like this outfit. It's so housewife. It looks comfy. I just don't like it. I don't like it for what's about to happen, but like. It's like, um. It's like your Spy X family's like big sweater like outfit. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where uh, at first I'm like, oh, this is a cute look. But the more I see it, the more I'm like, this is a Christmas card. I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're going, Sakura's going to get her picture taken at the mall with her nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Sakura's on Christian Mingle. <laughs> Ben's nose like curled up in disgust. Weirdly, she meets or she matches with Rin. <laughs> this is really like, wait a sec. Ooh, not that game, luckily. It's normal for Christians. <laughs> is it normal for Christians to be incest lesbians? <laughs> no, it's it sure is normal for a rogue guy, but Sakura that's is a complaint for a different day. Sakura is fidgeting. Uh, Shiro's like, uh, I'm horny, but what's going on? Uh. What does Sakura want? Uh, she wants mana. How do you transfer mana, Fen? Blood. No, it's sex. It's sex. Oh. Um. Okay. Yeah, she's Sakura's like. Oh God, some of these lines are just horrible in this. Uh huh. Uh, she's talking about the worm, and she's like. It talks about her lewd body that desires men and heats up and goes crazy unless she gets semen from a magus. This is like, this is like bottom, bottom of the barrel of sex scenes for me. Uh Uh-huh. Like, not even the bottom because Rin sex scene is worse. At least this is consensual. But like, this is just, the framing of this is so bad. There is, yes. I think Rin's scene if anything was done with it, uh-huh. I would like more. That that Rin scene ends with her curled up away from Shiro, uh, and then she's just kind of fine with him after that. Yeah, that's uh, is a bummer. Um, but like, yeah, I complained this at length uh, to Ben last mm-hmm. night, um, and I will not go into as much detail here, but like. This is just such a boring scene. It's so boring. It's so boring. And I just hate the fantasy that's being sold right now. It's like Sakura is this incredible, perfect housewife who cleans your every room without you even asking or noticing and never asks you to give any more than you feel like you're capable of giving and will cook you dinner even when she's busy, when you come home from work. And also, she's so horny and sexy and slutty and beautiful, but only for you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. I just hate this. This I know that Sakura is going to have some interesting complications later, but right now, right now it's just bad. Yeah. She really needs to do, there needs to be some, a lot of character work done to have her not be, like, just the least interesting girl in Stay Night besides, like, Caster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or the side characters, or Taiga. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, she talks about being a virgin again, 
And is like, do you want to fuck me or do you see, see me like family? And he's like, well, I do want to fuck you. Shiki showing up going, why not both? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, Akiha? Don't you want to fuck your big brother anymore? <laughs> Tsukihime. This is the Hisui uh, dream sex scene uh, mm-hmm. from the mid-root blowjobs. She's, like, not wearing underwear, and she lifts her skirt and all this stuff. In Taiga's clothes? Yeah. So, yeah. The thing for me t- here is I don't, I don't know if it's Takeuchi or if it's Nasu that just doesn't understand why underwear exists. <laughs> I say that half-jokingly, but, like, Underwear is sexy. Takeuchi draws the most unsexy underwear in the world, though. Yeah. Uh But also, there is an ideological thing. Because remember when Rin is trying to keep part of her outfit on? And Shiro's like, no man would ever find it arousing for women to have any clothes on during sex. I'm like, you're just so... I know you're just pretty young, man, but you're so impossibly wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Sakura starts talking about how lewd and corrupted and horny she is all the time mm-hmm. and how much she jacks off thinking about Shiro and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Shiro is like, no, you're beautiful. You shouldn't be ashamed of your body and all this stuff. And, uh, then they have a bunch of sex. Yeah. So her, two things. One, her boobs don't look that big to me. Yeah. Also, uh, they don't drape at all when she's uh, leaning over, so they uh-huh. kind of look like solid pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, they talk about her ass being huge so much. I, all of the, For some reason, during sex scenes with the characters who are classified as in some way slutty or impure, there's so much talk about their ass. Uh-huh. It's Kohaku, it's CL, and it's Sakura. Uh-huh. I, um, there is ass stuff for the other characters too, but like the framing just goes straight to ass so quickly. Uh huh. This scene is so long. It's so long, and Chiro has a, a vivid internal monologue and says very little. It feels so good. I want to vomit. <laughs> what is such a funny line? Her big butt is squashed in front of me. <laughs> Oh god, there's just like it just keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, um uh, pot of meat is another one of those uh all time uh, Nasu disgusting descriptions. Uh-huh. Oh, here also he says that she's moving like a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um let's see. So yeah, there are a couple interesting like um there's a line about how she's impure and can't do anything for Shiro that is voiced. Mm-hmm. Instead of some both. Um, yeah. The varying movements are like those of an educated prostitute is such a wild thing to say or uh-huh. think. He starts hurting her, but she's into it. Uh-huh. Uh, please go harder and squash my butt. Very <laughs> funny line from Sakura. Uh-huh. Squash her butt. Uh... Yeah, there's like two CGs in this. Um, uh, three technically, but one of them is just like the it gets like weirdly bright and like everything looks like fluffy and cloudy, like Naruto sexy juice to just went off or something like that. What? <laughs> you don't know anything about Naruto. There's a whole bit early on in Naruto where he does a a spell that ter- make, turns him into a hot naked girl. 
all the time. What? Uh huh. Okay. You okay? Yeah. Is that? It kind of goes away after. Is that still BL? If Sasuke fucks him, yeah, uh, I'm gonna tell you, Ben. I think that there are probably thousands of manga exploring that very concept, <laughs> dissertations, even. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm. The problem is, I'm not a Fujoshi. Uh-huh. What you looking at me for? Uh, I'm definitely not a Fujoshi. No. Yeah. Okay, uh, Shiro comes an unsettlingly large amount. Yeah, my f- the, the note I've written down truly is the only good bit of this scene is the callback to the dream at the end mm-hmm. of like, oh, he feels like uh, it's going to suck out his organs. Uh-huh. Uh, there's some ominous music playing when uh-huh. they lay down and the... Um, Screen goes dark. He's okay, but it's it's still staticky. And uh, okay, he starts having very violent thoughts about hurting Sakura for some reason. Uh huh. Uh, and then he's having a dream, and then he sees like a flash of that dark tower. Yeah. Let's switch to the Rialto newer version of this scene. <sighs> this is this will be pretty quick. She's so horny still. Yeah. There's a lot of very horny voice lines recorded for Sakura. So, there is something interesting about this scene. Uh-huh. And it's that... She's a vampire? Um, well, yes, a little. Uh, she does have fangies. Um, Shiro does... In a lot of... Um, it is a common trope in Japanese media mm-hmm. for uh, insect scenes specifically. Yes man to be very dark-skinned or at least like very tan and the woman to be like extremely like the whitest you've ever seen i get it in the like i get it from a technical sense of you want the man in a certain type of porn you want the man to like kind of meld into the black background more the background yeah um but it's all it is also to like it's uh um like enhance or accentuate accentuate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um bring bring to to notice how pure and white the woman is it falls into a similar like on a spectrum with like the the trend of drawing uh hentai with like the ugliest most disgusting man you've ever Uh seen fucking a beautiful girl yeah uh yeah it like it's not quite there but it's in that direction you know what i mean and i bring this up because generally shiki is not shiro wow shiki had this exact thing yeah Mm -hmm. but shiro is generally not drawn like significantly darker Mm -hmm. in sex scenes yeah except in this Hmm. where his hand is like several shades darker it's interesting than his normal skin color huh and i noticed it because i was like it didn't happen in the h scene (laughs) it happened in this scene that's weird yeah. I think, again, it is like, it, it is still is serving it? the same purpose of, oh, look at how pure and white she is. Yeah. Yeah. And like to make the blood stand out, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. But the, like, blood would stand out blood better, better if he was pale. Lighter skin. I don't know. 
But it, it is the same, serving the same technical purpose of making him fade away and yeah. her stand out. Yes. Yeah. With, but it's also kind of fraught. Uh, yes. You know what fate also does? It darkens the skin tone of otherwise light characters uh, to make them evil. Uh-huh. This, <laughs> we're going to get that a lot. Doesn't happen in this game. Archer being the anti-hero version of uh, oh, right. Shiro yeah. with tanner skin. Yes. Yeah. Archer gets more black the eviler he is and it's bad yes i mean that that is like outside of this game yes 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 but i i mean it's partly here right it's yeah. because he he has the weird tan and he's the anti-hero who's more brutal than shiro yeah uh-huh yes. the basic thing stands yes um okay so anyway Basically, the gist of the scene is she's acting pretty much the same, but what she does is she gets on her knees and bites his finger and starts drinking his blood. Mm-hmm. Cute CG. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's like, wow, this is okay, this feels better, like painful, but also kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, she drinks- yeah, sex is good, but have you ever had your girlfriend bite your finger and suck out your blood? It's so funny in Tsukihime how unwilling they were to have just a scene like this yeah there's so many like reasons not to have any girl just casually drink blood you know what i mean uh-huh. uh the closest we get is yumizuka, uh, yumizuka. Yeah. we also get akiha licking blood off of uh shiro's uh yeah. shinji's shiro shiki's Shin- uh wow at one point which is very cool but also that's fraught for a whole other reason yes um anyway she talks, this plays up the vampire element so, so much. She talks about having wanted to drink his blood the whole way home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh. Get you a girl who wants to kill you and or drink your blood. <laughs> right? He calls her beautiful. We get like individual lines from the sex mm-hmm. he mixed in. Uh, they very chastely, she kisses his cheek. And then, and then she leaves? leaves? She leaves. They don't even cuddle. They cuddled the, in the other scene. The best part of uh the well yeah the, the end of the sex scene right. after the sex has happened is the best part because it is one it is um uh sh- like they they snuggle together that's uh-huh. cute two it is shiki shiro <laughs> <laughs> too many s names shiro having a dream about like falling into sakura mm-hmm. and seeing the grail mud yes and the and the um the like black sun uh-huh. and the grail holding it i um, do like at the end of this scene i i do like the bit where it's like he knows that she's gone but he feels like someone's cuddling up against him yes which is creepy one two maybe Ryder just kind of needed <laughs> needed a little love <laughs> Ryder just like curling up next to him Ryder's really moving up my ranks uh, in this route. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't get that much time, but she's just a delight every time she's on screen. She's such a weirdo. Well, then, she is going to get more time starting now. End of day uh, nine. February 9th, 10, Darkwood Sleeping Beauty. All one word. This one, this one, uh, oh no, it's two one words separated by a comma. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, this wraps back around. I'm like, this is so stupid. I like this one. <laughs> uh-huh. Shiro wakes up lethargic, thinks about sex, and is like, ooh, that happened, huh? Sakura is no longer cuddling. I guess I did not check the Rialto Nua version, but assume uh, yeah. he probably hears her in the kitchen or something instead. Well, in Rialto Nua, she never cuddled him. Yeah, exactly. So for him to be like, oh, she's in the kitchen. Oh, she you. okay. Right. Never mind. I'm sorry. This is yeah, this is where I started falling off of checking all of the... Yeah. Um, He can't barely stand. It takes him a while to get up and get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an interesting scene that both, uh, made me mad and, uh, made me laugh a lot. There, it's like this, this meet cute, like, day after, they're both bashful and shy and, like, ro- like, romance movie kind of thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. It's fine. It's kind of cute, but it's kind of grating on me. This is the... I don't remember back to being a teen that well. It's been uh-huh. many, many years since I was in high school. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the most... I understand it. Mm. I get it. But also, like, having had sex, I am usually less tense around someone than, like, uh-huh. oh, no, now I'm suddenly all bashful and, like, ah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Now you can cut this bit, Ben, if you want to. I'm that fine. Was... I'm fine. Okay. If you're fine. Um, here's the thing, though. They sit down and they're like, kind of like doing their playful, like young, young, youthful flirting. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Shiro's like, um, so uh, what's up with Ryder, who's been sitting next to them the entire time, <laughs> silently watching them do this stupid little rom com uh-huh. dance? We got a choice. Fucking go-go dress bondage suit. <laughs> yep. I was like, I know what Ryder's casual clothes look like for Hollow Ataraxia. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. I think her not having casual clothes in this game is worth it entirely for the joke of how funny it is when she's hanging out. Uh-huh. She's just vibing <laughs> in just... what looks like you would go to a club in. And like, would... That that outfit There's looks a collar on. That outfit looks so uncomfortable, Ben. Yeah, she can't like take two steps without her boobs hurting. She's not wearing a bra. It doesn't look like. Yeah. The other the the so yeah, Ryder has been here the whole time, and she kind of nervously asks about it, and Shocker is like, "What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's Ryder. Why uh-huh. is it weird, weird that Ryder is here?" Yeah, Shiro's like, I don't know that me and Ryder really get along. Ryder's like, I can get out of here. Uh, Sakura's like, no, 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 no. Shiro's fine with you being here. Right, Shiro? Back me up mm-hmm. on this one. We get a choice. Actually, we love Ryder. <laughs> we kind of don't like Ryder. Or skip the question entirely and offer her food. Uh, You should skip the question entirely and offer her food. My guide told me to end on uh, I love Ryder, actually. But I did all of them. Uh, that one's fine, I guess. Uh, the 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 cute one is uh, the feed rider. Yes. So if you offer to feed her, rider's like, oh no 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 no, I don't like eat anything. She says it much harsher than that. She's like, I'm not interested in how humans consume nutrition. <laughs> She's also like, I also don't care about manners. Yeah. Uh, manners and- are beneath me. I'm a wild animal. And Shiro is like. 
oh, if you can't eat, use chopsticks, then like you should have said something. She's like, I have Wait, a spoon no. in the kitchen. Uh, and then uh, Shiro and Sakura cook her food. Cook her an omelet. Yeah. Cook her an omelet. And she's like protesting and Sakura's like, you've done so much for me. Please let me do something for you. And uh-huh. then she backs off. And I was like, oh, don't make her eat if she doesn't want to eat. But she is smiling. I yeah. She likes indulging Sakura, even if she doesn't care about the omelet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Sakura's just excited to for Ryder to eat for the first time. <laughs> and to be cooking with Shin- Shiro. Yeah, she yeah. likes to watch them have fun together. Yeah. 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 I like Ryder's like very subtle, tiny smile sprite. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What is I really find her hard to deal with? So Shiro is honest and he's like, I don't really I feel uncomfortable when she's around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sakura's heartbroken. Ryder's like, no, this is smart and correct. We could kill each other. At any- we could have to kill each other sometime, mm-hmm. so we should really be on guard about each other. And she turns to Sakura and she's like, this just means he's not a liar. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, you said he's trustworthy. She will not believe that anyone could actually like her, besides mm-hmm. Sakura, who I think is she sees as a kindred spirit. Well, Ben, hmm? if Shiro says, actually, I kind of like her, this then is, yeah, this you is get like funny and also annoying. Yes, uh, it would be funny if it wasn't like, oh, this is just in everything all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anytime there are two girls, a guy has to like in front of one of them or both of them be like, oh, actually, I like you, but like not more than you. And like, I would find it funnier if they were on the same side instead of this tearing them apart in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh huh. If it was they're both bullying Shiro great yes great uh-huh. yeah make him miserable but it does feel a little like oh i'm actually hurt I'm oh mad. right we literally get exactly the scene later this day again Diff- two different girls and again they're mad at each other yeah exhausting Shiro's like i'm not good at complimenting people and then uh is like i do find her hard to be around but i think she's kind of cool and all the, it like starts complimenting her Ryder looks suspicious uh sakura also looks upset Uh and shiro's like you know halfway through this i kind of realize it sounds a little bit like i'm confessing (laughs) Uh, yeah he says she has a good heart and he thinks she's similar to sakura which is Mm -hmm. interesting um sakura yells at him for cheating Mm -hmm. being a cheater and then shiro starts complimenting sakura who likes that and then he starts. He's about to put Ryder down. He realizes that Ryder might stab him. <laughs> That's the funny part. Is that Ryder's like, I don't care. But also, he could like see her sharpening her nail. Yeah. I real quick mm-hmm. the the way that Sakura reacts and a lot of why I don't like this. She wants is, him to say that that Ryder's uglier than her. Yeah, that sucks. And it's, yes, that sucks. And it is the like it is Sakura being like. You know other girls? Yes. Sure, I was like, yeah, it's the... Yeah, yeah I do me. know other girls. I know a lot of them. Some of them are dead, but... Uh, the good part of it is w- walking into a house to meet uh, your girlfriend's family for, for the first time, and you realize her older sister's really hot, and you <laughs> accidentally put your foot in your mouth. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it's not. It's not. Anyway, yeah, Ryder insists that she has no stakes in this, but okay. the demand real, clarification. Real quick, Ben. Yes. I was literally in that situation at one point, and my girlfriend all but said, don't you dare say anything. 
<laughs> not another word. That's so funny, fan. <laughs> anyway. I love you. It's just, it's just so funny to think of you stuck in that situation. Uh, it was... I am... I am embarrassed thinking about it. Damn. Shiro does not go to school. Neither does Sakura. Yeah. Uh, they gotta keep at their task until this all ends. Uh-huh. And uh, it's dangerous for Sakura to be wandering around now. Yep. Uh, Zoukin doesn't need to splash her with an aphrodisiac. He can make her horny just by looking at her, which is a horrible detail. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hate Zoukin so much. Mm-hmm. I don't... There's nothing about him that's fun to me. Um, right, so Shiro wants to steal the Holy Grail, basically. Sakura doesn't want to fight. She doesn't want to be responsible for hurting anyone. Shiro's like, yeah, I'm going to do all the fighting. Yeah. This is, I don't know how he's going to do that. That's an excellent question, Ben. He does think if Rin wins, she'll probably use the Grail to save Sakura. Uh, Sakura's not convinced. She thinks that she thinks that Rin might just wish to kill Sakura. Mm-hmm. She, I guess, the framing is: Would Rin use the Grail to instantly kill Sakura if the Grail was not powerful enough to save her? Hmm. Shiro doesn't think she is, but I don't know about that. Yeah. Um. They Shiro wants to make a plan. Uh, and then we have a diver- like a diversion where he tells Ryder she'd be hotter if she took her blindfold off. Um, yeah. And it's such a weird scene. I know they're trying to explain how her eyes work and that she can't stop them necessarily. But also it's not so dangerous to be around her that mm-hmm. she couldn't not wear the blindfold. But she doesn't want to take the blindfold off anyway. And Sakura gets mad at the idea that she should. I guess because she doesn't want Shiro to see her eyes. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe because Shiro implies that she'd be prettier with it off. Yeah. It's just, this is even worse than the earlier scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. It does, it does underline that Shiro has no idea how to deal with this dynamic at all. They're the two weirdest people he's ever met. Yes. Now. Sakura has been ordered not to leave the house so that Zoken can't get her. Uh, Ryder's like, how are you going to beat Zoken? Shiro has a trump card, and actually a smart thing. He reveals, which no one knows, that he's friends with Berserker's master and might be able to get her, if not to ally with them. At least he might be able to point Ilya's gun at Zoken. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Yeah. He probably should have said something last night. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, yeah, Berserker will snap Assassin like a toothpick. Mm-hmm. Ryder isn't sure that Shiro can pull this off, but uh, he's going to go walk to Ilya's castle, since she showed him the way earlier. Mm-hmm. Sakura wants him to take Ryder. Ryder, uh, Shiro insists that she stay and take Sakura and run for it if Zoken shows up. I was like, leaving Sakura alone here is the worst possible thing you could do, but... It felt it felt very much to me like this was going to be where things go downhill. I was not correct about that. Mm-hmm. Shiro gets a couple swords, wooden swords, and some food. Uh, he's going to walk there. Uh, oh, he's going to take a taxi to the woods and then walk there. 
Ryder calls out to him before he goes. What does Ryder Wait, want? Sorry. What? Did you say that Sakura is like, the, the woods are really dangerous right now? Oh, I didn't real. I did not re- notice that. Um. Yeah. Or she gets out like those woods are really dangerous, and then uh, Shiro interrupts her. Mm. He's like, "It's fine," it's which fine. is just like hmm, weird yeah. that she already knows that something's going to be happening there today. Well, I guess it's Ilya's woods. You know, of course it's dangerous. I guess. Uh huh. Um, what does Ryder want before he goes? Ryder is what? Um. Wait, where? Uh, un- under each document. Here. Wait, where are you? Is it oh, okay. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, right. Right. Ryder calls out to him, and he like says saber. He gets a shiver, yeah. And then is like, wait, no, 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 no. She's she's dead. It, There's it's something. Ryder. There's something about the quality with which Ryder says his name, like yeah. the, the distance and coolness, but a little bit of affection yeah. that sounds like the way Saber says his name. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's up? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I love Sakura. And also we had sex last night. <laughs> this is this is so funny. Um, Yeah. Ryder's like, why are you so helping oh, on right, protecting right. Sakura? Yeah. And he's like, well, we fucked. And also I like her. Mm-hmm. and want to protect her and medusa's like that's what you want the grail for is for her mm-hmm. and he's like yes i want the grail to make sakura happy and nothing else then he asks her to try and say his name with a different accent mm-hmm. so to add, say it with a different quality she says she says shiro like 15 different ways yeah uh-huh. <laughs> she's so confused but the voice line is fantastic uh-huh um he's like She's like, she's got such a scary image, but it feels, I feel like she's a klutz in her personal <laughs> life. And he's like, don't worry, it's not that big a deal. It's like a weird thing. And she's like, well, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, it's okay to correct me. And he's like, or if you don't like the way I say it, it's okay to protect her. I think she me. does say at some point if I'm pronouncing it wrong uh-huh. or like saying it wrong. She ends on um, this though, because yeah. he says, actually, I really did like it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> She doesn't push it further, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, he he doesn't want to hear that na- his name said that way by anyone now that Saber is gone. Mm-hmm. He sets out. Interlude. 10-1, Heaven's Feel. We're uh, zoomed in on Sakura again. Yeah. She's guilty about being at home when her husband is off working. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's bored. She feels guilty. Uh, she's worried that uh, Shiro remaining in the war is going to doom both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she if she kind of just wants to spend time with him before she yeah. dies. Uh huh. But deep down, she wants. She kind of hopes that he can save her, right? Yes. And we get this thing where she's like, she doesn't want him to get hurt. She wants him to come home. She wants him to stay out of the fight. But also, perversely, she likes that he's putting himself in danger for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, she thinks that he deserves to suffer a little bit for not ever helping her before. Yeah. She spent 11 years in that house, and he didn't once help her before now. Yeah, Shiro, when he was fucking eight years old or whatever, did nothing to save her. Uh-huh. She's suffering and wiggling and horny, and Ryder tries to calm her down. 
uh sakura's like get out of here go protect shiro uh she's like it, it hardly matters anyway and she starts describing how like how bad her condition is not just with the horny thing mm-hmm. she's like has no feeling in her limbs just generally anymore and she feels like it's been weeks since shiro left 10 minutes ago yeah it's rough so Ryder's like, you might die if I go and protect Shiro. And she's like, yeah. Do it anyway. Uh-huh. Ryder asks for permission to use her noble phantasm. Sakura says, go ahead. But also, Ryder tells Sakura to be wary of Kotamine more than Zoken. And Sakura agrees and says that Kotamine can't beat her. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to say when you're about when you're preparing for your death, honestly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, her tone of voice changes when she says that very very sharply yeah and uh she smiles like a girl picking flowers is such a like little girl in a horror movie vibe uh-huh. of like oh ha 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 uh also real quick soccer is the original girl asking if her boyfriend would still love her if she was a worm <laughs> the this interlude made me realize that yes the answer is yes yes sure of course would still love her if she was a worm <laughs> this is so funny shiro gets to the woods he's like i'm gonna get lost and then like cut to two hours into the hike he's like maybe i'll die uh-huh he like is talking about hiking and like how you can run out of water and he didn't bring any water he just brought some snacks and also he's like it's so dangerous there's monsters maybe definitely wild dogs everywhere like it's the fucking purge in the when you step into the woods for the first time so i think my bet mm-hmm. is that what is translated as wild dogs really can kind of translate as any kind of uh, wild animal critter like carnivorous four-legged creature Uh uh-huh like wolves dogs bears ferrets probably not ferrets probably not ferrets i don't think sure it sucks but i don't think a ferret's gonna get the drop on him coyotes etc there coyotes in japan I don't think that there are wolves anymore. There are no wolves, no. Unless, you know, magic. Magic wolves, I don't know. Foxes? Maybe foxes. Fox isn't going to attack Shiro either. Well, la-ti-da. Anyway, the vibes are off. I'd attack Shiro. I'm horny for Shiro. (laughs) I meant it. I did not mean it that way. Ben just took it that way. You were you were talking to uh, talking up Shiro just earlier this episode. I heard you. Was I? Yeah. Call him your husband or something. What? Pretty sure it's in there. I called him someone's husband, not mine. I would not marry Shiro. Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. I'll put a marker down. and I'm going to cut copy it and also play it here if I can. <laughs> Anyway, let's stop that. Yeah. Shiro's getting consecrated. Shiro's getting baptized. He's going to become Catholic. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't take my wonderful boyfriend away like this. Anyway, uh, he says that it, the, it feels like something terrible is going to happen in here. And he says that it has a the forest has like a sickly sweet smell that he associates with the shade now. I'll also say the blood fort also smells sickly sweet to him. Mm-hmm. Shiro feels someone approaching. Who is it? Uh, it's Rin. They almost attack each other. Yep. 
Uh, he has a sword up, and Rin's like, can you put that thing down? This isn't a haunted house. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rin immediately, like, lets her guard down. Uh, sure, even though it's like, oh yeah, she's the one who uh, relaxed first. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, hey, you come to fight Ilya? I'm gonna stop you if so. I want to friend Ilya. And Rin's like, don't you worry. I also want to friend Ilya and kill Zokum. But if I get attacked, if she isn't willing, I'm gonna kill her. Yes. Um, yeah, she has like an old map that she doesn't trust. And she realized that Shiro knows the way there and is like, oh, oh, oh. oh I just happened to be heading in that direction, actually. <laughs> Rin loves to happen to be her heading in the same direction as Shiro. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing is they really don't want Berserker to get got like Caster did. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Even if that Caster was weakened by being a shell of her former self, mm-hmm. Berserker still very dangerous, even as a shell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they uh, begin to head out together. And then what happens? An earthquake. Or, you know, a veritable one. Explosion. Servants are fighting. Uh-huh. It's not Ryder. It's not no. Assassin. No. That means it's gotta be Zokan. Yep. Or it's, it's not. Or Archer. it's not it's not Ryder or Archer. So it has Archer's to be here. So it has Zoken. to be Zokan and Assassin. Mm-hmm. We get a choice. Should Shiro stay stay here? Or run in and check things out? Why should Shiro, without a servant, involve himself in a battle? So he doesn't die, is the answer. That's a bad end. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Rin's like, staying behind is smart. Um, Shiro's like, Berserker can't lose against Assassin, but also Saber couldn't lose against Assassin and did, so maybe I'm making the same mistake I made before. Uh-huh. Uh, there is an eerie wind uh, happening. Yeah. And then there is a flash of light, Shiro goes blind, and then ends up in the shadow zone somehow. A flash of black light, I think yeah, he says. Uh-huh. And which he's is blind, weird. and then he's in the shadow zone. There's uh-huh. no trees, and he wanders around, and then he's like, wait, am I trapped in some kind of dark hell with no exit for some reason? Uh-huh. No, that can't be it. And then it ends. Yep. I think the last line is something like, something about being an embryo. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like... He gets flashes of, like, weird growl mod. Tiger Dojo 32. The dojo is also pitch black. Yep. Uh, there was a blackout. Blackout. Taiga helpfully uh, informs us. Taiga and Ilya are both like, oh, it's kind of sad and lonely here in the dark. Uh-huh. Taiga's like, feels like someone's in the room with us. And then Ilya screams, and then there's some chewing noises. <laughs> Taiga's like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, that creepy breathing happening next to me. That's you, Ilya. (laughs) Like, trying to fuck with me, right? And uh, the creepy shade voice plays while um, uh, we see the outline of the shade. And it Mm -hmm. says, yeah, that's right. I'm just (laughs) Ilya. I'm just a little guy. (laughs) And uh, then Taika gets eaten, too. (laughs) Yep. Short and sweet. God, there's another one, too. Fuck me. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Shiro's gonna go watch a fight. Yep, yep. Speaking of, interlude 10-2. Heavens feel. Ilya's <laughs> fleeing from her castle. Why is she fleeing from her castle? Uh, she was like, oh, ha ha ha, danger is coming to me. How delightful. 
Oh no, that danger is so much more than me and Berserker can handle. Better run. I even like, she she prepares her defenses, she wakes up Berserker, Berserker senses it coming and says, run. Yeah. <laughs> In words. Uh-huh. Um, there is a shot of the castle with like a creepy, like evolved version of the shade, like hovering over it. It like, is extremely like, a, a Pokemon evolution. Yeah, uh-huh. Of like, oh yeah, the the base vault version is kind of like a like a tube. Uh-huh. Uh and then the the better version is more like a like a square thing on top of legs with arms. I was like, Fen, I was like trying to reach I think that the silhouette is slightly like the uh aquatic mechs from 0079. Mm. Uh, the, I think that's like ox maybe. Mm-hmm. is worried about losing Berserker. Mm-hmm. And on their way out, they are stopped in the middle of the forest by Zokin, an assassin. Mm-hmm. Ilya, how she feel about Zokin? Hates him. Hates him. Doesn't isn't scared of him. And then uh, a thousand year old voice speaks, and <laughs> yeah, is her like, vo- her voice does change. Uh, there's no 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 like of the it like really solids out, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and is like, oh. Uh, so can have you so lost your way that this is what you've become? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we get a back and forth about Zokin being like, no, actually, the thing that humans want most of all is to survive. He's just not right about this. Lots of people want to die. He's very like all humans want immortality. Yeah. He's just wrong. Yes. He's like he doesn't talk to anyone besides these kids that he's abusing for like fucking. 200 years mm-hmm. anyway the other important thing we get in this is that there is not just one grail yes this is the big the big revelation of well th- yeah we get that like oh zokin summoned assassin because right that's oh no, wait did i scroll down to assassin far? wants his name to be remembered yeah. forever yeah zokin wants yeah. to be immortal literally yeah. um you and you jumped down a little bit sorry I i'm yeah it it's 8 p.m. You know, I'm not used I know. to recording. You're fine. I'm not. I'm a bad mouth on you. She refers to the Holy Grail and the Great Holy Grail, uh, or Greater Grail. We're gonna call it the Greater Grail. That's the official um, translation, and it's a lot smoother. Yeah. Zokin's claims that the Grail does not choose masters. This yeah. is technically true because he's referring to the container, the Holy Grail that we have seen. Yes. That is made out of Ilya or in Unlimited Blade Works, Ilya's heart in um, Shinji. You know what I mean? Oh, right. And there's a second one around, but we haven't heard who it is yet. No. However, there is something under uh the town or something that's been in the town for a long time and is the reason that the ritual is held here that is called the greater grail yeah it chooses masters and it has some kind of will of its own Mm -hmm. and Um, it summons servants yes yes the grail that we've been talking about is just the container for uh grail mud and servant souls yes this is interesting Mm -hmm. you've tried one of them fan now try two of them it's more like you've tried a small one, now try a big one. Yes, yes, it's child size or big gulp grail. It's uh it's big boy season. It's big boy season, and the greater grail is here. Um boy parentheses gender neutral. The greater mm-hmm. the greater grail has no gender. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Ilya generally thinks that Zokin's a little piece of shit for one, wanting something as immature as immortality, and two, still whining about it when he's lived 500 years. Yeah. He's like, you're not even human. Don't pretend you can understand anything about me. Ilya more or less shrugs her shoulders and is like, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. He calls Ilya a hastily constructed artificial being. Hmm. We didn't get this before, did we? Have we not known that she's a homunculus? I'm not sure that it's been... We know that she's the grail, but I don't know that it's been totally confirmed that she's, like, not human. Okay. Maybe it has. Maybe it has. But um, he talks um, about it here. It is, it is hard sometimes to keep track of exactly where we learn information. Yes. But if you didn't know before, now you know that yeah. Ilya's a homunculus. Yeah. They don't say homunculus here, but... Eh. Yeah. That's the go-to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this is where she talks creepy and he call says something about her being imprinted with uh, something called Justice. Mm-hmm. Really wild spelling on this. Yeah. Uh, it's like just J-U-S-T-E-A-Z-E. -J -E. Yep. I was like, is this like the fan translation fucking up a different name? Nope. That's what comes up if you Google it. Uh-huh. Zokin prepares to attack. Berserker runs in without Ilya, uh, with Ilya telling him not to, and the interlude ends. Mm-hmm. Cut back to the party. The party being Rin, Archer, Shiro. Yes. They run in, and it's a uh, two-on-one, or uh, maybe like three-on-one, or four-on-one, depending on how you're counting. Yeah. Who's fighting, Fen? Uh, Berserker versus Assassin. Assassin already got his ass whooped, apparently. Yeah. It's on the ground. And she's back, Ben. Who's back? That's Saber. What? Uh, she, she this, is... This person's wearing a mask. I can't tell who this is. Uh, she does have, um, a weird, like, grail mud textured armor. Yeah, like and this purple black and with a red vein arm version of her armor. Not just recolored, it's different. Yes. Uh and also She's holding Excalibur, but it's gone red and yeah. black. Which uh, the status the same hairstyle. The status page updates after this scene, and it's really good because it's like, oh, well, Excalibur is just a sort of light. So like if you taint it black, it becomes black light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still the same like purpose though. She's paler too yeah notably paler different colored eyes which we'll see in a second her sleeves are poofier yeah in every cg she looks so cool uh -huh. and then her actual sprite is so goofy looking because she's uh -huh. like tiny and her sleeves look like she's slipped into an outfit it looks like she's like shrinking and turning into a baby and it doesn't <laughs> fit her anymore <laughs> berserker also is standing in mud and he's sinking Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like crawling up his body as Saber cuts him apart. Mm -hmm. uh, why is Saber evil now? Huh, how? What could possibly have happened? Good question. Grail mud. Probably. Um, Shiro sees the mud crawling up Berserker and in the way that it's wrapping its tendrils around him, like he's reminded of the time that Sakura, like half asleep, wrapped her arms around him. Which is very yeah, like, like weirdly intimate. Uh huh. That I do have one complaint here. Yeah, and it is that um, 
it is so uninteresting to me that Zoken can just like summon all the world's evils anywhere he wants. I don't like Zoken. It's like Kotomine controlling Grail Mud from a Grail uh-huh. makes sense. Yeah, feels like kind of he was like vibing with the Grail. They were doing it in tandem. Mm-hmm. The like that Zoken can just he's evil enough, I guess. Yeah, to... it's like. With uh, with the how it was framed earlier, it was like, oh, the shade is moving around and he is maneuvering himself between other yes. people and it, right? So this people end up at a disadvantage. This is very like, I brought it with me. Yeah. I brought a vial of grail mud and smashed it on the ground, and now there's a monster here. Uh huh. Way less fun. Yeah. Uh right. It is like, it is uh, in a fun way. Uh, deeply horrifying to see all of the servants that you like and know just like getting consumed and completely mm-hmm. unable to fight back. Uh-huh. I just wish it was someone other than Zoken. He's not even f- a fun villain at all. Mm-hmm. Zoken has, for me, he has the like um, the Game of Thrones villain problem. I've, I've said this before, I think, where like he you hate him. He's an asshole. He, like, says a bunch of, like, one-liners trying to be cool while he, like, rapes and tortures everyone around him. And then it goes on for, like, three seasons and then he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And, like, the writers are expecting you to feel some kind of incredible catharsis from his death. And it's just not going to be. It's just. It was unpleasant the whole time it was on screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? hmm Anyway. Ilya is begging a berserker to make a break for it. Uh, he both can't and doesn't want to. Uh, he begins his final attack on Saber, swinging his uh, weapon down on her head. Ilya tries to run for him. Shiro pops out and tackles her. And then we get to see her noble phantasm, which is Sick. the same texture as the black sun, like uh-huh. black with like red on the rims. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like an eclipse. Yeah. Very cool. Uh-huh. Uh, he's fucking dead. Berserker does not get any extra lives here. He just sinks into the mud. Yeah. There's a there's a fun bit of like, oh, something about her black sword. Just like he doesn't heal from the wounds that she... Mm-hmm. In the way that like he should because he has nine, nine lives. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Shiro solilo- soliloquies about how beautiful the weapon was and how beautiful her attack was mm-hmm. for a little while. And now we get a really fantastic CG. Uh, it's the mm. same CG as uh, Saber holding her sword at uh, Rin's throat at uh-huh. the end of the prologue. But this time we're in the forest and it's Saber Altar holding it yes. to Shiro's throat. Her eyes are yellow. Yeah, Ryder um, smashed her, uh, her mask berserker. off. Or Berserker smashed the mask. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise didn't seem to hurt her at all. Uh-huh. So we see her creepy yellow eyes, and she's just glaring at Shiro. It is, yeah. It feels like it's like, oh, she's like seconds away from stabbing through both him and Ilya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really interesting because this is this is not what happened to Caster. Mm-hmm. Caster was like a puppet. This yeah. is so this is a different. This saber is just a different person now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She still has, like, will and consciousness. She's not just, like, a faceless yeah. uh, body. A zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiro's like, 
he he says something about how she has none of the nobility and like uh grace that saber had yeah saber just she's like she's been stripped of her nobility and like Mm -hmm. yeah she's just a knight Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh berserker's body sinks shiro tries to make a run for it with Ilya. saber tries to kill him uh and uh arrows start raining at her and she starts parrying them took archer long enough yeah yeah archer tells him to make a break for it uh and starts clashing with saber archer's not liking this he feels real weirded out about this whole situation yeah saber finally talks and is like you don't have a chance man Uh uh-huh the the weird shadow starts it starts uh, wrapping around archer's ankles and then interestingly saber hits him so hard he gets flung out of it uh uh-huh which raises some questions about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shiro puts Ilya down and is trying to get score one hit on uh, Saber to, so that he can escape. He's like, I can't even have the premise of I'll sacrifice myself to take her down because you need to be equal strength for that fr- strategy to work. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to hope I can bop her on the head uh, and that she'll be distracted and I can go. Uh-huh. Um, this is He's doing the same thing. Archer just did this too. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's like the same exact move. Shiro underestimates Saber as usual and is about to get his head chopped off. What happens? Um, the there's a weird shade that we've been seeing all around, a, like a jellyfish kind of creature who showed up. It was like a mud puddle before, but it, it, the 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 jellyfish shade has risen out of the ground now. Yeah. Uh, she stops a hair's breadth away from chopping off his head, and then it's like, no, I'm done. Yeah. Arch- assassin, you could finish this. Uh-huh. Shiro, of course, blames himself. He's like, I don't know what happened to her, but it's all my fault. Assassin in the Shade advance. Uh, once again, the, sh- the Shade, Assassin was afraid of it before, mm-hmm. of, of it attacking him. Doesn't seem to have that problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Ilya is trying to bite back her tears. She uh-huh. and Shiro run for it. Assassin tries to sneak attack Shiro. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Naruto runs alongside Shiro for a sec. Archer deflects uh, and is like, lol, you can't even take care of this punk without uh-huh. a sneak attack? He's a child. Can't you kill him? Uh-huh. Um, Archer's taking up the rear fighting Assassin as they try and get distance. He tells Shiro that he, he decided to save Ilya, so he should protect her to the very end. Uh-huh. And then he gives Ilya a weird, regretful look. Oh, hmm. Oh, he's beating the shit out of uh, Assassin, even though he got touched by the shade and should be drained. Mm-hmm. He says that he's an, he basically says that he's an antihero. So the Grail mud effect is affecting him less. That's very funny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm a shithead, so I'm a little bit of I have a little bit of immunity. Uh-huh. He slices Assassin's mask in half and Assassin's like, ooh, ooh, I'm a big baby and runs away. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Pride comes before a big win. Rin's like, yeah, we won. All right, that's great. And the shade appears behind her and is about to spear her guts out. Uh-huh. Spear her uh, guts out. Luckily, Archer's here to protect her mm-hmm. with his own body. Just like Shiro same does, way that Shiro does. Ten times this game. Really, if you didn't already know that Archer and Shiro are the same guy, right? this is like... They just keep mirroring each other this whole yeah. scene. Archer gets speared through the stomach. 
Archer would normally be able to recover from this, but uh, Shiro makes a note that the shade is something that no servant can survive. Yep. Like, they just don't have the capability to match it. Um, and then we get, like, yeah, we get a Driftblum uh, yeah, like, shade. Speaking of Pokemon, uh, it, it, it evolved into a Driftblum. Mm-hmm. The shade, like, balloons up in this really gross way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that, that makes the CG for me look a little less goofy is that it's, like, misshapen a yes. little bit. Uh-huh. If it was just, like, a perfect hot air balloon, I would be like, this is very dumb. Uh-huh. Um... I'm I'm this monster. I'm so torn between it's cool looking and it's very stupid looking. Uh huh. I don't particularly like this CG, but no. I do like its general its vibe. General vibe. Uh, the thing that I like is what what happens the the like flash of another CG we get mm-hmm. after this. But the shade is quickly uh, eating the life force of the forest itself. Archer manages to crawl off the tentacle and gets towards Rin. We have a choice. Protect Rin or protect Ilya? Let's protect Rin real quick because we have the final bad end. end. Shiro recognizes that Rin is in such shock about everything that's happening that she needs someone to help her. He runs forward to protect her and we get a, uh, the, the cool part of the CG is just like seeing it explode into these paper tendrils. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh... We get some creepy images. We get a shot of the shadow fetus. Shiro thinks he hears an infant crying. Bloodborne is here. <laughs> Tiger Dojo 33. Ilya says that that was boring and she didn't like it and yeah. it's popped on the head. She's mad that Shiro didn't choose her. Yep. And then uh, punches Taiga out of the dojo? Um. Well, what was. Taiga's like, we can't bring our emotions from the main oh, game right. into yeah. into the dojo. And that's not how this has ever worked, first of all. Yes. Second of all, uh, Taiga says, at least uh, you all got to die together. And then Ilya punches her. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah. She tells us we're not allowed to turn the game off until we get out of the forest. That's very funny. I was I wondered if there was like a big thing that happens at the end. Oh, no, she just wants to be safe. Right. Okay. Choosing Rin's a bad end, so we gotta protect Ilya. Yep. Archer, Archer's got Rin. Yeah. Shiro dives on top of Ilya uh, to protect her from the grenade. Shade explodes. We get a bunch of, like, creepy shit, you mm-hmm. know? Classic. All the world's evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he whips his right arm around trying to, like, get the shade away from him because it's going for Ilya. And he's like, oh, that's the only one I have left. I My left arm has been blown off. Yeah. Or just erased. Yep. The shade, though, apparently used all its energy doing that uh, and vanishes. And or realized it hurt Shiro the way that it did many times ago. Who could say? Uh, Shiro is barely conscious. Like he just got like a grenade just went off mm-hmm. next to him. Ilya's saying something and crying and he can't hear her. He does start to make out Ryder and Archer talking about some kind of transplant. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is pretty plain what's happening here. Archer's like, I'm dying. Uh, put my arm on the kid. It'll work. Don't worry about why. We're weirdly compatible. <laughs> um, 
Rin is unconscious but safe. Archer is confident. It says something about her being able to take care of Shiro when he wakes up. Mm -hmm. He pets Rin's head tenderly because he knows that he's going to be gone before she wakes up. Mm -hmm. This makes me feel like, was Rin the girl that he was married to who betrayed him at the end? Mm. And he has just really complicated feelings about it. That would make so much sense for Archer's characterization. It could just be a different girl. Yeah, I cannot think of like... The thing is, despite this being a romance game, I cannot think of Shiro having a wife. Like, what well, this is the thing is that they don't work. Yeah, <laughs> that's why she betrays him in the end. Like, yeah, I guess the his version of the Unlimited Blade Works route doesn't have him in it, so it goes a different way. Uh-huh. And him and uh, Rin end up together, but it just doesn't work out. And like, she hate kind of hates him for his like weird crusade, and mm-hmm. he dies at the end, and she doesn't stick up for him. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that. It's the only context that I like them together in. Uh-huh. Archer says goodbye to Rin. Uh, he calls her Tosaka uh-huh, instead cute. of Rin. Interlude 10-3. Heaven's Feel. We're following the shade. Or, yeah. uh, yeah. Archer in- sacrifices himself. Shiro tackled Ilya into a little dip in the terrain. There's like a little ditch uh-huh, that uh-huh. he um with only his left arm exposed that's convenient very convenient um i mean convenient he did lose an arm yeah and then like there's a snap effect as the darkness swings in and sakura wakes up uh-huh she's apparently been watching this from rider's perspective she says yeah. and uh that was too painful for her to keep watching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she runs and throws up a bunch in the sink it's gonna be so hard to clean up. I was also thinking, please throw up in the toilet. Up in the it's toilet. You can just flush that. Please don't throw up in the sink. It's so hard to clean up a sink that's got puke in it. Yeah. 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 Oh, the other thing is that she's she's a uh, cut her vision off partly because she can't bear to see Shiro in pain, but also because she kind of liked seeing Shiro in pain. Mm-hmm. She's worried. She hates herself for hoping that he would get hurt. Because um, he could die. Mm-hmm. But also, at least he can't fight anymore. She like looks at herself in the mirror and she's got a creepy smile on. Uh-huh. This could have used a CG. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interlude out. Cut two. Shiro wakes up. He feels like shit. He feels... We get this like... Uh, uh, what would you call this? Um, Not illusion. Like a... Like a fantasy? No, it's not quite. Like hallucination? Yeah. Maybe hallucination. Yeah. Anyway, he's like he says that there's ants eating his shoulder where the, his arm used to be, and eating like, them like crawling into him. Yeah, and like something seals it up so the ants can't get out of his body anymore. That's interesting. Uh, he's real freaked out about a foreign body being implanted on him, but luckily Archer, Archer being one of the lustrous. His arm carries all of his me- a bunch of his memories and fighting experience with him. Uh-huh. It is yeah. This kind of makes sense if you think about it as like, oh, there's no brain in servants. I guess there is kind of it, a physical brain exists, but um uh, they are just like, yeah. It makes sense in the same sense of the unlimited blade works. Shiro uh interacting with Archer is causing a time paradox, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And he's starting to remember Archer's memories because the world can't keep them straight anymore. Yeah, I do. I do like the bit of him going like, no, I can't know all of these things. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm just like, I'm just me. This is too much. 
We do get a flash of every sword Shiro's ever seen. Uh-huh. A bunch he hasn't seen this route. Yeah. It is it is a flash of every sword in the game, I think. Every sword in the game, which Archer has seen all of them, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Shiro wakes up for real. Mm-hmm. He's in the church's back room. Ilya's there. She's crying. She's hugging him. She's happy he's awake. And she's like, is your is, is your wound okay? I'll have him put on a different one if it's uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't think that's how this works, Ilya. Uh-huh. When he thinks about it, he's in sudden immense pain. And Ilya's like, you have to suppress your left arm. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he hasn't quite grokked what's going on here. This is another one of the like, we know exactly what happened. We found out like 30 pages ago, but Shiro's still like not getting it yet. Yeah. And then he realizes, oh, wait. My right arm is all I can move. He's strapped down to the yeah. table still. <laughs> uh-huh. It is weird that Kotomine just let his right arm go. But Kotomine is very funny. Kotomine comes in. He's like, let me tell you what's going on. I just imagine Kotomine drinking red wine while doing surgery. Mm. He's also the do-it-all character of this game in a mm-hmm. way that CL is mm-hmm. in Tsukihime. And I think that they should hang out. They would probably like really spicy foods together. Yeah. She, uh, he's like, Ilya, you can go. I'll just hang out with Shiro myself. And she's like, I'm not leaving you alone with him. He's like, uh-huh. fine, go color or something. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Shiro. We get a, sh- a CG of Shiro. Yeah, he looks he's shirtless. Cool. He's got a cloth wrapped around his left arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the only CG I've seen of Shiro where he looks cool. This like yeah. weird red cloth wrapped all the way up to his uh-huh. uh, his elbow. I'm a sucker for weird bandaged uh, arms. Shoulder. Show, shoulder, not elbow. Yeah. Uh, I'm a sucker for weird bandaged arms, uh-huh. just as a general. Yeah. Um, it looks cool. It looks cool. This is a motif that's going to stick with Shiro. Mm-hmm. I think Muramasa has one red arm cover, doesn't he? Yeah. This is the coolest Shiro. Like, what can I say? It it helps so much that he's taken his stupid fucking shirt off. Like, Uh I don't care anything about Shiro shirtless, but anything is better than the shirt he was wearing. He looks good. What? Nothing. What'd you say, Fen? Um, Kotamine explains that Archer managed to stay in the world just long enough for the surgery to be complete. Uh Uh-huh. And that's why this arm still exists, because now it's tied into Shiro's magic circuit. Yes. Kind of. Kind of. It shouldn't be. It should, yeah, yeah. It's enough to keep it in the world. Uh, yeah. Kotamina is like, wow, you two were so similar. You were like pr- closer than twin brothers. Anyway. Uh huh. <laughs> tongue in cheek. Tongue in cheek. The arm is just kind of not moving. Kotamina is like, it's. It will not affect your life in any major way. You'll be able to live normally. You'll be able to control it in a couple days, and you'll die if you use it for anything. Uh huh. <laughs> one sec Kotamine how is that normal <laughs> it's only the magic circuits in there normally transplanting a spirit body onto a human body would kill you instantly uh-huh. or very quickly they're weirdly compatible we know why mm-hmm. uh, but he's still it's still a servant's arm and it will blow the rest of his body up if he tries to use it essentially yeah Kotamine makes it sound like okay it will blow you up because you're so not ready for yes. that amount of power. If, say, over the next 10 years, which is about how long you have to live, uh, you were to get as powerful as Archer is, you should be fine. This is, yeah. Um, oh, and he's the red cloth is called the Shroud of Martin. 
Uh-huh. Which I don't think is a real artifact. Maybe it is. It didn't come... Like, what came up was fate stuff. Mm. So either it's a less famous artifact or f- fate was just like, yeah, Martin has a shroud too. I would believe that it's fate. Uh, and it is suppressing the arm a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. He shouldn't take it off unless he wants to die. Shiro doesn't like any of this. Uh Oh, also, Shiro has to keep focusing on not letting the arm activate, mm-hmm. uh, especially if he's trying to do anything like fighting. Kotamina is like fighting is a death sentence for you. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he's not jazzed. But at the same time, he's like, I guess I'd be dead otherwise. So thanks, Kotamine. Pray that I don't need another favor. On their way out, uh, Kotamine is like, well... Actually, you could take off the shroud if you wanted to, say, gain incredible power for one final attack or something like that. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. Thanks, Kotamine. How's Rin doing? She's mad. Why is Rin mad? Uh, she hates relying on Kotamine. Uh-huh. She got poisoned and he helped her out. And... Where did the poison come from? Was it the mud? Was it the grail? It must have been the mud. Or did she get one, by assassined? One of those world's evils got out of there. Just one. Hopped onto her. Um, and she's mad about owing Kotamina yet another favor. Yeah, she's like, we gotta get out of here before he starts like demanding that we he get our lives as collateral or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh Kotamine says that this war the Grail War is completely gone to shit. Mm-hmm. And uh Zokin's gonna just win because no one else is, can stand against him. Yeah, it's Sakura and Zoken are the only two masters left, and Zoken can control Sakura, so, uh-huh. you know. Uh, and also, he says that if you kill Zoken, you don't have a servant. It's uh-huh. not, you're not going to be able to collect, uh, get the Holy Grail anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, Fen, the reason you need a servant to collect the Grail is because you need a spirit body to interact with it, yes? Yeah. What you're saying is... Theoretically, Shiro could grab Shiro... With his one hand. That might be enough to kill him. Yeah, I know. We don't know. Just saying. Like, it seems like something that could be in play. Yeah. Uh, Rin is not giving up. She has her pride, and she does want to save Sakura. They just have to stop Zoken. Kotamina's like, Zoken himself is weak shit. Like, maybe you can kill him if you can come up with a good plan. Mm-hmm. Now get out of my church. We have an argument about where Ilya is going. Uh, Rin with some excellent, uh, like running around Ilya with teasing and logic. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, you should you should go stay with Shiro. Uh huh. Shiro, yeah, Shiro's like, stay with us. Ilya's like, I don't want to stay with uh Sakura specifically. Yeah. She calls out Sakura. Uh, Kotamina's like, I'll babysit her for normal reasons. Uh, Shiro's like, ben, no, 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 I'm taking- the way that you said that makes it way more suspect. Kotamina just wants the grail around. Yes. It's still evil. <laughs> yeah. I. It's an evil that's fun and funky. I didn't mean it that way. It's he. <laughs> Rin wants Ilya too for some reason. She says she has something that she needs her for. Yeah. Ilya's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. She wishes to go back to her castle to plot. Mm-hmm. Um, Rin and Ilya bickering is fun. Mm-hmm. They like They clash in a cute way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiro gets caught by Kotamine after everyone leaves again. Uh, 
and like impresses on him how doomed he is if he fights for Sakura again. Yep. Uh, at some point, Rin switched to calling Shiro Shiro instead of uh, Emiya-kun. Mm-hmm. She does some Sundire shit and agrees to team up with him again. He's very, very excited to have her back. Yeah. They're very good friends. It's cute. It's het baiting. <laughs> Their relationship is het baiting. <laughs> They're very best friends, fan. Uh-huh. Now, Rin's like, your that arm came from my servant, so you're my servant now. Ilya comes to Shiro's defense. Shiro first is like, no, that's not how that works. And Ilya's like, yeah, that's not how that works. Uh, Shiro sees a ray of hope. He's like, ah, Ilya gets it. And then Ilya's like, uh, he's my servant, actually. Yes, this is Ilya's stick from early, from like uh, the first room. Uh-huh. They bicker the whole way home, uh, and we get a choice. They demand that he pick one of them. Rin or Ilya? Uh, I picked Ilya. I did both. I do like this line, if you pick Rin. Uh, she says, why? Rin's oppressive, greedy, and loud like a minor bird, but you still like her more? Are you a pervert? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow. Shiro's reasoning is he owes Rin, and mm-hmm. she, like, trusts her. Rin is also very surprised. Ilya's very annoyed. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Listening to Ilya instead, Ilya is celebrating. She thinks this is so funny. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I feel like I'm her big brother, so I have to take care of her. Rin manages to call him, a, like, all but call him a lolicon three times in this conversation. I would say pedophile. Pedophile, yeah. She does, she does use... She is 18. She used but... ko, not lolicon. So, like, you know, generally, little kids. Yeah. She, what, she, what she says is, you do you like little girls? Uh-huh. A bunch of times, yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Yep. Um, it takes him until the third time to deny it, which at least he yeah. denies it. We were watching Bakugonogachi yeah. still. Anyway, um, yeah, he's like, Ilya has no one else to turn to, even though she has said that her maids will come get her anytime she calls. Uh-huh. Why don't the maids get to hang out? They don't have enough sprites. Yeah. I also don't like their outfits. I don't like their outfits either, but I want to hang out with them, get to know them. Next game, though. Rin says that she still has the right to order Shira around because of the arm, and Shira's like, I'm going to let you be in charge, don't worry. Mm -hmm. Rin goes to get her stuff and takes Ilya. Uh, They're going to dig up some kind of secret weapon. They drop a lot of proper nouns. Yeah. Kishur's keepsake and Zell Schweinorg's treasure chest. We've gotten Schweinorg before, right? Have we? That's uh, the name of uh, the patron of the Tosaka family. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Zell is actually the, the right guy, but um, mm. I think we heard that last route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, yeah, Rin continues to just have a bunch of magic shit that doesn't come up in other routes for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Even in the first route, if she needed Ilya to use this thing, they had Ilya the first route. Yeah. Um, Not for very long. It's true. They leave Shiro to go home and break the news to Sakura. Mm-hmm. Interlude 10-4, Heaven's Feel. What's going on? We're at the church. Gil is like, so why did you let the grail go? And Kotomine uh, laughs and says, it's not a big deal. Um, I don't have a wish anyway. 
Um, and yeah, I think Gil makes fun of him, and Kotimina's like, well, you know, the thing for me is I'm more I'm more interested in the question than the actual answer. We get a bunch of Kotamine backstory. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, this is okay. Um was How he old is Kotamine? Born, born in nineteen sixty seven? That's what I said, yeah. So he's like in his forties. How old would he be now? Sixties? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um he was grand uh, voice. He looks pretty good for his age. <laughs> he was trying so hard to be a normal child and live up to his father's legacy. Uh, his father was a priest who I, was he born in 1967 or was, was his father given him in 1967? I think he was born. Okay. Um, Is he adopted? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. It says his father was given him. On a pilgrimage. I missed that completely. I guess I zoned out for part of this. Um, Where did he come from? Who just had an evil baby lying around <laughs> to give it to a priest? Truly, Kotomina is the baby with rancid vibes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Have you ever considered the kid might have bad vibes or just yeah. tucked to hang around? Um... Yeah, his father wanted him to be beautiful, so he named him Kide, which mm-hmm. means beautiful. Um, and it turns out he was just like a nasty, like Tim Burton kid who, like, only or like Adam's family kid who just liked shit, fucked up, evil stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it. But because of how he was raised, he hated himself for that. Yeah, and wanted to be a good guy. He just doesn't understand like how normal people like. Yeah, he understands what his father's beauty is and the things that he finds beautiful are just the opposite he's naughty by nature yeah oh i would also agree that moths are beautiful instead of butterflies Mm -hmm. in addition to really but very pretty yeah um he got into an existential argument with himself because he believed he was born evil and why would it's not like he just became evil because of the world. Yeah. So why would God allow things to be born evil? It just seems cruel. Uh-huh. And, and he, he has spent his entire... Like, he became a priest because... He's like, oh, well, God forgives everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll even forgive me for this. Yes. Uh, and then found out, actually, I have no idea why God did this. Yes. Uh, he hasn't gotten any closer to that question. He thinks that the Grail cannot answer this question for him. Mm-hmm. But, 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 Ben, he could build something that could answer the question with his wish. We've gotten a lot of stuff of something being born from the Grail. Uh, uh-huh. And he's like, maybe if the most evil thing possible is born out of the Grail, maybe that'll answer my question. Not sure how, but I want to check it out. Uh-huh. You know, explore all avenues. God, Kotomina is such a joy. Gil doesn't like this. Gil's like kind of weirded out. Uh-huh. Kotomina is like, it's blasphemy. Oh, well. <laughs> That's the end of the interlude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He says something about how he wants to uh, bless anything that is tr- that is born into this world. Yes. Priest. Yeah. Well, and then Gil is like, okay, but what if you, what if the thing isn't like, you don't actually like it? And Kotimina is like, that's not my concern. <laughs> All I care about is the birth. Not his problem. Not his kid, not his problem. Fundamentalist Christian Kotomine is here. 
Shiro's headed home. His arm hurts like shit. He's not sure. He's like, he. I think he's trying to stall a little bit to calm it down and then realizes that it's just getting worse. And he's mm-hmm. like, I got to see Sakura before I fall apart. Mm-hmm. He's like, what the fuck were you talking about, Kotamine, about me having a normal life? I feel like there's a knife stuck in there. <laughs> Sakura has been waiting for him at the door. Uh, and he's about to talk about Rin and Ilya, but uh, she yells at him for the arm. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you know, I just got dinged up a little bit. And she's like, you clearly did not get dinged up. I'm a, I'm a mage. I can tell it's not your fucking arm. Stop lying to me. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I'm I'm sorry for not considering your feelings uh-huh. and just trying to be cool. I... <laughs> so funny. Because he's like, he says like all this stuff about wanting to be strong for her. And she gets all bashful. And she's like, I feel like I'm falling in love with you all over again. And then, like, Rin is just behind them being like, can you stop flirting at the door? Jesus Christ, I thought you would have explained this all to her by now, but you're just sitting here uh-huh. batting your eyelashes. Sakura and I think Shiro even says her name. Yeah, like, he's like, he's like, I don't really know what to say to the love line. Rin, oh, what right. should I say? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. Stop it. Yeah um Ilya's here too Ilya's here too she's got that like real cold like it's it's go time face on yeah. uh Sakura warms up pretty quickly to Rin being here mm-hmm. uh is like okay I understand like we're all gonna go kill my dad or grandpa yeah Zoken. warms up is strong I would say he's fine with it uh she says a couple times that she does not like this and Shiro's like no 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 it's gonna be fine she just shuts up I feel very much like it's the kind of thing where she's like, well, I can't change it, so it's time to accept it, which is very Sakura. Ilya, she does not she accept. Hates, she hates Ilya being here. Ilya, to be fair, returns the feeling. Hello, Sakura. I hear you're the daughter of Makiri, but I won't look down on you. It seems you're Shiro's acquaintance, so I'll special, especially treat you like a human being. Uh-huh. Sakura's like, yeah, I'll do the same. <laughs> They hate each other. They really hate each other. Ring cooked dinner. Uh, and Shiro's mad about it. <laughs> Shiro, Shiro's like, wow, she cooked so good, right, Sakura? And Sakura is mad about it. Uh-huh. Poor fucking Sakura. Rin, like, sweeps into her house with her, uh, with her boyfriend, even though her boyfriend's supposed to be defending her from her. Uh-huh. And then gets into her kitchen and cooks food as good or better than she can, effortlessly. Yeah. This is everything that Sakura hates. Yeah. Uh-huh. To be fair, Rin did cook Rin's specialty. Mm-hmm. So, like, Sakura could beat her at whatever Sakura's is. Is Sakura's Western food? Sakura, or uh, Rin cooked Western food and was as oh, good as Sa- Sakura. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm just wrong. I think that's what it said. But, yeah, no, it's uh, poor Sakura. Shiro's so stressed by all of the women in his house hating each other that he can't even yeah. enjoy dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, it's, it's, it is awkward. Uh, Rin goes to the outbuilding to prepare her room. Uh, I guess there's a secondary room in there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Ilya refuses to share a roof with, um, Sakura, so is gonna stay in the main building. Yeah. Uh, they both wander off. Chiro tells Sakura to lay down after Sakura kind of half collapses. Mm-hmm. And then, to cheer her up, uh, they make plans to make breakfast in the morning together. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he's like, well, we'll take Rin down a peg, and she gets excited. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and then she's like, can you not tell Rin that I collapsed there? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. No, of course not. You just you got we were just tired. Yeah. He also notes that Sakura calls Rin Nesan only when they're alone and when she's feeling vulnerable. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She kind of stumbles over her words when she's with Rin sometimes, but... Yeah. All right. Burning body. Later on, Shiro's in his room. Uh, he feels terrible, so he wanders out in the yard to try and cool down. Mm-hmm. He wants to sleep in the shed, which is cold. He kind of falls down in pain caused by his arm, and... He gets this weird intrusive thought about how maybe the cloth is making it worse, not better, because uh-huh. it's cutting off circulation. You know what, Shiro? It is cutting off circulation. That's the whole point of the shroud. Uh-huh. Uh, Last yeah. choice of the day. We could release it or we could keep it on. Uh, the only one I did was release it. Yeah, I did not keep it on. Seems like a um, dumb idea to take it off. Well, and he, like, begins to and immediately... Uh, is like, oh, this is terrible. Uh, I'm like hallucinating, and yeah, yeah. The, his vision cracks the way it yeah. did with Medusa. They're reusing that effect because they uh-huh. have it now. Um, uh, he gets it back in place before too much bad stuff happens. It feels uh, like the kind of thing of like, oh, he he tugged at it a little, mm-hmm. and then like, uh, yeah, um, like terrible things happened and just like taking his hand away put it back into the yeah. place that it was yeah, yeah yeah he's like creeped out by the impulse he had to do that uh-huh. um and he's like okay okay i have to think about my problems not about my arm mm-hmm. the shade whatever happened to saber whether or not zokin has power over saber oh mm-hmm. she's definitely his enemy no matter what yep he feels particularly hopeless when uh who shows up to check on him Ryder. She's tall. Uh, yeah, taller than Shiro. She's not that tall. She's definitely not oh. taller than uh, Archer. No. She should be taller. Yes. Give me more seven-foot girls. Right? He's like, wow, you're so tall, Ryder. And she's like, I came over here because I thought you were in pain. Why are you wasting my time? Uh-huh. <laughs> he asks about her intervention into the situation in the forest. She carried him home or to the church. She says that Sakura ordered him to, and uh, or order her, ordered her to, and it took a lot out of Sakura. Um, so he wonders if um, Ryder would turn on Sakura if Sakura lost her last command spell because she's so businesslike. He's like, it makes sense if your if your master loses control of you by using the last command spell, you eat them, you eat their soul, and then find a new master. Yeah, that, that makes the most sense. It gives you some more time in the world. Yes. Uh, they apparently servants tend to do this if they don't like their master. Yeah. And Ryder is very cold. Yeah. And she's like, I would only kill Sakura if she asked me to. I like Sakura. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see her suffer. Yeah. I want her to see the end of this. Shiro's kind of taken aback, and I'm like, damn, look, dude, what are you, what are you talking about? Ryder, uh, is like, hey, servants are summoned to match masters. Like, dude, we've been over this. I do uh, feel like it should be a red flag that Medusa is telling you that your girlfriend is the same kind of girl as her. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, you know, Medusa is like an innocent monster kind of situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. She didn't do anything fucking wrong until she was turned into a monster. Um, And part of why they don't chat is because they're both not chat like chatty people. Yeah, they, they don't just kind of like all. vibe together. Completely get along on a, yeah. this like impulse level. Uh-huh. It's cute. 
Um, Ryder and, asks. Yeah. Ryder says, hey, Shiro, do you understand what she's been through? Uh, and he's like, uh, lol, no. He's like, <laughs> How I could, could I? I could never understand that. I've not been I've not been through anything remotely close to that. Ryder's like, I would have killed you if you said otherwise. Uh-huh. Uh, you are inexperienced and clumsy, but what is at your core is something trustworthy. That must be why you are a salvation for Sakura. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She talks about Sakura becoming more human by spending time with him mm-hmm. and how the last two years made her happy. Well, yeah. And uh, she says, like, you keep saying you want to make Sakura happy. You've made her happy over the last two years. Uh, and Shiro is just kind of like grumbling to himself is like, well, th- doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. He does end on this thought that the Grail can't just make Sakura happy. Mm-hmm. If it, if he tried that like to make a wish like that, it would just be an illusion. Mm-hmm. Interlude 10-5, Heaven's Feel. What happens after Shiro goes to bed? Uh, We get red text. About some kind of weird pregnancy? Yeah. Um, And then, like, going through the town and... Okay, two things I really like about this. One, there is a constant, ever-present, like, raspy breathing that never mm. stops. Two, the way the, see, the backgrounds kind of shift to the side uh-huh. as something is, like, dragging itself through the town is really cool. Uh-huh. This, like, drunken stumble. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever we are following is heading towards the Shinto part of town. Is in the Shinto part of town. Goes to it. It crosses the bridge. Yes. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All the... Sorry. Um, then we get some clipped voice lines and like glitched text. Uh-huh. Uh, it seems that a couple of guys come up and start heckling, uh, this girl. We're following a girl. Yeah. Uh, they say that she's a pretty girl and they're basically doing the thing of like, you want to hang out with us. Yeah. And the girl that we're following gets scared and starts to walk away from them. They follow her, uh, just like heckling her for a while. Mm-hmm. We see the background for the park, the creepy park, and uh, what happens at the park? Uh, the the whoever we're following gets hungry and eats them, and then it's just screaming and cr- like crunching noises, and the people, the guys begging. Uh, I think on a black background or one of the yeah, uh, we get Sakura's voice saying, "Tonight she squashed an insect." Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, even. It is not even coy in the way that it has been coy in the past, uh, in the real, in the like, uh, patch version, because it just does show Sakura's little face there, while previous lines from this have uh, been uh, just Unvoiced. little squares. Uh, the when uh, oh, when the shape talks at the temple. Oh yeah, there's a mix of um, uh, unvoiced and yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Sakura just murdered a couple of people. That's probably fine. Sounds like. Uh oh. I'm sure that, that won't impact uh what's his name? Shiro at all. So, um Yeah, that's the end of the interlude. That's the end of day ten. Yep. How you feeling, Fen? I'm so tired. It's nine of fucking clock. Yeah. I'm hungry. I'm tired. <sighs> We're part of the Abnormal Mapping <laughs> Network.
go watch other I feel like despite how tired we are, the episode came together really well. I hope so. I think I think it was good. I mean, you stayed up the whole um, time. I was really worried. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fan. Yeah. What's your favorite abnormal mapping show? Novel Not News not there anymore. Oh, shit. So, go re- listen to Novel Not New. I think you have to buck. Um, you have to buck? You have to back uh, them on Patreon now, but it's absolutely 100% worth it. Ben needs a nap. Um, listen to Abnormal Mapping. Listen to Great Gundam Project. Uh-huh. Both great shows. Uh-huh. Uh, We're finally getting past the opening of Double Zeta. Yeah. It's getting to be a show that I don't hate watching. <laughs> it's a rough opening. It's such a rough opening. Uh, All right, so Fen, where can people find you on the internet? What? Where can people find you on the internet? Type fennec.moe into an address bar. Um, where can people find you? Where can you find the show, Fen? Moonarchive.art or Crying Rules on Twitter. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can send questions that you have to cryingrulesactually at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Much like a puppet with its strings cut, uh, we got to the end of the document and I closed it and suddenly I was 75% asleep. Where can people find you, Ben? You can find me on Twitter at Ben Ends uh, for all of your Anko, uh, Ugrisu Anko fan art needs. Um, and you can follow at Doom Gender to hear me occasionally talk about the visual novel I'm developing. Um, next time, what fa- where are we going to be covering? Days 11... 12 and 13 and 13 yeah i think a lot of choices so it's gonna be the three of them yeah 11 12 13 fen do we have an idea of what our next yuri tea time is next yuri tea time we are doing uh sasakoi or whisper me a love song um there are i think five volumes out officially in english the those are way better translations than the (laughs) than scans Mm -hmm. So, and uh, I will say that the things that are interesting about it happen in volumes like four and five. So we will be covering everything that's uh, officially out in English. Sounds good. Okay. You got anything else, Ben? One day let's meet in the digital sea.
closer to the digital sea than ever, I feel like. Yeah. It has been so long since we've podcasted. The feast and famine thing with the podcasting, it's just, I'm not built for it. I need a more regular schedule or I feel like I'm losing my mind. Well, good news, Ben. We can finally go on a regular schedule. Hopefully. I don't have any any plans for people visiting or anything. Uh Uh-huh. I still, my mom's still trying to talk me into going to visit her for the holidays. Holidays are a ways off. Yeah, but I have to start planning on soon if I do want to do it. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> want to is a strong word. Lured by the uh, the idea of presence. Mm. You ready? Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about waiting through 20 years of Titan.